to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Pulper Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly racing coming at you. It's Monday, February 27th, 2017, and we're stoked you're with us. Thanks for listening. Good times away. Jason Thomas will be on later from Fly Racing. Chad Reed, you ever heard of him? Yeah. Motherfucking Chad Reed. He will be on the show. The 2-2. The Atlanta Supercross 250 main event winner. Rockstar Husqvarna's Zach Osborne. He'll be on. He's a friend of the show. He won his first ever 250 Supercross. And we're stoked, man. It's awesome. Hey, we're going to have your BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. NFAB JGR check-in. Truck Hero question of the day. Race Tech emails, Gear Alloy Cold Call, all coming up on the show later on the, later on the night. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We are giving away two pairs of tickets to Toronto Supercross this weekend. Toronto Supercross giving away, courtesy of the folks at Pivot Works. Pivot Works. If it works, it pivots. If it pivots, it works. And uh, also, Fly Racing goggle bag and a Grande roller bag from the folks at Fly Racing. Going to give that away, too, also. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Listen, you get the win shit just from listening. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Mission and Star Cross 5, KTMPartsExpress.com, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, all on board with us. Thanks for listening. Sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com to get all of our codes, all of our deals. If you are going to make a purchase from one of our partners, go on Sponsor Deals on PulpMXShow.com, and the codes are there, bro. Want to get some clamps, some brakes, some linkages from Ride Engineering? Yeah, go in there, PulpMX-20. Want some KTM and Husky parts? PulpMX is the code to save 20% at KTMPartsExpress.com. And so on and so forth. Uh, Patreon also uh, got an Ivan Tedesco podcast coming up, but the people on Patreon already heard it because they donate to Patreon to help us out, keep the expenses down, and we thank those guys for uh, uh, all that you do, you Patreon people. You know who you are. Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. If you're making a purchase on Amazon, go on to pulpamex.com on the Amazon banner. Click on that. takes you to Amazon. Make a purchase, and uh, we get a small slice of that. And the Pulpamex app, streaming live on the Pulpamex app. Thank you. Thursdays, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Check that out. Also, pulpmex.com. Go there for weekly readings. Appreciate it. From Dirt Rider Magazine, dirtrider.com. He is, uh, he's back in studio. He's rescuing us because uh, David Pingree was uh, not able to come out because he had a Racer X ride day that, that sort of popped up, so we can't get that mad at him. Uh, but it is from Dirt Rider, Dirt Rider Magazine, the Chris Kiefer. And I'm here. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me back. Yeah, stepping in. Stepping I apologize up. to all the Ping fans out there that want to Ping. Uh, I understand your pain. 
I enjoy peeing as well, but I'm here to save the day. No, you are. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and also taking your calls over there in the corner, holding things down, producing the show, is the Travis Marks. Hello. Less, see, less frazzled today, maybe, he, he seems, slightly. This Facebook Live thing has got him. He's trying to make it work. It's not his fault. We're work, waiting on Gene. But <laughs> it, it's, it's rattling him a little bit. It's he, a lot of shit going on when he gets here. He hasn't put the, tweet out, the tweets out yet, you know? For the it, show, I he's, think he's multitasking. He's right checking now. the server right now. Like he's very busy over there. <laughs> but it's working. Um, what's up, Mark? Some of it. What's going on? How's the the analytics coming? The Motolytics. Anything new from the race? Um, this no. weekend? No, <laughs> haven't even looked at it yet. <laughs> Have you given up on the Motolytics? No, 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 I haven't. I promise. It's. Uh... Ever since he Do did, you still have hey, a real job? That's the I question. I have a real job, yeah. <laughs> hey, ever since he did the backflip, honestly, he's changed. You know what? I never even thought about that, but you're yep. right. Mm-hmm. You kind of did Somebody a little bit. Somebody called me superstar today. He's uh-huh. got um, just, just about the backflip. He's got a chip on his shoulder, a different helmet size, probably extra large. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what? I was at I the race today, and someone mentioned Mark or yesterday, and someone mentioned Marks. He's like, "See, is Marks cool? As cool as he is, seems in on the radio." And I go, "Yeah, he is. <laughs> kind of a big deal." Oh, dude, I. I uh, no. Pookie had to leave hey, the buddy. because my head wouldn't fit through the front door. No, jeez. So. Oh, uh, we Facebook living it. Not yet. Yes. Oh, oh we okay. Are. On RaceRx Online, Facebook Live. What's up, everybody? All right. Hi. We're waving to you. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, Dirt Rider Magazine, you raced. I want to talk to you about that. You're a member of the Orange Brigade. We've got to talk about that. Um, <laughs> brought to you by Roost MX tonight. Chris Kiefer, 48-hour turnaround from RoostMX.net. So use the code Pulp Nation to save there. They have a whole Pulp MX section, T-shirt, stickers, bike graphics. And if you don't like Pulp, if Pulp sucks balls, they make other stuff. They make other cool graphics and designs and everything else. Uh, helmet kits, trailer graphics, sticker kits, pitch shirts, and more. Roost MX is not your average gra- graphics company. News, the Cycle Trader Rock River team, mm. they're a big part of the Roost MX uh, program. They are switching riders. Tommy Hahn is out for the year, and I think Tommy Hahn's going to hang it up because he said this was his last year of Supercross. And someone got airlifted off of an island? Off of Privateer Island. Uh, Alex Ray. What do you think of that? Hold on. You made it, bro. Alex Ray, everybody. The new rider for the rest of Supercross. On the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. So that's that's the rest. That's bitching. So that's eight or nine rounds he's going to ride. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to ride Toronto on his Husky this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then starting uh, Daytona, he will be on the Cycle Trader. Yamaha, Yamaha life for him. Oh. I'm in. I'm an f- even bigger fan now. Uh, I can't keep a track. I can't keep track of which. I love everybody. I love all colors. Now, I saw your photo yesterday. Did you race with a number one oh, on your bike? God, I ran it hard. Oh, my God, Marks. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, huh? I had that target. I had that target. <laughs> wow. I was channeling my inner dunge. Holy smokes. Yeah. You know what? Is it confidence? It was just a number. Dude, it was number I felt, one. I felt no more. I didn't feel any added weight on my shoulders as I raced either. Holy <laughs> shitballs. That's bold. BruceMX.net bringing you Chris Kiefer. Uh, from Dirt Rider, Dirt Rider Magazine, uh, he is in studio for the entire show. And uh, Chad Reed's coming right up, so we got to get to Reed. He's on the East Coast. Good interview. He's been turning down the uh, the show for weeks. He has nothing to say. He rode really well this week in Atlanta, though. He did. Uh, he was qualified looking, good. Qualified well. Got second in the heat. He was running to the front. Washed out after the whoops. It's a lot uh, of washouts lately. Yeah. He got up, um, like probably like 12th. And made it to, back to seventh, I think. Pretty good. Yeah, he rose. He was on it, man. He rode really hard near the end. And Ryan Dungey won. 
Ryan Dungey got the whole shot, and he checked out on a tough Atlanta track. Again. Are we going to talk about him today, about how what's wrong with him? Or no? Are we done with that? Well, <laughs> are we done with that? We're done with that. Uh, fourth fastest lap time of the night. Eli Doesn't caught matter. him from a ways back. He got the start. Yes. Did what he had to do. Yep. Won the race. Yes, he did. Um, talked to someone, you know, in the ba- in the uh, close to the Baker's factory program, and they've they you know they've been reading the articles, hearing all of us talking about Dunge because there's no doubt he's not riding as well. Yeah. And you know, basically, what I what I got out of it is the tracks are breaking down so bad they are getting so sketchy. Mm-hmm. Dunge doesn't want to push it like those other guys as much, and he's maybe he's not as good as adapting to change lines, change ruts, bumps, that kind of stuff. Yep. And that makes sense. And it's not I also a bad theory. He- and I also hear that bike setup has changed drastically from last year's settings. Um, so that's a whole new avenue for the team as well. So, and the rider, you got to get used to the. What settings. do you hear about the settings? What are you talking about? Tell me what you hear. Well, the tracks are breaking down, like you said, right? Yeah. So a lot of these teams are too stiff um, when they get in the mains, and a lot of these guys can't feel the front end. So. They're having to go back to the drawing board and do some settings later for the main event to make them a little bit softer because, as we see, whoops break down. They start jumping. You need a little bit of a softer setting. Ruts, chugs, almost outdoorish type of, you know, ruts coming out of corners. Right. So settings are changing. And as a rider, you got to get used to that. Yeah, absolutely. Dunge has always been a guy that's, you know, when the when the bike setting isn't great, he backs struggles off. a bit. Yeah, backs yeah. off a little bit. Doesn't, doesn't totally trust. But it's funny that we, we say that, but can you blame him? No. No, not at all. Look, I mean, that recipe has worked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming up with Chad Reed here on the show shortly. We've been talking about Dunge, and I get it. Here's a voicemail we got about Dungey that I want to play you guys. This is this is not what we've been saying. Oh. This is Deliver. not correct. Okay. This is dumb. Dumb, so that's why we play it. This is why we play it. Got it. All right. Hey, Steve. Uh just listen to the show. I, I want to say I, I love the content uh, and uh, and all the visitors and all the guests you have on the show. But listen, this week uh, you're talking to JT about Dungey and you're saying that he sucks. And, uh, you know, I think it really hurts your show, you know, that, you, that, you know, Barsha's got you blocked. Anderson's got you blocked. Soon enough, Dungey's going to get you blocked. And, uh, you know, it hurts your show because those are the people that, uh, you know, a lot of have a lot of fans want to hear from them. And, uh, you know, and, and, and being a, a Dungy fan and an Anderson fan, it, it, it pisses me off. Uh, another thing is, is what is going on with Dungy? You know, maybe he's sick, maybe he's, uh, something's wrong. And being the so-called number one news source in the sport, uh, I can't. I can't believe you can't find out what's wrong with Dungy. So, I just want to say that again. The show's great. The content is great, but you need to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Never said Dungy sucked. Right. Never said Dungy sucked. Myself, you, Wygant, Jason Thomas, anybody in the pits have all been wondering what's going on with Dunge. But this guy says I said he sucked. I always prefaced. Anything with, he's got a points lead. Was it prefaced? Prefaced. Prefaced. Yeah. Got it. I've always said, he's leading the points, let's take it easy, but he's not riding as well as he has in the past. Mm-hmm. Now, if this guy, this is the type of guy that would take that information and go say that I'm saying, saying that I'm saying Dungy sucks, well, that's incorrect. Right. That is not right. 
Now, if this guy says, I got to back it down, I think he's wrong. I think that he, we've been fine. But to say nothing's wrong with Dungey, he even says, what's wrong with Dungey? The guy does. Right. Well, I think what happens is people, is so dumb, people lump in things that you say about other people. And then when other guys don't call, they just say, all right, we're lumping it in with that, with Dungey. You've never said anything about Dungey, but we've talked about how um, maybe Jason Anderson didn't like you at one time. Still doesn't, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, there's, and there's reasons. But I think people lump Dungey into those kind of Yeah, know, but dudes. if this guy wants is a Dungey fan, like he said, he, he admits Dungey's not riding as well. And that's all we've been talking about. We never said he sucked. No. And if Dunge himself is upset about all this Dungey talk, well, then I got nothing to say to him. I don't know what to tell you. Well, let's talk about it. I don't know what to tell him. That's what I'm saying. He has well, a problem. Let's talk about it. I don't think he has a problem with it. Honestly, I just think he's he does his own deal. He just does Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying he does, but I'm saying right. like like this guy saying that the things that I say are that why people block me and stuff. If Dunge is mad about me saying, hey, he's not riding as well as he has in the past, what's wrong? Then the problem's on Dunge, not me. Because that's a perfectly valid question. I have a question, though. Yes. So do you ask Dunge when you're at the race, hey, do you want to come on the show Monday night? Or do you wait for you get home and then text? Uh, text. I've not seen him at the race. He doesn't, talk, he doesn't hang out at the press conferences, which kind of cheeses me off a little bit. But it's his right. I can't complain. Right. I just wish after the press conference he would hang out like every other rider. He doesn't. So you're not looking Takes to off. you're not looking to grab him and say, "Oh, hey, Ryan, you no. want to come on the show?" No. Okay. No. I so that might explain some things too. People probably, well, why doesn't Steve just fucking talk to the guy at the race? Say, "Hey, do you want to come on the don't show?" Don't see him. Right. I don't see him. But people don't grasp that because oh, he's at the race. Steve's at the race. Of course, you're going to see him. But yeah, sometimes no. you don't run into each other. If he if he uh, if he stopped after the press conference, I would maybe ask him. But he doesn't seem to want to do extra interviews. So he doesn't do the scrum? And that's his right? Yeah, doesn't do the scrum. That's his right. No problems. But we're not getting much out of the press conference. It's 10 minutes between three guys, so three minutes of audio. Right. And that's it. So whatever. I've texted him two, three times to come on the show. He's always been on. Yeah, he's always he's, been good. Yeah. So I got no problem with it, but he doesn't choose to reply back, so I move on. Right. And listener, you're not going to lose listeners because you're not going to have Dungy on. Trust me. People are still going to listen regardless of their guys on or not. Um there's other guys I'm sure you like that are on the show. So don't get bummed out. Don't give up hope. Ryan still could come back on. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. We've yeah. had uh, guys that have been clipped totally, and they've been back on. Hanny. Hanny. Hanny was coming on the night. Almost Hanny. Hanny was coming on the night, and then he said, yep, what time do you want me to? And I said, uh, after 8 or after 9. And I'm not kidding you, three minutes after that, I said, hey, so you hadn't replied back to me? <laughs> When he said he would come on? Yeah. He said, what time? I said, after 8 or after 9. You tell me what works best for you, Hanson. Yeah. Then he doesn't reply. Two minutes later, I say, give me a time. He hits me right back. I don't want to come on. Okay. <laughs> he, I, talk, I talked to him a little bit on the way up here, and he's just, like you said, he, Hanny's just, he's, he kind of keeps to himself. He does his own deal. Yeah, he's but like, he's he just got, wants to ride dirt bikes. That's cool. I that's no, cool with me, too. I think it's, it's a bitch. No problem. But you would think Nut Up would like to have an interview with done yeah, with him. I get but it. I mean, okay. as fans, I want to hear from Hanny too, but I respect what his decision. He's yeah, just, yeah. he's no, lay low. No, I, I wrote him back and said, whatever, bro. I, I laughed at yeah. him because he, he swapped his, flip-flopped his mind. But. Right. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb on Factory Yamaha. They use Vortex sprockets, uh, Vortex Racing, the V3 MX handlebar they have that uh, Alex Ray and the Babbitts Cowie guys use, as well as those sprockets, Cat 5 F5 hard coat laser cut steel Vortex sprocket, and the new V3 sprocket uh, rocked by the uh, teams like Reed and Webb and everything else. Uh, VortexRacing.com. Email Jake over there to uh, get a hell of a deal on the same sprockets that uh, Chad Reed uses. And let's bring him right in right now without waiting too long. Chad Reed, what's up, buddy? How are you? 
What's up, guys? How you doing? Why would Hanny say he would come on and then two minutes later say, I'm not coming on? <laughs> why, what's, why would Hanny do that? Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, Hanny we're talking about, but... Uh, <laughs> Thought twice. I, I, I heard he got into it with... Husky or WP guys. So oh, maybe, really? I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he's trying to patch that up and yeah. you know, want to make it worse or something. I thought yeah. he was doing four fifties on the other coast, is what I thought for yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. I heard that he had a bit of a falling out with the WP guys. Oh, Hanny. Or something. That's what I heard. No, yeah. I like Hanny. He used to hate my guts. I like Hanny. But he does have trouble. Yeah, I like he, tr- cool. he has trouble staying out of like drama. He needs to get that out of his life. I've told him that. Like, just, he's fighting with Dirt Shark. He loves Dirt Shark. He's fighting with Monster. He's fighting with Husky. He's fighting with WP. He's not. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's just an individual that kind of fights for <laughs> what he believes in. And it's not a it's not an easy sport no. to fight what you believe for. You know, like, it's, you gotta, yeah. you, you gotta pick your battles. Mitch, too. You another know, guy. Like that's, yeah. that's for sure. Mitch is another guy that Mitch is like, I've hated that dude. And then we get along great. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Up and down. Yeah. Anyways, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for finally coming on. I was hoping it would be uh, under better circumstances. But I think this weekend you qualified well. You got second in the heat. And I think a podium spot was uh, definitely in spot in, in sight until you crashed. And then after you, after you got up, man, you're like 12th, 13th. You rode hard to get seventh. It was a good race for you despite seventh. And, you know, you're not, you're not there to get seventh. But I, I thought you rode well. Yeah, I mean, on paper, the result doesn't look as good as what the weekend was. It was a positive weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right from, I do you know, truthfully, right away from Tuesday. I only rode on Tuesday. We got rained out for the rest of the week. So, um, you know, I was lucky that we, we, we tried a few things and kind of uh, – you know, like I, I finished riding on Tuesday and knew that it was going to be a better weekend. I just oh, did you really? You know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the feeling was there, and you know, just something that was missing was was found, and and I, you know, I went and mm-hmm. I carried that over into the weekend, and you know, like you said, like through the practices, qualifying, um, you know, the night show, and then the main event. I mean, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I believe that I was second or third place guy. I think you know, like mm-hmm. Eli showed, it was probably. You know, you it was an uphill battle to catch Dunge when he, when he has free track like that. But um, yeah, I think that I had a second or third. Right. Me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the new Chad Reed Kiefer is getting out in front in practice right away. He's boning out. Yes, that's a new move. I like it. Has been I've been off and on on that. I've yeah. done that over the years. Do you have a plan like that when you come out, or just like it, it is what it no, is? No. He's, cl- he's claiming not, but, you know. Sometimes you feel it, and you want to go, and I mean, it was just, there was a stupid sand section. I didn't want to get roosted, so <laughs> I, I didn't want I wanted to get out front. <laughs> right. No, that's that's a good point, too. Uh, 702-586-PULP. You got a question for oh. uh, Supercross and Motocross champion Chad Reed. Uh, give us a call here. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Chad, the guys in the press conference really destroyed that sand wall. The sand section itself was kind of dumb, but the sand wall, nobody liked that. And, and you know, they were kind of saying, hey, like those were walls were put in to slow us down when we didn't have timed mains. Now we have timed mains, and we don't need those walls. Now, I got to say, in my opinion, I'm not racing. I like the wall, the visual of the wall yep. and all of that. You were launching off it. You were one of the first guys to just fly off of it. I imagine landing on the flat ground isn't the greatest. But I think it's cool. But no? Like, it's no good? 
I, I don't think the location of it was awesome. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, it's easy to easy to say now after the race has been, you know, kind of said and done. But mm-hmm. you know, like, I I didn't love it. You know, like it was it was fun to jump and and to launch into the sand. Like I like that. That's fun for me. Um, I didn't like the location of it. I didn't like where it was. Like and turning, how, turning um, as you hit it. You mean? Like, well, yeah. It was yeah. like a, it was a ninety degree, and then uh, in practice, it was a wall jump. But then, obviously, over time, um, when they fixed it for the night show, they 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 took all the sand and pushed it up onto the backside of the um, how would you like onto the backside of the wall jump? You know. So then we we were essentially we were doing it more like a wall jump and then accelerating on the backside and just roosting all the sand. So then the sand was blowing onto a 90 degree turn, Mm. um, you know, and pretty much more going to the outside. So then what was a pretty useless berm then became even more useless because it had all sand built up on it. So then I just think the location, like I would have liked to have seen it somewhere. um, I mean, obviously you were there. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, like you go through the sand, you turn, we went to Gatorback, we did the off camber, you kind of did a short straightaway, yep. 90 degree, and then we went like double, triple, double. Yep. I would have liked to have seen us go like double wall jump sand into the triple or something like that, or double, triple, you know, like somewhere where it's yeah, like yeah. everybody, you can hit it in a, in a line, like, uh, like I like how it is at Monster Cup, you know, like it's, you, everybody can race through there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say last year or the year before we had it in Toronto, we landed off the triple and then we went into a wall, wall jump into a stand. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I just think that it should be in a straightaway and, and it doesn't need to be vertical. It needs to just be kind of like the sand's what makes right. it difficult, not the wall jump, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. I don't know. That's my opinion. I think the location of it was, wasn't, wasn't very good. Um, you know, you could kind of see on the track map. Um, and that was, you know, I mean, right from the get go, that track was kind of a failed track. I mean, it was its third design, you know, like yep. what I have at my house, from preseason and then what they actually built was totally different from what what we've seen you know Mm -hmm. so it kind of went through three different configurations what obstacle would you like to see more of in the races you know versus like we don't have some right now what would you like to see more of Mm, i mean i'm on week three of crashing exiting the whoops (laughs) and i and and my favorite obstacle on the track is the whoops so um I, I'm I'm a fan of the whoops. I mean, yeah, they haven't, you know, like I've been a total goon and I'm exiting them lately. But, um, you know, I think there's more to that than than just me gooning out. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I would like to see big whoops, round whoops come back. Um, I hate jumping whoops. I just I just despise of it. I even when you have to do it, I try to make a way that you know. That, that you can make it work and yeah i mean obviously the last couple of weeks i've crashed trying to make something work but um yeah that's really bad i mean obstacles so hard I, I guess the one obstacle that i think can make a big difference is is berms you know we need berms oh here um, we go tell me about it you know <laughs> like i just think that like there's there's a two-sided story of it you know like you got them they don't want us launching into the stands but I feel like they need to trust, like, the rider judgment 
a little better in the fact that, like, I believe that there's, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, there's no chance that we could ever get to the stands, and yet they take the berm away, you know? And it's just like this weekend, it went off of a gator back onto a tabletop into an off camber, and it's like, there's no chance. Like, you could try to jump into the stands, and you could never, ever get there. So (laughs) I I just, I don't know. I think that I, I wish that they would, you know, bring us in on a Friday afternoon or, you know, pre event and, and have an obstacle that they know, uh, that's not going to, you know, like you don't land from a triple and then launch, you know, and it's, yeah, I've been saying it, I've been saying it forever. It's one guy went into the stands in 30 years of supercross, one guy in 30 years. And they freak out. And if they, it's just, and like you said, do you know how fast you have to be going to jump into the stands? Like, after they have, they have the first five, seven, ten rows blocked off. Right. You know, it, it's, it's a joke. Um, yeah. The guys lately, uh, I've been writing in my columns and stuff, and I've been talking to the guys. And this weekend, you know, Dungeon and Marv and, to- and Tomac are like three of the nicest dudes ever, non controversial, just kind of, you know. Guys are just happy to be there in a way in front of the media. And they were, you know, uh, they, well, Marv wasn't there, but um, for the most part, they were really going after the track designs and the dirt and how it's down to the concrete and how, as much as those guys could be, you know, and something I've been writing about for a while, Sealy's went off on it last week into me. I don't know whether it's lack of maintenance, whether it's lack of dirt, a combination of both. But these tracks are not holding up to these time main events, which I'm okay with time mains, but these tracks are not holding up. And it becomes more of a, I'm just trying to stay upright instead of racing. Yeah, and, and I, I agree to disagree. Um, I, I will agree with them and, then, and leave it, you know, like I'm typically the controversial guy, but I'm yes. going to try to take the opposite route. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So I, I agree with them, and, and they said it, not me. But uh, for me, my opinion in to make it better, uh, a solution to making it better, and for what I see when I ride, um, you know, like this past weekend, we were down to the concrete in the first turn, mm-hmm. in the first practice. Wow. And it's like there's, a, there's a maybe, a, 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 a maybe one foot, you know, of elevation of, like, dirt built up. I wouldn't call it a berm, but, yeah. like, the outside of the first turn was built up, like, an extra foot or more than what the inside term was. And it's like, at no way were we ever going to go to the berm. So <laughs> right. why not, you know, like when you're, when we're getting down to the concrete in the first practice, why not? Okay. We've got a real problem because every time you put it on there, it's just dry dirt. It's going to come right back out. They don't, mm, yeah. you know, it's not like they get the dig, you know, they, they do it with the dozer. So it doesn't pack it down anyway. And, and in my opinion, my, my thing is like, why don't you take that dirt, steal that dirt from the outside make the inside deeper and that solution is fixed a hundred percent, you know, like there's, that's kind of stupid proof. And then, Mm -hmm. but my opinion on the tracks, I actually agree with, I like that they're not working the tracks. I like that the tracks are coming apart because my opinion is the track designs are really bad. So then the only thing that you have to work with is the track come apart and people make mistakes. So you're kind of relying on that. Um, But I think, I would really like to see them, man, like make the berms hard pack because, or pack them in because 
it's the design. Like, I'm assuming you guys saw the race on TV. Um, did you guys see it on TV, yeah. the main event? Yeah, yeah, it's playing on right now so, in front so of then, us, actually. So then, like, yeah. so then uh, when Marvin gets into uh, Bogle, mm-hmm. it's kind of like just a shitty current era of racing. Like, they, they don't pack the berms because they want to make them fluffy and nice and ruddy or whatever it is that they're trying to achieve out of it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is, is the current generation of four strokes KTM and Huskies in particular the way they turn and how they turn they sh- you know like everyone lands it once upon a time you used to land in the middle of the track or to you know if the, if it's a right hand turn mm-hmm. you used to land in the middle or to the right and then you used to use middle to exit of the turn right. always and that used to be and so then you would you were you were protecting the line and that was where how the track so then when you wanted to set somebody up you could kind of jump a little bit to the left you know square up the turn but now every turn is like i mean you basically have a head on with somebody like and i believe that that's why there's no racing like for me like when i make a pass or you're coming up on somebody mm-hmm. You know, like how many times through the race that I could count that you almost have a head on because the rut, that's the, what the rut goes. So you have to follow the racetrack. You can't go against the grain. So then you're kind of like doing that. And then like what Marvin did is Marvin just jumped in there, frustrated, yeah. had to make a pass and, mm-hmm. and Bogle stuck in a rut. Yeah. So then when you hit him, it's like he's up against this curb and then it's the contact is magnified and it's huge because then it looks dirty and it looks nasty, but it's just what you have to do. Like it's, it sucks. Like we have to ride like complete douchebags <laughs> to, to, you know, that you have to make contact and make passes these days. And it kind of sucks, you know, like for people that don't, you know, like you used yeah. to be able to be creative and that, and creativity always, you know, paid off, but now it's, it's, it's not like that anymore. Your season as a whole, you've got that great ride in Glendale, uh, second place this weekend, you rode pretty well, but there's no secret. It hasn't been going as well as you would have hoped. How frustrating has it been? Have you been? I know you. You know I know you well, and I'm sure you've been testing your your ass off and trying new things uh, uh, to to make it comfy for you. But what? How frustrated are you right now? It, it's just been a disaster, to be honest. And and like, I, I feel like I'm past the frustration. I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know, like it's like the season's over for me. It's just uh-huh. it's been an absolute disaster. I came in with a full head of steam and felt like I was close. Right. Um. And I still stand by that. Like, I was in the really good shape. You know, we weren't that far off on bike. Yeah, we've struggled, you know, here and there, but no more than, you know, no more or less than other seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but my starts have just been pathetic, you know, like just just haven't been able to nail my starts. Um, right. Trying every solution imaginable. And, and now I'm to a point where I feel like, you know, like I have I have it in place and I know – um, that the feeling is consistently the same, and and now it's just a matter of like building confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've quit doing starts during the week because it's just you, you <laughs> constant like you, yeah. You know, you work so hard mm-hmm. on it that then you start going down, and it's just yeah. like and you start everybody. It, yeah. Everybody wants to tell you, oh, you're doing this wrong, mm-hmm. you're doing that wrong. It's this, it's that. And, you know, I've been a pro for 18 years. It's, I know what the problem is. <laughs> yep. And it, it's just, you know, it is what it is. You have to find something that that at least gives you a feeling that's consistent and then build confidence from there. And and in all honesty, the last two weekends, uh, we, we haven't changed anything. Oh, I lie. 
two weeks ago I went to a cable pool yep. um, and it was too far. You know, like a, a lot of the reasons why I went to the hydraulic was very clear to me in, in Dallas um, that, you know, but I had to, I had to kind of go back to baseline and, yeah. and we, you know, obviously, you know, without telling everybody what we have done, but there's, you know, we've obviously we've trying different parts and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and, and I feel like we found a solution, um, you know, with the clutch and then we had to back up a little bit, go back to the hydraulic this weekend. I was good. Um, in the main event, I felt something that was, um, you know, a little bit on my mind from, from the week, uh, from like Tuesday's riding. So we'll implement that into this weekend and I Mm -hmm. think I'll be fine. I think I can, I think I can grow from here. So I, you know, I think when I'm in good position, um, I can be a podium guy and that's what's been frustrating this year is like, I don't think, like I said, like, I, I don't think the bike's been, you know, left field or anything like that it's just being positioned like you i mean you see marvin you know like i watched phoenix and it's like here i am out front you know riding well and you got marvin that threatened for race wins the two previous weeks and was a ninth place guy at best and looked terrible in the back because it's just that's what the that's what the fields are and that's how the tracks are yeah it's it's difficult to come through i know it's it sucks to be a fan of this sport, and we all love it, and we follow it, and e- even fans like of Chad Reed or fans of Ryan Dungey or fans of Marvin, whoever shows up on a Saturday night, literally their hero, f- ten, f- 10 feet out of the gate. You that's, know, your, that's your race. There's your race. Yeah. There's your hero, and that's how he's going to do. I mean, you know, it's just it's more dependent on a start maybe than it's ever been, and that's yeah, this, something. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's This year, for sure, and, and that's really been – that's been my weakness all year is just not being able to get out front. I mean, Phoenix. And then we went to, uh, uh, you know, Oakland and Oakland, Oakland was yeah. ready and Oakland, you know, like Oakland was a, was a great test in the fact that like I struggled in ruts last year with the bike. And, and I felt like we made great progress in that area mm-hmm. and didn't really, and had nothing to show for it because I felt comfortable riding, but just couldn't, couldn't go, couldn't ride, you know, like you just, I had to, I had to be patient and, you know, and pick guys off one by one. And it was, it was difficult. So, um, I think we're better than what the result shows, but right. that, that's, that's racing, you know, like you don't get to hang your hat on, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that you're good Tuesday and Thursday, you gotta be good yeah. on Saturdays. And, and that's what I need to be better at, you know? Yeah. Hey Keith, I feel great today at the track. It's fantastic. Keith, I feel great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I think Keith's been around long enough. Like, yeah. You know, like I think in general, the the weekend went really good and re- and it was a positive weekend. I mean, everybody I think believed that that I was a podium guy this weekend mm-hmm. if I didn't throw it down and or had a shot at it. Um, so I think that you know, like we all we were all feeling good about how the weekend went, and, um, and that's that's all we can do, you know. And and like I said, like I feel like I'm I'm past the point of yeah being frustrated because. It's just, it's over. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be a champion this year. You know, like right now, all it is is about just staying focused, um, get consistently better at my mm-hmm. starts, and, and have a shot at winning and, and try to be the oldest Supercross winner. Uh, let's get to some phone calls. Malcolm from Australia has been on hold for a while. Malcolm, you got a question for uh, Chad Reed? Uh, no, I just wanted to um, talk to Chad Reed and just say, like, good luck. And all us boys here, um, we we all run a school program and um, 
we always talk about Chad there for um, young indigenous mob here in Australia. Mm-hmm. He's a real role model for us, and I just wanted to say thank you to him. All right, there we go. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Thanks Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Nice. Uh, let's get to Tyler. He's got a question for you. Tyler, welcome to the uh, Pulp Show. What's your question for uh, Chad Reed? What's going on, Steve? I just really wanted to kind of ask Chad's opinion. You know, I think that the racing this year has been really stale, and Atlanta was really underwhelming. And I just want to see if you guys think it's more so just track and design in itself. I know that rhythm section that there was, Chad was one of the only guys I saw triple in. And I think the way that they had the jump space, it really made it hard to separate the men from the boys. Someone with Chad, you know, being a real technical rider, mm-hmm. didn't allow that gap. And I just want to see if, in his opinion, did that really make a difference? And does he think that's really why the race, and aside from track breakdown, has been kind of stale? Yeah, I think I think design, right, Chad? I mean, that's that kind of what yeah, you touched I on. Yeah, covered that one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah and, like and I heard I you mean, talking uh, about that too. So I mean, that's like, kind of what uh, I was yeah, curious. like you said. I mean, I you know I did that that one section. I tripled in, and um, it was kind of like a weird section. It kind of had like a little bit of a turn in it, and typically there should have been an extra jump there, but there wasn't. Um, so like when I tripled in, I was kind of left with with no. Other but to hit the big jump, so. <laughs> yeah, hit the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, it, like, it would have been fun to go three, three, three through there, but mm-hmm. you kind of like the first three were fast, but then the next, th- the next three, the next three would have been hitting the biggest, steepest uh, jumps of the of the bunch. So right. didn't, yeah, didn't didn't pay out. We uh, we got get ECU uh, on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and Dan Truman was on. They've been uh, they're on our show now, and it's something that you use regularly, along with a lot of guys like Cooper and the JGR guys and everything. It's a, it's a neat product that really really does seem to help, huh? It really does. You know, I mean, going back to you know my my two two days, um, you know, like when you when you're trying to build a motorcycle, uh, you know, to compete against the factory guys. Um, you got to have something, you know, like you, I'd been a factory guy, so I knew what was available to the factory guys, yeah. you know, and the next best thing, um, closest to, you know, the unattainable factory stuff is, is get, um, you know, Mitch, uh, you know, started bringing it in. Oh, I want to say he started importing and they were doing something, you know, being a dealer or mm-hmm. whatever it was back then. And, um, I knew nothing about it, but yeah, I mean, we, we worked with uh worked closely with the Italian guys, um, you know, those first years on Honda and uh it was it was great, you know, and man, they've come a long way since then. Like I'm here I am on a factory team using it. So mm-hmm. um, you know, we got launch control now and um yeah, all kinds of plug and plays and all the all the cool things. More, more and, things. You know, even even for us, you know, like whenever, you know, like you get new, you know, we, we time out engines and mm-hmm. it's just like simple things. You know, they have an app where you want to check the TPS and make sure the TPS is all set correctly and, and all that. And it's like my practice bike is not an, you know, he's not an engineer or a data guy. He's right. just, and, you know, but he can easily just start the bike and, and go off of the app and set TPS and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's getting more user-friendly and, and obviously, uh, you know, at Factory Yamaha, we, we rely yeah. on it and trust it. Hey, it sounds like a weird question, but following you over the years, you always ran a crossbar on your on your bikes. And mm-hmm. I rarely ever see you with a crossbarless bar. And is, is that more like a visual thing that you have, or is that a feel thing? Well, 
to start with like oh three four five six seven eight nine so Suzuki's you had, yeah, pro spent, I've spent more time on you know on pro taper back mm-hmm. those days you know um but then yeah i i prefer um the crossbar pad like i like that it seems normal to me now mm-hmm. um but a lot of guys you know like a cooper my teammate uses uses the opposite you know uses a no crossbar pad or or anything mm-hmm. like that and yeah i don't know actually i never really gave it any thought and then there's a part of me that um I have a set at my house where where I said, "Oh, I'll just send him. I want to try him." And right. yeah, I never actually tried him. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just you see uh, you see some guys like Honda guys did this outdoors. They run the no crossbar. I just see more nowadays. Like in the field, they use you know crossbar. Yeah, a lot of the factory guys yeah. uh, like don't. Yeah, like they yeah. all go that route. You know, like rocks and. Yep. I think all the Honda guys don't use it, you know, uh, Dunge and all those guys don't use crossbar pads. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a weight thing, you know, like I know yeah, that, uh, could be. Um, like I know that we use a works, um, like our, our crossbar isn't, isn't stock. Right. Um, so then, yeah, maybe it's a weight thing. I'm not, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah. Cause I know some of, not to keep elaborating on this, but I know some of those guys like they hollow, it's really interesting because they hollow the crossbar out so it's not as rigid. So, obviously, he's not getting the rigidity feel. So, that's what I was just wondering. Yeah, and I know that, uh, what year was it? I think 13. Um, you know, like uh, Villapoto showed up with him. And then uh, first couple of races struggled with front end. Um, you know, and then went back to the bars. You know, went back to the crossbar. Um, but... That was also Air Folk Day, so <laughs> um, I think it was, you know, like everyone was changing something. But, yeah, I remember Villapoto, like, going to it and then going back to a regular bar. Uh, Chad Reed brought to you by Vortex Racing. The same sprockets that Chad Reed uses, Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a deal on that. Andrew, welcome to the show. You got a question for the great Chad Reed? Andrew, you there? Hello? All right, Andrew's gone. Uh, I had to double-check Instagram the other day, Chad, because there was a Stewart riding at your house. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Like, okay, it was Malcolm. And, you know, he, uh, but I'm like. Did he put, I quit social media, so I don't know. Did you really? I, I didn't know. Yeah, I haven't. I, it's been almost a month now, I think, um, yeah. that I, yeah, I haven't been on social media. I quit. Wow. So you don't even stalk? You just don't even go on at all? Yeah, no, I, t- I deleted the apps off my phone. Obviously, I didn't delete my account. I'll get back on there eventually, but wow. I just, I, man, I just felt like I got three kids and a wife, and I felt like I was just, you know, like during the day, it's like you, like I have a lot of time to myself, and it's like I just found myself sitting on my damn phone and yeah. looking at, you yep. know, looking at it, yep. some things I cared about, some things I didn't, and I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to be this guy. And it's like, I just feel like it's just, it's kind of made a turn, you know, like it's, yeah. I don't, it's, I don't endorse the way it's going right now. It's kind of a weird direction. And so I bleed it off my phone. Wow. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I get it, man. Honestly, I feel a bit of a slave to it too. It's very important to my show and Pulp MX and kind of what I do to follow it and post on well, it. You it know? And I, and I have social media, uh, you know, clauses in my contract, you know, like oh, you do, <laughs> I would assume, I would assume because I haven't looked, but, um, you know, like this past weekend we had new Fox gear. It was an LA edition. Yeah. You know, I would assume that WMG posted on my social networks that 
you know, so then, but it wasn't me, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's just, that's somebody else has my account logins, but okay. um, right. I, I will get back on. It's like, I actually really, I like it and I, and I think it has a place, but for me, I just, I, I wanted my life back a little bit, you know, like I wanted to be a better dad and just be more engaged in conversation. Oh, and geez. now I feel like, you know, like I have a conversation during the day when I'm at the race shop and, um, you know, during the practice, like me and Chiz, we sit there and talk. We don't just talk on, you know, we're not just looking at it top of each other's head <laughs> and phone and whatever, you know. And um, but yeah, I mean, get back to the question. Um, Mookie, Mookie rode last Tuesday, and yeah, it was. I mean, it was funny. It was awesome, actually. I think uh, I've always got on great with with Mookie, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it seems like every year in Vegas. Um, we run into each other and I'm, you know, sneaking him in the back door went before he was 21 or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, and trying to get him into parties and whatever it was. And, and we've always, yeah, just kind of like we always had a mutual respect and, you know, what James and I had going on didn't seem to affect, you know, what, what we thought of each other. And you can only judge somebody for how they treat you. And he's yeah. always been super cool to me. And, yeah, I got a random text. It was like, hey, it's Mookie. <laughs> Wanted to see if I could come ride. And, and I was kind of like, you know, like you do the double take. And, right. Um, hey, but it's yeah, Mookie. You know, I think it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, at no point was it awkward or weird, you know? Yeah, like Mookie's he was, cool. He is. He was, He's nice He was guy. totally cool, and, like, we had just, you know, we talked shop and, um, you know, racing, riding, tracks, you know, like, you name it, we talked about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, we fixed the industry's problems all in one day but um yeah it was funny you know i think out of the whole thing the funny thing was is at the end of it he's like you know thanks for letting me ride it was cool and if you ever want to come ride you know no problem and now that would be weird <laughs> that's I, good times like, right there like i feel like i feel like him coming to my place is totally fine and and i'm and whatever but i i'm not, I, i'm not gonna lie it would be it would be awkward for me to go show up over there, you know, I think uh, that would be that'd be a little what, weird. And what? What if you it, never say never? What if it was just James with dreadlocks who showed up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Or no? Or you know, he came with Mookie, just thinking it was okay. Ride. I, I would ride with James too. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Be, no, no, you, I really would. No, it's, I, I, it's, honest, it's you, too you much. Me, I would tell you, and I, I would like right now if James wanted to come ride with Mookie over here, I'd totally let him ride. Dude, um, the internet would I, explode. I think it would actually be fun. I the internet would, fun. would explode. Vital would just close down. That would be it. Yeah, yeah, that would be correct. But I, you know, I just it'd be fun. It's yeah. You're, you got to let this. No, hey, you know, uh, it is what it is, and and we, uh, I, I'm I, you know, on that topic, I think I. I don't know. I'm disappointed. I'm bummed that he's not out there racing. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we covered this before. Kyle Chisholm rides at your house, and there was plenty of reasons. Yep. We, don't, we don't need to get into it, but plenty of reasons why you wouldn't, you should never, ever, ever let Kyle Chisholm ride at your house, and that's the kind of guy you yeah. are, though. You're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's it's racing and, and and you know, and to back up on that, it's kind of why I really disappoint, you know, like I was disappointed in the FIM on their, you know, mm-hmm. my black flag. It's like it wasn't like I hated Trey or anything. It was yeah. the heat of the moment thing. I yeah. mean, did I do the right thing? Probably not. I mean, two wrongs don't make a right, but it's just it was what, you know, like I was I was heated. I you know, gave him an elbow and whatever. But I mean, yeah. the, the next weekend we were both on the podium. We talked. Right. There was no issue. He rides at my place. I go ride at Timmy's with him. It's just, it's you know, yeah, it's, yeah. life goes on. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> I was just up uh, in Washington doing a story on RV that's coming out in on Racer X, and 
one of the things he told me was, it sucks you can't be friends with these guys, the skate guys and the BMX guys, and all these other guys all cheer for each other, and they're all buddies in an R sport. You can't go and be friends with anybody, because he ta- he's talking about him and Dungy's relationship. And he's like, yeah, I could never... You know, he had he had lunch with him this year with Alden, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like cool guy or whatever." But he's like, "It sucks that we could never be friends." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, it was that was like RV and I. I mean, right. I we landed in Australia, and it's like you know, I was teammates with the guy, and, and I never really, you know, like of course I talked to him. I mean, it's typical Ryan; he's always talking shit, whatever. But like, right. it's just it was fun, you know. But you never really are friends with them, you know. It's kind of like you go through the motions at the test track or whatever. But like in Australia, it was like. We landed, we went to dinner, we went to lunch, like we hung out for yeah. like the whole day and the night and then we did media together and it was like it was just normal, it was fun, you know. A couple of beers around lunch, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was just it was easy and and it is, it's like that. I mean, geez, one of my best friends is Burner and it's like, you know, Burner goes and works with somebody else and it's like suddenly he's you know, he's kinda like he's not not your friend, but he's like he's yeah. out of the circle now, you know. Yeah, like yeah, it's like yeah. I don't call him and tell him my everything and my, you know, and discuss my issues and, or, or anything like that. And it's kind of like, it's weird because then you have to build these new boundaries that <laughs> once a guy was your best friend and he was in the inner circle and he knew everything. And then suddenly you put your walls up and you got to read, he's out of the figure those yeah, out, yeah. you know, yeah, that's and it's, yeah, it's, 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 it really sucks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, to be honest, you know, we've asked this question before and I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but, not as having the year you want, and your fans are out there going, well, this is Chad's last year, but we've heard, nope, Chad's going to be around for another couple of years. It's still that way. Do you still feel like you want to be around for another year or two? Yeah, I really do. Um, what do we got, nine races to go? Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been a disaster this year, but like I've kind of gotten over the whole hump of, you know, like I would say, like, if I'm honest, um, the biggest thing that I fight at this point in my career is, like, I honestly believe that, like, n- none of my poor results this year, it's not age-related, you know, and it's like, I can't say that enough, and it's like, but that's what I fight. I fight it within myself a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but you fight it, you know, like, I feel like I'm, you know, in some ways, like, I, I'm not proud of the season that I've had. I'm way better than that, but, like, when all is said and done and behind closed doors, like none of those results are because of my age. Like, it's not like I'm less committed or I'm not taking risk. It's like, I'm throwing myself on the ground three weeks in a row now. You know, like, I think it's clear that I take risk still, you know, like I'm not, I'm not holding back. It's just, it just hasn't gone to plan. But then it's like, you look at, you know, like if you compare myself with the Roxon and it's like, here's Ken Roxon who is, the guy in our sport who should be winning all the races mm-hmm. and the championships. He's the multi-million dollar guy right now, and yet he's at home on a couch. I mean, it's just so you, when you put it into perspective. Yeah, okay, it hasn't gone to plan, but I'm out there every weekend, and and I'm not talking shit on Kenny. Kenny's one of my friends, but yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. just like yeah. when you put it into perspective, it, you just like I have to let go of the age thing a little bit myself, to be honest, and. I feel like, you know, like in reality, and I, I hope that this doesn't come backfire on me, but like, I kind of look at people out there and it's like, who can replace me right now? You know, like, right. like, I feel like when I show up and I ride how I know I can ride, Phoenix being one of them, mm-hmm. um, this past weekend being one of them, who can replace me? You know, yeah. on an ROI, nobody, 
right. you know, mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, so then, but we don't always go off of that, you know. I mean, teams and manufacturers make weird decisions. But, like, yeah, I mean, so for me, it's like I want to be okay and think that I'm I'm good mm-hmm. um, where I'm at. But, the, you know, you, you never yeah. know. I would never just be confident, you know, like I've been, you know, left high and dry a few times so um but so then yeah i mean like i said i got nine races to go um i plan on winning races to be honest and more than one um you know i haven't i haven't pulled back from training or anything you know like i'm as committed as i was at anaheim one and i feel like i have a better bike and 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 more tools to work with today than i did at anaheim one so it's just it's about putting it together on the weekend and and i think that once i do that i think it'll It'll all fall into place. Well, you haven't won a Supercross race, but you have won two Pulpamex Lit Kit Awards, and you're going for a third this weekend. You're nominated with your with your gear this weekend, so congrats on all that. I mean, there's there is that. So yeah, we got I got two trophies of those. So they're good. <laughs> He's so stoked. He does. Chances of, hey, chances that those trophies are in the garbage. Oh, they're done. No, no, they are. Okay, they're in my, they're on, they're on my. Uh, they're on the windowsill of the bus. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, there we go. It's still involved in. I yeah. keep them. If I was unsocial, I would have posted them. But right, I quit. Right. Yeah, you're quit. Um, All right, man. Well, yeah. hey, um, thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Finally, coming on the Pulp Mech Show. Thanks, Chad. Um, yeah, you rode well this yeah, weekend. No you, know, you rode well, and uh, yeah, and we're going to your homeland this weekend. I oh, love I Toronto. So yeah, Toronto's cool. We'll, uh, yeah, I want to. I want to get a W. You know, like I, I think that. You know, for a lot of reasons, like I'm not a big records guy, but, mm-hmm. but this next win's it's a big win for me. You know, like it really is. You know, like the number 45 doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but I think you know, being the eldest guy to win, yep. um, you know, what would it be? I think 12 seasons of winning or 13 seasons of being able to win, and that would, uh, you know, I already have the record, but it'd be a yep. bigger record. Another record, yeah. And you know, so I just think that there are things that, like, when you when all said and done, you you'd be I'd be proud of that. I'd be proud, of, you know. Like I feel like, and not to, you know, no discredit or <laughs> disrespect to Larocco, but like I feel like I'm I'm better than Larocco ever was, you know. And and I think mm-hmm. that he currently has the record, and, yeah. and I would I would like that record. I feel like I, you know, like I, I you know, you got to you got to earn it. But I feel yeah. like well, I feel like I'm that guy that that can uh, that can make it happen. I, I would agree with that. It'd be awesome to see that whenever stadium we're in, and you, if you pull off a win, they're going to lose their minds. It's, it's cool to see. Um, thanks for your time, man. Hey, welcome, guys. Have uh, a good night. Thanks. Uh, Chad Reed, everybody, brought to you by uh, Vortex Racing. For email Jake at Vortex Racing. I like his Best answers. Best around. His answers are long, yeah. and, they're, and they're thorough. No, this is a great interview. That's why I've been trying to get him on. Yeah. For weeks. All right, let's get right into our next guest. He won his first ever mm. 250 Supercross main event. Last year, he won his first ever 250 Motocross uh, National, and uh, he's got the points lead, the red plate on the Rockstar Husky team. Zach Osborne. What's up, wacko? Yeah. Chilling. Chilling. What, what is this? My producer says you do not want to come on anymore. What? Well, what? He, he called, and he was like, is this Zach? Like, yeah, of course it is, but what if I said no? <laughs> and then he didn't have a good answer, so I was like, you know, what if I had said no? And he was like, well, uh, then I would have asked if you were there. And I was like, and and if I had said no, he was like, well, I would have hung up and tried to call again. I was like, you would have just hung up? You wouldn't have said, like, sorry, wrong number or yeah. nothing? Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Just no, hung up? 
He's, he's, and he was like, no, I probably, you know, I would have been nice about it. No. And he was like, okay, so, so you're still going to come on the show? And I was like, no. <laughs> Just see what he would say. Um, well, congratulations. Yes. Friend of the show, Zach Osborne. That's, we're happy for you. I tweeted out, the, maybe even Phil would be happy for you. Um, <laughs> it's nice to see a guy, you know, like you said, you've been, been, it's been a long road back at one point, forced to Europe, uh, you know, and, and, and then you came back and you won a national last year. Now you won a Supercross, got the points lead. So, you got to be stoked, man. Like it's, it's, it's funny to watch you ride. Um, seen you ride a bunch, obviously, over the years. But this, and I don't know, maybe it's just because. No, I don't think it is because you got third last week. You just look different. You, you pick your bike up. You, you, you caught those guys last week twice. You, you in practice. You're okay. I can go fast. You're, you're able to put the bike wherever you want it to go. Like you're just. And I don't know how much of it is Alden Baker and how much is the bike and how much is, you know, the, you know just sort of a, a new attitude by you. But, man, you look good this year. you got to be stoked. So congratulations on everything. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, it's just been uh, sort of one of those coming into my own years for me. I mean, uh, I've always been a late bloomer my whole career. You know, I'm 27, and I feel like um, I'm just getting started. Like my team manager, Bobby Hewitt, this weekend, he was like, man, I read in an article day you're – the other day you're 28 and I'm like no I'm, I'm only 27 but what are you getting at and he was like well I just think of you as being like like you're 22 or mm-hmm. you know 23 and I was like right. well I feel like I'm 22 so we'll just go with that you know but yeah, right. um I mean I, I don't know really I just I feel comfortable I, I was a little bit under the gun um during the, our boot camp months um I broke my wrist in, in October and um, I was nervous that it was, you know, would maybe not even be healed before the season, um, just because it was it was a bad injury. And um, yeah, I just felt like as soon as I got on the bike, um, you know, like in December, I, I just felt good. And um, it literally took me like one one or two weeks to get up to speed. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I can't really explain it. Um, it's been it's been a huge asset to come. Mm-hmm. Florida and, and be with these guys for sure. Um, one of the better decisions I've ever made in my career. And yeah, I mean, I, I can't really put it into words, but it's definitely, uh, it feels a little different. And, uh, and, and I have a, a sense of calm about me that I've never really felt before uh, going racing each yeah. weekend and, and being on the starting line and, and knowing that uh, what I'm supposed to do is win. And, and that's something that I've kind of struggled with before is just, uh, yeah, being that right, being that yeah, guy, being that guy. guy. You yeah, know, I've always been capable of being that guy, or supposed to be that guy, or this is my year, you know. But this year, yeah, I, I don't really have any issues saying like, um, it, it's my time, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to win, and and yeah, it paid off. Uh, Pivot Works bringing you Zach Osborne, the Atlanta 250 Supercross main event winner. Since '99, Pivot Works has simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a simple solution when it comes to time replacing worn out chassis and suspension components on your bike. I use Pivot Works on uh, my project bikes. It's fantastic stuff. Grab a Pivot Works kit, do it right the first time, and save some money 40 50% off what the OEMs charge. Visit pivotworks.com today. Pulp code Pulp Show 17 is the Pulp Show 2017 is the code. Save 30%. Courtesy of Pivotworks, we're going to give away two pairs of tickets to see Zach Osborne in Toronto this weekend. My favorite race of the series. Canada, eh? Toronto. Uh, all you got to do is call in right now. Be uh, First two callers get uh, two tickets each for Toronto, courtesy of Pivotworks. You got to live in Canada, though. You have to have a Canadian address, people. Ooh. All right, let's do that. Uh, so, Zacho, back to the read. Uh, we're done with the read. Um, 
so I got a question real quick. Wait. I just watched this. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Wait. No, go ahead. So I just watched. We were just watching the race on TV, and it looks like with two laps to go, you look down in the arrow of the triple. I was freaking out at home, like, oh shit, something's wrong with this bike. Was something going on? Were you looking at something or what? No, I uh, stepped. I stepped on a rock, and it, I thought like I had hit my brake pedal or something, and I lost my mind and uh, <laughs> looked down, and it like floated up beside me, and I was like, oh, thank you, God. Like, yeah. I was just like, just to, that would t- take the cake, you know. <laughs> That's but, what I uh, thought too. I was like, oh no. Just like I stepped. It got in between my peg and my boot, and it was no big deal. Uh, Baker's Factory, you talked about riding with those guys. Kiefer, can you imagine uh, waking up, going to the track with Anderson, Muskan, and Dungey? You're on a 250F right. every single day. Yeah, dude, there's nothing like a big old slice of humble pie for your every day. Monday morning after, <laughs> every uh, day. after your first win. You show up and you're like, yeah, dude, this is sick. I'm feeling it today. Yeah, two seconds a lap too slow. You're going to have to pick it up. Like, yeah, that's a great day. But I mean, that's how my yeah. Monday went. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you do the all three? You guys, do all three of them pass you in a moto? Or are you able to sometimes stay up, or how does that work? Uh, it depends on the day, and, okay. and we have two tracks, and um, both tracks are very uh, condition dependent. Sometimes there's there's one quad on one of the tracks that they can jump that I can't jump. Period. Okay. Um, but on a on a rough day, they can't jump it either, so that makes a big difference. And there's never, so far, there's never been a time where I like won a moto. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I like all winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, last week I got pretty close oh, uh, okay. for like 12 laps, <laughs> not not 22. But, oh, so geez. I was like 10 laps short. But um, it, it's just hard, you know. Like when when those guys are race pace, for me to be there i have to be literally perfect mm-hmm. and also one other thing that kind of factors in that you don't really think about is like 450 lines they they ride completely different lines than what i would you know if i were riding by myself yep. and sometimes that those lines get too rough for me to really go fast in and mm-hmm. i have to change it up so then i'm kind of riding by myself and that's normally yeah an extra second or so so um there's a lot of just like little little factors but yeah um it's kind of like uh not the fastest guy <laughs> it's kind of like when the guys tried to ride a 350 in the class you could see shorty and the nls and these guys they couldn't do they couldn't do the jumps following a 450 yeah. line they just it's, can't square it up and go you gotta nope, roll everything no nope. and uh and it just doesn't work you know um yeah that's the same kind of thing i, I go through like even uh you know, just getting into the whoops sometimes is, is tough for me in their line. They'll, they'll turn down and it'll be choppy and I just can't get enough to drive to be fast in the whoops. You know, I can, right. I can go through them in their line, but can I go and, uh, and be as fast as I, I want to know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it's, there's a lot of factors to it that you don't really think of. And I mean, even though during the race, um, you know, they race, but at the same time, the light spikes go first, and I feel like that kind of sets a tone for it. Mm-hmm. And also, at the races, there's um, the the fast lines never the line the whole time, really. Yeah. Um, but but when there's only four guys, it's oftentimes you know yeah getting the, getting the fast line twenty twenty two times in a row is the way to go. Speaking of twenty two, you just heard Reed on the show, and he was good this weekend, and he started out front in practice, all three practices. And yeah, man, I felt like when I was watching him in practice, I was like, man, he's going to be good tonight. And then, yeah. um, I think he's the only person, I know he's the only person I saw, but 
the there was a triple out of the corner after uh yeah yeah then that lane and then the right triple out of the corner not that you could do much with it but nope. like i feel like when he jumps stuff like that uh you know he's he's kind of on and just unfortunate that he had a little fall um but my point is is you're also getting out front in practice and sprinting away and setting laps and doing laps, and, and I think that's all part of that new attitude. I know Dunge was doing it for a while. I don't know if he does it now, but his first year working with Alden, I noticed that, um, that it was a change. Is that something Baker tells you guys to do, or or, or is that something that's a – is this a coincidence, or is this something you've always done? Um, it's definitely not something he told me to do. Okay. Um, it's maybe something that I've done for a while. Uh, I just kind of like to be by myself, and I feel like those first couple laps are pretty defining um, of your practice. If you can get out front and kind of catch some air, and you know, just be out of the the pack uh, during the practice, I feel like, mm-hmm. especially outdoors, sometimes I feel like if I don't put myself in the right position uh, for the practice, it just kind of like yeah. it snowballs into taking up the whole practice. So let me tell you, um, if, if I'm if I'm ever your manager. Mm. Osborne, okay. Super I'm, team. I'm telling all my riders, listen, listen, stop putting around at the back. Stop looking around. Stop putting, trying to put in one fast lap and then getting pissed when some dude gets in your way. Get out on practice. Put in five, six, seven hard laps. Do a heat race. Just, yeah, do a heat race. Get in there. Warm up. Get flowing. And that's the guys I see do that are oftentimes the guys that are successful. At the night show. Yeah, the the days of the whole, you know, one single lap that's amazing at being good enough is is kind of dead because I feel like nowadays guys are fit enough to do, you know, 11, 10, 11, 12 laps in all those practices. And mm-hmm. and more more laps to me just means more comfort. And, you know, it's it's a game of inches at that point. Um like at home. For for fast laps, I mean, the more laps you do, the the better you're going to know the track. And um, I just think that the, yeah, like I said, the days of of one single lap being good enough and doing five or six laps in a practice are are kind of dead at this point. Are, mm-hmm. Has your setup evolved since last year? Since you lost weight, has your setup changed? Um, yeah, some. Um, I'm I like it super rigid feel and and um dead so it's still kind of the same but um i've always kind of put a lot of pressure on the front end and and had a tendency of pushing it and stuff and um this year we kind of tried to go away from that and and also with my wrist injury i had to change change my style a little bit because i can't i couldn't go in as hard and and you know give it that same pounding that i could before um it would get tender after a couple days so uh, it, it's just been kind of, man, I, I don't know. All the pieces have come together at the same time, and mm-hmm. um, my setup's just kind of kind of come with it. All right, let's get to some phone calls. Uh, Zach Osborne, the winner, the points leader. Too bad you weren't running the red fly gear this weekend with the red Dude, I, plate. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, that was lit kit for sure. Lit kit could have been yours. You were in Best the, dressed. Kiefer, Kiefer does this, the dumb best dressed thing, mm. but we're going to have to talk about that. I uh, remember back in 1992 when that would have been the yeah, case. But exactly. But lit kit. Kiefer, that, get on board. Thank I'm you. I'm old. Sorry. Thank I'm you. Old. Uh, Kevin from Toronto, what's up? You got a question for Zach Osborne? Yes, Wait, sir. Zacho, red plate man. What? There the, you go. Kevin did not win the tickets. No. What? Oh, come He's on. He's from Canada, Steve. 
Steve, I'm, I'm a long-time uh, uh, listener, first-time caller. Do you need tickets, uh, Kevin? Sure. Yes, I do need tickets. I have some pretty shitty tickets. I sent you a Twitter uh, <laughs> request. Uh, I do need some good tickets. Okay. All right. We got a, we got a ticket going. winner. You have this Canadian-Mexican accent a winner. going on. Yeah. Where are you from, but, uh, Kevin? In, are you from Toronto or where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Toronto, Etobicoke. Oh, Etobicoke. Okay. Um, uh, G- Kevin wins tickets too, so when we ha- I'm gonna put them on hold. Yeah, we'll do three. Yes. Okay, we'll give Kevin yes. some tickets. Wow. Um, Can I ask uh, Zacho a question? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, Zach. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's there. Oh, he's there. Zach, uh, what are you gonna do to keep this uh, this start up? What are you gonna do? You gotta have to. Take these guys from the line every day or every, Kevin, every week. Kevin, with questions like this, I'm going to take your tickets away. Yeah, he's going to actually take them away and hang up on you, so Uh-oh. be careful. What does he got to do? I mean, what, do you, what kind of question is that, Kev? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Kevin, uh, I'll answer your question anyway. I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, so far, it's, it's just been uh, kind of my, my training uh, has been paying off. Uh, I mean, from right. the first weekend – I didn't change anything to this weekend, so I know that, you know, basically our, our plan's the same most weeks, so I'm just going to continue to put in the work. And, um, yeah, a lot of That's people it. ask me about the red plate and how I felt about that. And, um, I mean, yeah, obviously I have it, but it's, it's two points. Even if mm-hmm. if uh, I were to get beat by Joey this weekend, I would lose it. So, um, for me, it's just going to be – race by race and um i've been putting myself in some good positions with starts and stuff and i think that's going to be the key is just putting myself there where i need to be every weekend and um continue with with the same program uh kev i will be yelling at you you'll be yelling weekend. at zacco don't yell yelling at zacco why do you like zacco so much kev why is zacco your guy i uh, just he's just there he's there <laughs> <laughs> he's built. Uh, from what I hear, he, I heard he's uh, stacked, right, this year? Yeah, he's nice. He's, he's look, stacked. He's he is looking stacked. good, dude. Yeah. He's, he's the guy. Him, I really think this title comes down. Look, Craig uh, Craig looks great, but two races, it's not gone well. Uh, Amart had a bad race. I really think this title is coming down to Zacco or Savachi. And I mean, yeah, shocking the prediction. But um, I think Zacco and Savachi are going to fight for this thing down the, ro- down the road, Kev. I just finished listening to your last week's uh, show today because uh-huh. I got to get it wrapped up before I called in today. And you guys were talking about how Zacho is all huge and Chris Kiefer is going, oh, I don't know if he's that huge. He's not, and, he's not ripped, uh, but he's leaner than We're, we're going to see, Keith. All right. <laughs> Stay on hold, Kev. We'll get you those tickets, bro. Thanks, bro. All right. Kev, Kev sounds like a uh, – oh, He's a, fired he's, up. He's, he's, he's typical Canadian. Um, Adam, what's going on? You want to ask Sacco's opinion on tracks? Uh, yeah, actually, I want to ask all you guys' opinion on some on some a track change that I think would work. But first, Zach, congratulations on your first win, and I, I hope you uh, end up winning the championship. So it's really cool that you won. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, that. Hold on, hold on, Adam. Um, Zach, Adam called last week for Savachi and said he hopes he wins the championship. So I just want you to know that. No, I did not. Okay, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. Hey, um. I wanted to hear what you guys think about this because it seems I've been thinking about this and I hear all your stuff, so I've never heard you bring this up before. But it seems like if they 
would just pull back the corners in a lot more that they would give the riders a much wider sweep to kind of cut through there. So, like, let's say you have a right-hand corner. You take that right, the corner part that's on the right, not the apex of it where the berm would be, but the part that's on the inside, if you pulled that back like five or seven feet, the, the, the riders would have a much better angle to try to cut in and block riders instead of the way they have it now where it's like they almost have to go to the all the way out to the berm to, to make the corner. And it seems like if they, on all those 180-degree turns, if they pulled that back, the riders would be diving in a lot more trying to cut under the riders that are at the berm. Did I explain it correctly? And did you get a picture? Of uh, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree for a passing standpoint, but definitely yeah. sometimes I feel like they could put the berms further out to where it would be, you know, like if you watch races from, from the early 2000s and the, and the 90s, there were a lot of inside roll options that are just not available now because it's yeah. so slow. Whereas if, if they, you know, push the berms out, say even as little as like six or eight feet, it would, it would open up a whole nother lane of racing and, and an option as far as line goes. But in terms of passing, I think the best situation for passing is right now because you can't really like, you know, chop someone's, feed off but at the same time you know you can you can go in there and make a good move cool thanks uh yeah. th- thanks adam thanks for the call man okay we got a lot of questions yeah, we got to run thanks uh next question for zacco this is a europe question which zach loves europe uh nate what's up man you got a question for zacco yeah first off congrats on your first win that was awesome um, thank you my question is being over in europe versus the states you know out here you get to go to Corona and you're, you're testing with all the guys and you all speak the same language. You're all, you know, kind of from the same area and over in Europe, you know, it seems like you guys would, you know, different languages, different countries, different, everything. How do you come together as a team over there versus here, you know, to, you know, go over settings and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, for me, I was, I was very fortunate to be on a British team the whole time. And we never really had any any uh, other language than English uh, within the team, so that was pretty easy. But um, in terms of like riders and stuff, I actually feel like uh, you know we we never had a place like Corona, but we would we would all end up at the same campsites and and tracks during the week. And at Lomo, you're, uh, you're all at Lomo on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, that's kind of kind of the case, but. Uh, it's just a much more laid-back environment, and, and everyone's a, a lot more, I, don't, I wouldn't say friendly, but cordial to each other than, than what it is here. Everyone's trying to be secret and, and uh, yeah. you know, do their own thing and how they're training and stuff. So it's just a very different dynamic to an approach to, to the whole deal. Yeah, it's a good point, uh, Zach. One time, I uh, one of my GPs, I'm looking for an interview for from Caroli or one of these guys, and Jill, his his fiance, I think. Right? There are they just girlfriend, boyfriend? Yeah. Or are they fiance now? I don't know. I'm not married, no, I think right? They're fiance now. Okay, so Jill Caroli, Jill Cox, Caroli's uh, a fiance, says, "Oh, Tony's in there waiting for uh, the drug testing. You can go talk to him in this building." Mm-hmm. And I go in this building, and it's the top five from both classes. They are broing down. Yeah. They are laughing and joking and pushing. I think uh, Russian Bob had a guy in a headlock. And like, <laughs> and I'm just going, this is so not America. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a different you know? different feel. I mean, um, not to be that guy right now, but it's much more like the American off road scene where everyone's a little laid back and you know, it's just people enjoying what they do really more than than the supercross and motocross scene here is very it's turned very business and, and yeah. that's okay, but like Yeah, it's just um, different. That's one thing I really enjoy about the team that I'm on is it's not super business, you know. We have our we have our days where it, it is uh mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, we need to do something today but typically it's it's pretty laid back and I think that that's one thing that's kinda helped me a little bit in, in the past couple of years and especially this year has just been environment. Uh, thanks, Adam. Thanks for your call, man. And he's right because you've been—I've been around things that are kind of tense and a lot of business oriented, and it gets you uptight. Right. So when you have some people that are more like family oriented and laid back, you you mm-hmm. do better. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I love how Zach brings up the off-road. He can't help it. He can't help well, it. I, off-road I life. To, well, I really didn't know how to. As I said I don't want to be that guy, but I didn't know how to explain it in in terms of things that I've experienced in in racing. Uh, better than that. Um, okay, be that guy. Uh, how is Dean Wilson on the team? How is it having Dino around? He, he's a pretty funny guy. He keeps he's it a light. character, man. Yeah. He's funny, yeah. Him and Jason together is like freaking comedy road show. <laughs> um, which of your teammates... They're, worried, they're more worried about Snapchat and Instagram and then Bob oh, and they're trying to tell them about lap times. And they're, they're just, I'm just like, oh, man. Wilson doesn't follow me, but yet somehow he creeps and finds all this stuff out that I'm posting. He'll text me. And I'm like, you don't even follow me. It's like, oh, I'm creeping, bro. We used to uh, call Bobby, Bobby Bob McGrath because... Uh, Why? Well, he's always like just riding coach and stuff, which it's just lighthearted fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But um, I, I called him that in front of Dean, and Dean's like, nah, dude, we need to come up with something way more original. Like, he starts naming off Bobby Simics, Bobby <laughs> Bailey. Like he's just going down all this. <laughs> um, which of your teammates hates me more, Davalos or Anderson? Ooh, ooh, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. that's close. Damn it. Probably Anderson. Um, you're, around, you're around him more. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't say much, especially like. Yeah, he just doesn't say much. I would say Davalos would. Timmy says Davalos is coming on next Monday night. No way. That's what Red Dog said. Timmy's big. Nope. Timmy's bullshitting you. Red Dog says he's taking over the PR for Marty, and he's coming on the show. <laughs> no Seriously, way. he confirmed it. He confirmed it. That ain't going to happen. All right. Okay. Well, that's what he said. So we'll see. Next, next Monday night. Uh, <laughs> Zacho, uh, thank you for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Congratulations. I mean, I, all those cheese ball media questions about tell me how this feels to win Zacho. i mean hey he is the the feel good winner of the year i don't want to i don't want to get into how does it feel to win like just we always have you on and we always just wrap and yeah and we're just going to wrap again and we're going to ask you for these you know big thoughts on winning a race and everything we know you could do it we've always been there thank you for coming on and congratulations just fyi mrs Kiefer shed a little bit of a tear when Zach won. Pookie really? said she yes. did, too. Pookie said she did, That's too. Awesome. Yeah. Because she knows I, I from me. I was good, and then I got to the podium, and my wife was bawling, and I was like, oh, man, this is, yeah, I this did is not, not going to be good. I did not cry at all. I didn't cry at all. That's sad. It's emotional because he's a good dude. And when you good dudes Thank win, you guys. and yeah. it makes you feel good. No, absolutely. absolutely. Man, I'm so bummed on Twitter. People were like, man, he's getting old on the show. I'm like, man, I haven't been on there in ages. I know. People, you know what? It doesn't matter. Tell them to suck it. Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. Um, thank you, Zacho. Uh, congratulations again. We'll see you in my homeland, Toronto. It's a fantastic city. Um, 
we'll see you Friday night, maybe at the at the DMX uh, party. I'm sure. Well, maybe I'll buy you some some shots or something. Wow, man! I don't know if that's going to be on the plan. Did you go? Did you go off the plan that night for some food? You know what? I didn't. I didn't even eat dinner. My whole entire family is there. Um, I went to the press conference. Mathis kept me there for like three hours. Oh, and then I literally went went back to the room. Um, I, yeah, I didn't even do anything too sketchy uh, or special. I honestly just stuck to the program because, um, I mean, yeah, I'm pumped yeah. to win. But at the same time, I, I feel like I have a really, really good chance at this title. Um, definitely by no means is, is it mine or anything like that. But. Um, I want to just keep on keeping on, you know. I feel like I've got some good momentum going. and um, Definitely some ice cream crossed my mind, but I didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> well, the well, championship happens. Ice cream's coming. All right. Oh, yeah. A, yeah. Chi- a, chicken, gonna... a chicken quesadilla oh, crossed my mind after the race in the hotel room, and I, I had mm. that. So That's tonight. Oh, you had that. Room service, yeah. Mm, sweet. All right, buddy. Thank you again. Congratulations. Congratulations. See you in Toronto. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. See Zach you Osborne, everybody from Rockstar Husky Team, brought to you by Pivotworks. Give away three pairs of tickets, right? We got everybody, courtesy of Pivotworks and NFAB. NFAB stepped up and offered uh, Drunk Kev the tickets. That guy was Mexican. He wasn't Canadian. I, no, he was a drunk Canadian. That's, that's, how, that's how they get. They talk Mexican? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we go to commercial, this guy's been on hold all show long to talk to Chris Kiefer. Uh, Porch, what's up, bud? Hey, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we're good, man. What's your question for Kiefer? Hey, Kiefer. Uh, so I know he's the newest member of Orange Brigade. Um, he is. Yep. Congratulations to Kiefer. <laughs> yes, yes. Congratulations. How do you feel, uh, how, hey, how do you feel Porch, uh, about him God. running a number one at the local race? That's what they come with. That's what the bike comes you know, with. It's pretty bold, but I, I'm, I'll, I'll allow it for now. Okay. All right. So, anyways, um, so I don't know. Have you had any heard anything at all about those KTM's having issues with reliability at all? Because I have a buddy who just got off one. He had a 2016 uh, 450, and he had nothing but issues with it, like constantly. Well, does he know what issues? Because honestly, like we have ours all year, right? Like they give us our test bike, and we had our 2016, and you know it got about I don't know 60 hours worth of time on it, and nothing really happened to it. Little things like uh, one thing is that that I noticed that I've just been riding lately is like the rear brake pedal spring will break sometimes just that kind of stuff. But as far as engine and clutch and, and all that is, is really solid. You have to keep up on the spokes more. Um, I noticed that for some reason, like I have to tighten spokes a lot more than I did on my Yamaha's, but, uh, otherwise now just, it's about the same. I mean, otherwise just keep changing the oil and maintenance and should be okay. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if we, if maybe he just got like a lemon or something. Because like literally, it's it was possible. every single ride he he'd break. This was ridiculous. <laughs> like he broke the um, the bolt where the frame meets the subframe. That snapped. Wow. Uh, and, hap- and it happened like twice. Hmm. Uh, he broke sprocket bolts the second you try and uh, unscrew them, and then also he had the fuel pump and like the sensors go out at the same time. And he took it to a local shop, and they couldn't figure it out for like. A month, and they had to send it to factory KTM or to the KTM shop, and wow. them maybe wow. like three weeks or something to figure it out. It was actually seemed similar to what happened to McElrath. It's like, it, it's funny because you hear these stories about every bike. I've heard them all yeah, from people, you yeah, know. So I have I, my buddy has this. Is it a lemon? You know, I mean, it's very well could be like he could have got a bad batch. I've ridden two or three of the same bikes from dealerships, 
and some have been faster than others. It's just the tolerances, my, how it's put together. My and, brother got a, a, a lemon Ford Focus from a dealer. It happened. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This thing, everything that could go wrong with this, eventually the dealer just said, all right, bro, here's a new car. Right. Like, we can't, yeah, can't it, screw with it anymore. It's just this thing's this thing's no good. And yeah. I've heard the same thing. I heard it about a Honda. I think an old yeah. nine Honda or a tw- I hear it from somebody, the current Honda. Oh, yeah. I heard this is going out. Yeah. But yeah. The, with the sprocket bolts, you do have to keep an eye on those too. Those will get a bit a little bit loose. Um, mm. But I mean, as far as I mean, I've been riding them quite a bit lately, and, and no problems for me. And I'm pretty hard on stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, he loved that bike. He, he said it was his favorite bike that he's ever rode, and he's rode every single brand except for Husky. So. But I mean, he got he just got rid of it for Yamaha. So Kiefer, you're stoked as well. Yeah, no, yeah. we can't keep track of which Kiefer. He's on Orange Brigade right now, so we're not. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, um, I can't keep track. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for holding. Awesome. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. We got to do a gear ally cold call. We got to talk about Orange Brigade. Mm. We got to talk about uh, Kiefer after dark coming up way later. Way some later. more of that after Facebook Live. We have Jason Thomas coming on. At we have. Um, Lit kit best stuff, dressed. best dress stuff coming up. Yeah, really cool stuff for best dressed. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Uh, hey, Travis, what okay. the whole show? Oh boy, you've been on the other computer there. What do you do on that computer? What are you always doing? He he's you literally never know what she's doing there. What are you doing over there? Like you're always turned to that new computer. Well, if I if you had this one, wouldn't you be turned to this one instead of this one too? Okay, but I'm just saying, like, what are you doing? Multitasking. I use this one for everything else. I use this one for all the sound stuff. What's everything else? What uh, do you mean? Like Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, chat room. Okay. I, I put all that over here. Okay. And I just leave the audio open on this one. It's your turn. I don't know if you're paying attention. I don't know what's I'm going attention. on. Do you have a plan? Like when you, before you come in, like exactly you know what you're doing, or does it kind of winging it when you get in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Both. <laughs> All right, we're taking a commercial break here. Uh, We'll be right back with much more of the show. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. So 
you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps Light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go PulpMX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulpamex 17 gets you a discount on their engine services. Whatever it is, rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com.
Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want to chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rock of Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. 
Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro Launch Start device 
radiator saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, works connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support.
Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you, Chris Keeper from Dirt Rider. Keeper Inc. testing. Orange Brigade. Orange. Orange. Hey, so. Keeper. Yes. Our buddy at uh, at Honda Downey, uh, Downey World Honda there, Steve. Uh, five freeway and 605 freeway meet, over a 1,000 new Hondas in stock. They just sold a Fit to a Publix listener. Really? Yep. Is that what they're called, a Fit? Honda Fit? Yeah. Pulpamex listeners get a free first-time oil change if they drive a Honda. All they need to do is go there and mention Pulpamex, and they get a free oil change on a Honda. Thanks to the guys at Honda World, the best prices on Hondas anywhere you want. Our buddy Steve down there, Kiefer, yep. uh, he was debating between a Honda CR250F and a KTM 350 for his next bike. Yeah. I said to Steve, I said, hey, let Kiefer help you. He rides them all. He yeah. knows. Right. It was it was more than 250S. It was like 450 as well. No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he asked something different for you. Okay. But uh, Honda World, everybody, go down there, please. Best deal around. Um, so Steve said that you recommended a Honda 250F for him. And then well, now he sees your Orange Brigade, and now he says to me, quote, unquote, Yes. I'm confused because Kiefer is now Orange Brigade. That doesn't mean what I ride is what's good for him. I might like something completely different than what that man likes. And from his description in his email to me that I took the time out of my day to answer very carefully was I directed him to the Honda. For his riding ability and weight and everything that he described, that's what I told him to do. So, Steve, don't be confused. The original email is correct still. Do as I say, what? not as I do. Jason <laughs> Thomas <laughs> coming up here uh, shortly. Jason Thomas, 702-586-7857. Got a question for anybody. We gave away some tickets to um, Toronto, courtesy of the folks at Pivotworks. And NFAB, NFAB stepped up, stepped up for the... Um, um, Tickets. Tickets for Kev, drunk Kev from Toronto. So Mexican, thanks to NFAB. Mexican Kevin. Yeah, thanks to uh, thanks to Mexican Kevin and NFAB for uh, for calling in. Lots to talk about still tonight on the show. Uh, we got lots more coming up. Jason Thomas coming up as well. Thanks to Chad Reed. Thanks to Zach Osborne. BTOSports.com. Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles. We've got tear off segments coming up. Moser and his buddies. Came up with some great questions. Moser. Michelin Starcross 5. Do you have Michelin Starcross 5s on the Orange Brigade machine or no? No. Do you have a set of Michelin Starcross 5s mounted at all? Yes. I went and rode with Michelin Starcross 5 softs today with Kobe from Fox. On what bike? On a blue bike and oh. a red bike. Oh, you jumped back. Both bikes. No orange bike today. And so you raced an orange bike yesterday. I raced the Orange Brigade Factory Edition yes. yesterday. Okay. And it was so good. How's the Michelin Starcross 5s holding up for you? Very good. On soft, you're, so you're using the soft pattern on what track? I'm using soft everywhere in Southern California. Dude, it seems like, Some, listen, listen, I'm, uh, hold on. I've been out of the game a while. Okay. Okay. Yep. But I've certainly been to every track that, you know, that you ride at a lot. Yep. Comp edge seems too hard for a soft Michelin Starcross Oh, five. no, it's sandy now. Really? Yeah. They redid okay. the whole thing, and it got Sands come back up. So. Oh, okay. Mission Starcross 5. Please check them out. Kiefer had a lot to do with this uh, tire. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Mediums would do people. Yes. Mediums are. Mediums good. Right. But for soft, you know, if you have a soft compound. A medium and, pace. Yeah, and you go, you know, soft to intermediate terrain. Yes. That's a good tire. 
Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. 21 sizes. 15% of weight uh, on the sand tire, an average 10% for the other versions. This thing, uh, whatever you thought of Michelin uh, Starcross 5s, is uh, throw that away. Uh, okay. Whatever you thought of Michelin, the old Michelin line, and Starcross 5 replaces that. They push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain. Speaking of Michelin. Randy's on the phone? Randy Richardson's on the phone. Hmm. What's up, RR? How are you doing? Well, this is an unscheduled call. Let's make that clear. It just so happened I was doing the Michelin read. Yeah, and I didn't know that until I uh, until it, uh, Travis put me through. So I got to hear the read. Thanks for doing that. And uh, also, the last thing I heard as I drove home just from Atlanta, the last thing I heard was the commercials. And I am so glad that uh, that we didn't have you sing anything in our commercial. So, <laughs> hey, so the the WUSA singing commercial that I do it is gotten some rave reviews it has also gotten some terrible reviews but yeah i blocked those out it's all rave rave reviews (laughs) hey nothing but positive and i do appreciate uh lots of positive feedback on our new commercial so thanks to the people who have tweeted that Mm -hmm. and commented to you on that that's awesome but i wanted to give you a call i i I text keeper earlier and told him i might call in i just drove back from atlanta and uh Kudos to Travis Marks. The app worked perfectly wow. all the way from Atlanta back to Piedmont. So that's about a hour and forty five minute drive. Worked perfect the whole time. So. Oh well, there, there we go. go. Well, you were hard on Travis uh, over the app. A few jokes here and there. So it's nice to see yeah. you calling jab, in. Jab. Yep, jab jab. But jab, now jab, you're yeah. now you're jab, dishing jab. it out. Compliments. I get it. Exactly right. No, it worked worked perfect the whole way. A buddy and I had gone down there. We got a good lead on some. Uh, some uh, little KTM 50 SX seniors that were for sale down there in the Atlanta area, so we didn't go down there. <laughs> uh, we see a new Wheelie Boy video in that. We know what's up. Uh, yeah, little, little. No, it, no, uh, no. In all seriousness, I was down there for some business and was making my way back, and the app worked great. Good. And uh, so, anyway, want to give kudos to that. And uh, thank you. Yeah. That's it, man. Oh, well, awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't even see you this weekend. Um, no, Minneapolis. No, you were in Minneapolis too. Yeah, well, yeah, it was was for Minneapolis for some uh, bicycle, uh, our bicycle tire business. I was there for that. Mm-hmm. So came to Minneapolis. That worked out. I did not come to Atlanta. I did some vintage, uh, oh, some okay. vintage some trail riding All with right. my dad this weekend. So yes. I spent some father son time with him and and uh, oh. had a good day. Didn't didn't come to Atlanta. Laid at home and watched it on the couch. How do you feel about good. Kiefer being a member of Orange Brigade now? You know, I'm just worried about the next thing. Well. With him being with Dirt Rider, he probably won't. I'm worried about him getting one of those motocross action orange helmets. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 it's coming. That would be, uh, yeah. He asked for a he asked for a sprocket with a couple more teeth on it. He I really did. did. I said he one more yeah. tooth and yeah. an orange helmet. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's bad. It's, uh, it <laughs> it's is awesome. Gay. No, I, I like it. The, the cool thing is the really really cool thing, and this is one reason why initially we reached out to Kiefer to test products right mm-hmm. before we launched our products is because. He rides so many different things. Yeah, yep. And and so he has a great insight to what each bike does and how it fits uh, each rider, whether it's what his current preference is or what works best for Steve down at the Honda dealership down there. Exactly, um, Randy. Thank yeah. you. And 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 the thing is 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 Chris isn't you know quote a Michelin guy on the Michelin payroll. Nope. I like for him to 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 give honest feedback mm-hmm. on our tires versus other brands. And he can and does ride different brands, and and that's why I know if I ever need to use him again in the future, he's he's a he's a good uh, staple of what's going on in the industry. So 
Kudos to him for sure. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And by the way, the the Pulpomex Michelin Starcross Five Ride Day at uh, Sunrise is in the new uh, Racer X magazine. So people check it out if they oh, want a little. I'll show you. Yeah, downstairs. Okay. Um, so we got some photos, some list some more, and, and, and put them all up. So um, yeah, it's good. Thank good you. day. Hey, did you go to Santa Barbara yet, Randy? Uh, no, no, it's uh, next week. We have a new uh, mountain bike tire launch that's uh, next week in Santa Barbara. So we'll have Cam Zink out there and uh, Gavin Godfrey out there riding on our mountain bike tires along with a bunch of journalists. So that's going to be a, a big event for sure. So we're we're I got a lot of work to do on that still this week, finalize some details, but it's going to be a good event for sure. So sweet, awesome, Randy. Hopefully, have some and good I'll weather. You, uh, and I'll and I'll get you some as well for for your. Uh, for your, when you go to get that uh, kink of the KOM on Strava, I yes, think we can yes. hook you up with something. Thank you. Appreciate it. Steve, if you ever, Strava Steve, if you ever start to exercising again, I'll continue to sponsor you with mountain bike tires. Uh-huh. I promise. I've been, hey, I'll tell you what, I haven't been on it lately, but I've been looking at it. So that means Randy. it's coming. I know it. So I think that's I, a, I think that's the first step. I've been looking at it, saying, "How you doing, girl? How, how's how's everything yeah. been?" And in, in some ways, in some ways, Steve, uh, you know, they say it's the thought that counts. And, and in many ways in life, that does that does apply. But with exercise, that doesn't work, buddy. Thank you. Work, Thank man. you for that. Doesn't work. All right, Randall. Thanks for calling in from Michelin, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Randy. No worries. And uh, thanks, Travis, for the great app, buddy. Take care. Have a good night, man. Thanks, Randy. See, See ya. ya. All right, everybody. Uh, next up on the show here, uh, she's she's one of our devoted followers uh, at uh, DJ Girl. Her name is Kayla. I, I asked her on Twitter oh, during she's the commercial on. break Perfect. to call in. Kayla, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Steve. Uh, how's it going, Kiefer? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Awesome. Well, nervous, uh, the call to a radio show, and, you know, and I DJ in front of a lot of people, and it's like, why should I be nervous? Yeah, well, this is just an internet radio show, let's be clear, it's not real radio, but um, thank you for calling in. I just, I, th- th- we can just turn this into a, uh, an easy segment here, the Truck Hero, truck-hero.com question of the day, Truck Hero supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper, comprise of worldwide renowned brands, inc- brands including Back Industries, Undercover, Enfab, Bedrug, Husky Liners, Truck Hero is a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team. This is the Auto Trader question of the or Truck Hero question of the day. I'm into it for Kayla. Kayla, like, what's your deal? Like, that's basic question. That's, no problem. <laughs> that's our question for you. Like, okay, so do you okay, ride? Do you ride? Do you have a boyfriend, a husband who rides? Why are you right. into moto? How'd you get into um, it? You're so right, you're okay. really into it on Twitter, and and then you're a DJ. So, like, do you get paid money to DJ? Do you travel all over the world? Are you here in Vegas? Like, what is your deal, Kayla? All right, my deal. Okay, my father used to race. My older brother used to race. Nothing big. Matter of fact, uh, you ever heard of WW uh, Motocross here in Jacksonville, Florida? No, no, no. Uh, they held a couple winter series races. Uh, some some of the big names just come down and ride a track during the winter. Uh, actually, around Daytona time. Uh, I live like 15 minutes from that track, and um. Uh, I drive by it every day and never watch the race there. <laughs> but I grew up around it. Okay. And that's the reason why I've always been into it. You know, um, uh, I was a child in the McGrath era. Do you ride and, it all? Uh, any, do you ride it all? At- I, yes, I, can, I used to ride when I was a kid, and uh, I don't ride anymore. Um, and my husband, well, I introduced him to Moda when I met him through my regular day job. Okay. And, um, uh, which I work in the house. We have a housing business, 
and we work with the military uh, with military families. Okay. So DJ is in the uh, side gig. So DJing's always been a side gig, and actually, I earned my first DJ gig at 16, working in a skating rink. So oh, I've been go. at it for all right. It's backwards years. skate, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I've been at it for 32 years, and um, I've done some traveling with my DJing, but I kind of like travel between here, the Washington D.C. area. Okay. Um, me and my husband also are investors in a nightclub outside of Washington D.C. Oh, so you got a lot of stuff going on, Kayla. All right. Yeah, pretty much. I live a busy life, but he loses me to Modo. He he just laughs at me because I listen to all the shows, podcasts. Thank you, even Daniel Blair's show, and um, oh. I, it's just yeah. He yeah. just laughs the whole family. Yeah, so he's not, he, he didn't go to Atlanta with me. So he's not into and it. He's I not. Just, he's not really into it that much. Like he knows about it, but he's not. You're you're the you're the you're fan. On the, yeah, epitome of the level, yeah, right? Like, here. Yeah, he, Airplane guy, plus he's an aviation attorney. And, okay. Um, so, but yeah, he didn't go with me and my mom and dad, so we went to Atlanta for the race. And personally, yeah, all the riders complained about the sandpit. As for fans, we loved it. You know, yeah, jumping in, yeah. and, you know, when they started sending it into it, I'm going like, me and my dad going like, well, some of these guys shoot some balls and jump into the sand pit and suddenly start jumping in like the third practice. He said it was about time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Anderson was just sending it. I was like, wow. Yeah, re- so let's, I want to get to an important question here. Choker? Two Choker things life? here. Oh. Chokers, does your, when you leave to go DJ, okay, and you're dolled up with the choker, does your hubby ever get, like, jealous? Because you know there's some dudes creeping on the DJ, getting a little no, lit up. No, no, no. He, he's quite fine with it. Um, he, he he knows this. It's uh, basically you're an entertainer, all right. And he knows I'm an entertainer for a living. Okay, okay. And yeah, you know, and bottom line, you know, and when you're a female DJ and you got real skills, you can make a really good money. Oh yeah. So yeah, those guys are. And you're spinning he, it up. You can make yeah. three times as much as any guy DJ. Well, you, oh. you, if you're wearing a choker, oh. you're getting more money. That's all there is yeah. to it. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do wear a lot of chokers. Yeah. All right, there you go. Choker life yeah, for like Kiefer. That? I love chokers. Heather hates them, <laughs> but I'm into them. Since you said that, Pookie has worn a choker every single day. I love it. Yeah, that's. that's I love piss, it. Pisses me off. But you know, I, I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> I love all the podcasts, and uh, it just I grew up around the sport. My father used to race against JT's dad here in Florida. Oh wow! And, uh, okay. Frank. And uh, yeah. I remember watching JT actually race mini bikes and stuff like that. And, Perfect. Oh, awesome. Well, and I uh, watched him through his pro career and everything like that. So, and uh, so, like, even like, you know, like Brian Gray when he was riding pro from down here. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big Adam Cinderella fan. And uh, so I'm just a huge fan of the sport. Oh, it's awesome. No, it's great. I, like I said, the truck hero question of the day like, what's your deal? Right. We like, just get excited because there's a female on the other end of the social media with the choker on. So <laughs> we just get hyped up <laughs> like, man, we got to talk to this chick. Just we what's just, her deal? Right. Yeah. That's right. All right. This is my, actually my second Twitter account. I had to delete my old one because I used to like really promote myself in clubs and everything like that. Uh-huh. And I used to have like, you know, 5,000 followers and so on. And then one night, some guy showed up. Right. And he, basically, he got a beat down. He right. was just a stalker. And oh, it geez. freaked me out for a while. And it's just like, 
But then I started playing the fantasy motocross a couple of years. Then I hear y'all talk about it and online. So I end up just... Be careful, because there's a lot of other guys now. way creepier than me out there, okay? Just stand by. <laughs> yeah, we've heard the uh, stripper radio, uh, uh, stripper DJ voice. Yeah, so. yeah, it's coming out tonight, too, I think. I think we're going to bring All it. All right. Oh, yeah, hey. We're gonna... I love I love After Dark. I think it's just so funny. You know, a lot of your stuff is just pinpoint. Um, All right. Awesome. Well, hey, Kayla, thank you for calling in. Yes. Uh, thank you for answering the Truck Hero question of the day, like, what's your deal? Uh, thank you for following us and tweeting us and listening and all of that. And, and it's awesome that you're fanning into it. And now I feel like we know your we deal. We know you a little bit more. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was a little like, oh, well, you know, I'm just a fan, you know. But yeah, no, it's cool. Anyway, we, we, say, hey, great to talk to you all. Uh, have a good night. Thanks, Steve, Kayla. Keep up the work. Thanks. See you. Appreciate Steve, it. Uh, you, you saw, I start, actually started listening to you when you started with Watson four or five years ago. Oh, she's, and, been, she's been a listener for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I, I've just been a huge fan. So uh, cool. keep up the great work. It's all i got to say. Don't worry about these other guys that block you, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to say this as a chick, as a woman, you know, with some of these guys are like, come on, get over it. Don't be such a part of my language. Hey, are we still on Facebook? Yeah, we're still on Facebook. Yeah, that's just fine. go Don't ahead and let it rip. Yeah, it's fine. Let it rip. I can't say that word. In. Yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, in your DJ work, uh, please drop in more Halen and watch them flood the floor. Okay. Don't do it, Kayla. Drop that shit no, quick. Put in Halen and watch. You know what, actually, I do have some good Van Halen remixes, you know, but basically it's like, you watch. know, all the mainstream club and EDM and so on. But I do have some watch. good Van Halen remixes. Watch the panties drop when you put on Halen. Chokers are life. Thanks, <laughs> Kayla. Thanks, Kayla. See ya. Later, Kayla. Right, thanks a lot, Thanks. Uh, Kayla, everybody. DJ girl. Kayla's voice does not match her pictures. Truck hero. Question of the day. Now we know her deal, and now I can move on with my life. All right. Speaking, Good job. speaking of which, Race Tech, please, Race Tech Motors and Suspension. They've got uh, motors going on well now, uh, lots of uh, two strokes, four strokes, and uh, they got uh, great discounts if you use Pulp Mech 17 on there. Cody Gilmer uses Race Tech Suspension, the MCR. The guy, yes, he did. MCR guys use Race Tech Suspension. Cody Gilmer uses the Race Tech Motor Department as well. The Gold Valve, constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available. We thank the folks. At race tech here's the best of the best emails all right uh that was all right <clears throat> nate from nate from nate steve going back to october november 2016 Kiefer called it out on the pulp show that roxon was going to shift and reed is going to fox it's old news now but i don't think he was ever credited on the show for inside knowledge can you please give him some credit on this monday's pulp show and try to find out how he got the tip even if he isn't at liberty to share his source, he still deserves credit for dropping huge insider knowledge. Insider knowledge like that is what makes Pulp Show great, and I truly appreciate all the content and contributions to the moto industry. Go Pulp Hockey, Tim Ferry, and Nets. All right. Um, we've, we, I gave you credit at yes. some show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But how'd you Not find enough, it? but you did. Oh. <laughs> hey, do you remember that, Travis, when he said that? Like, yes. I think I'm like, come on. Yeah, and you and JT are like, oh, yeah, we would have known that. Or if we Everyone didn't. kind of blew it off a little yeah. bit. Exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. yep. Um. I have deep, deep when it comes insider to, when knowledge. When it comes to lit kit stuff, when it comes to lit kit stuff, he knows because that's what he follows. And I, you mean best dressed? Yes. Oh, so I went out with with uh, Fox today for some stuff in the morning before I came here, and he even asked me, he's like, "How did you know?" And I was like, 
Sorry, man. Can't tell oh, you. Oh, the Fox? See, I thought your, your source was... Yeah, I went with was... Kobe today to do some new Flex Air stuff. I thought your source was that Fox. Nope. Nope. Wasn't Kobe. He even wants to know where I got it. I go, man, I'm inside of your building. You don't even know. I'm inside of that. It's like a rat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, well, so there we go. Nate wants everybody to know that you did call that, and you absolutely did. Uh, all right. Let's go um, from Travis. Don't look at me like that. This could be you. I have things to say. Hey, Steve, you have mentioned that there are some riders that don't really like you, and there are other riders that talk to you, but you get the feeling they would rather not. Your reason for that was that you write about them in a negative way, so if they are not doing well. I have another theory. Mm. It's a bit like the old schoolyard situation where the young, cool guys don't want to be seen as a dorky-looking kid. Let's face it, Steve, you are a chubby guy with a creepy beard with beady eyes who shuffles around like the dorky kid in high school. (laughs) Couldn't say this to my face, bro? You had to write an email? It's going to hurt us 50%. You can't do that. It's not what you writers say. It's just you. You're not getting any younger, but the riders stay about the same age. Thank you, Travis. Mm. Honestly, Travis, you have a good point, and now I'm going to go hang myself tonight. So, thanks. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Ryan said, uh, love the show. Got a question for Kiefer since he's now an Orange Brigade member. Mm. I've got a 16 KTM 250 factory edition. It seems to ride real high in the front. Sag is set at 105. And I was reading an MXA tech tip on it. There's your, fir- <laughs> there's your, there's your first problem, Ryan. Uh, they said to pull the forks up out of the triple clamp, so 15 mil was up on the newer 48 fork. Was quite. Up. They said to pull the forks up out of the triple clamp, so 15 mil was sticking up as, the, as the newer 48 mil was quite a bit longer than the 2015 version. Question is: Has Kiefer heard or tried this? No, I haven't heard it. I haven't tried it. The 48s are longer though. I don't know this. I don't know okay. all that. I'm not going to say because I don't know for a fact. But there's a line on the on the fork. You want to be in the third line, and that's I think it's about seven millimeters. I don't know exactly, but the third so, line you want to be in, and it so might MXA be. So wants eight more than that. I have no idea. I've never read that. So don't do that. Fifteen mil on anything is too much. I don't care who you are. So don't ever do it. Fifteen mil. That's retarded. Yamahas don't corner as well, and you still don't go that high. You go five mil. So check your air pressure. You know if. You know, I think he said, what, 16 factory edition? Those should have air forks. So check your air pressure. Make sure that's correct because if there are too too high in air, it will ride high. And 105 and you still feel like you uh, it's too too high in the front, raise your sag in the rear. Balance it out. Straight from an Orange Brigade member. Yeah. Straight from them. Not, I'm not going to be any signings lately, but uh, I'm around. Uh, next up from uh, Captain. I don't know who it is. It says Captain. He's got some points. Uh, Alex Martin's best finish. He rolled like an idiot in the final laps, taking out his teammate. No, he, you know what? He didn't. I At the race, I'm like, ooh, that's bad. Like, I'm like, that's not good. Right. Watching it on TV, it did. it's fine. It's racing moment. Right. It's racing They moves. bumped. He got yeah. a little. And actually, he could have held his line a little bit more. And if he would have just, like, braked a little bit sooner, he would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Muscan's on-track moves are douchey. He should try that stuff with Pike. That was a little out there for Marvin on Bogle. I don't blame Bogle for I being I like the flip in the bird. That yeah, was nice. Yeah. I don't blame Bogle for being like, what the F. Um, Muscan is a newer, older version of Canard. May have been a transfer of power. No. Colt Nichols, sneaky fast. Uh, yes, I agree. Third place. Good job by Colt. Um, Dungy, newest theory I have, failed to ask Dungy to let ups on the field so they could sell tickets. No. No. Um, Osborne is 10 seconds better than those guys. Is he now an outdoor favorite? Maybe. 
stick a fork in Craig. He's done. Why would he work with DV, then go off to Florida? He and his wife do all the social media stuff, and it now looks like he didn't put the work in. Oh, my God. Why would you say that? Dude. He went to D- he went to Florida with DV. Right, to ride, to train, live on the East Coast. Uh, the Craig debacle has cost DV some credibility. No. No. Dino's, oh, Dino's bike looks super good. It looks like it will do anything he asks of it, and then some. Okay. That's, that's light. Handles good. Miss Supercross is hot, but do we really need a Miss Supercross? There's no Miss NFL, NBA, etc. Her segment sucks, and even yes. suck with Diana. Get rid of it. Sprinkle in some ass and titties throughout the show. Uh, I'm in. I like that comment. Ass and titties. Ass yeah, you and like titties. that? Ass and titties. Dungy is one of the greats and never gets any respect. Uh, not not true, but he doesn't get probably the respect he deserves. I think he's a lot like Stanton. I've said that before. When, when he's done... We'll look back and go, holy shit, look at these win records. Right. You know? Uh, Tomac shitty starts will cause him to push until he is amb- in an ambulance. No. Barsha is a much slower, douchier version of his old self. That one might be right. See, I, I like Barsha. He's, he's always a, cool to me. Listen, he, he's, he's not been cool to me, but that doesn't matter. Who gives a shit about that? What I've been watching him on the track is trying to saw off the front wheels of guys that are faster than him and caught him. And I go, what are you doing? Like, okay, he's not back to 100%. He just he missed half the season. Okay. Right. He needs a few races to get in shape. No problem. I get it. All these guys are like that. But, dude, just know your role. Know you're not 100%. Know you're not at absolute power. You're not fighting for a podium here on the last lap. You're in the middle of the race. Are you talking about the main? Yeah. Okay. And Got you're it. trying to take dude's wheels out. Right. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, uh, hopefully he gets better. Barsha has been that way for years, though. He's never. It's always been the same. It's, it hasn't changed. It hasn't got any worse. It's just, that's Barsha. Next email from Mikey. I hear that Daniel Blair is hosting the Supercross Live broadcasts. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if JT or Weege yourself has been approached for the job. I know that JT was passing up a Arena Cross job a few years ago, and Weege was let go from Supercross Live. So is it the money or that they don't like you guys? What went down regards Mike? Yeah, Daniel Blair is now going to replace Andy Boyer on the Supercross Live shows. Why? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Why? Um... So Holly's in. I thought Holly's there. Okay. The problem I think they're going to have a little bit is Blair is a color commentator. I mean, he's a former pro racer. He's a very good racer. Right. So the problem is they're going to have two analysts. So like Blair's job is going to be to throw it to Holly. Do you know what I mean? You need a guy to throw it and direct it. Have you listened to Arena Cross when him announcing Daniel? Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He can talk. So he he knows enough about the sport yeah, but, where he can rip no, it no. off. Robbie Floyd is Blair. Floyd throws it to Daniel. Daniel's the expert. Okay. Holly's the expert in Supercross Live. Yes. You need a guy. Weege is the is the is the play by play. You need a guy in the director's seat. Theoretically, we don't care about Daniel Blair's opinion too much or Daniel Blair's thoughts. He's asking questions and setting up Holly. Theoretically, I'm not saying we yeah. don't. Yes. Theoretically, I worry. Not that I really care because I don't. I'm at the races. I don't watch this thing. Is Blair, who is, is smart and knows about the sport and is a good announcer, does Blair just offer his opinion over and over and over, and then Holly does? That doesn't make for a good show. Mm-hmm. You need a guy to throw it. Expert. I, expert. Play by play. Expert. And I don't think Holly can lead. No. Right. I don't think so either. Right. You need someone to bring in the the riders, bring in the sponsors, set everything up, set the ball up for Holly to knock it away out of the park. Blair is Holly. Holly right. is Blair. Right. So I worry, but whatever. Who cares? At the end of the day. Uh, this guy says, have they ever asked us? Um, um, Einhorn, I, Einhorn is Finkel, too. <laughs> J- 
JT tried out for the Arena Cross. I don't know if he passed it up like this email said. Um, he did. I think we asked him at one time. I think he, he said say no. he passed it up? I thought he did, yeah. Um, and they would never ask me. Like, never. They brought me on one time because I owed Stank Dog $500 mm-hmm. for a bet uh, for something or another. Mm-hmm. Lobster Claw thing. Mm-hmm. They would never ask me to do but that. But would you even do it? Um, you wouldn't have time. I wouldn't do it because it doesn't pay enough. There's, I know what the, kind of what those guys make, and there's so, zero chance that they they work you like a dog all day long down on track walk. They put you in the show on studio. You're doing things at night. You're no like they don't pay you enough. There's no way. Okay. So wouldn't do it. Would I come on? Sure, I would, but they would never invite me on. Why is that? Loose cannon, bro. How are you? What if, I start, cannon? what if I start screaming about nets and dirt? <laughs> a big hook comes out. They'd get more. They'd get more viewers. <laughs> they probably would, but they're not going to. Big not, old fish hook. They're comes not going to get me. That's for sure, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good luck to uh, to Daniel on that thing. I think it'll be better. Um, um, but I mean, I think no matter what, I'll still probably get complaints on my Twitter feed because that's how these people are. Every time they're very angry. Uh, let's get our buddy uh, JT. Thanks to Race Tech emails, by the way. Pulpamex seventeen is the code at Race Tech. Springs oil change. Do it. Uh, speaking of suspension, Jesse, you got a question for Chris Kiefer. Hello? Yeah, this is Jesse. I got a question for Keeper. Yeah, what's up, bro? What's up, Jesse? Hey, how's it going? I had a question for a 16 uh, YZ450. Um, 22 millimeter clamps, yay or nay? Well, this is, it's a, it's a debate, okay? So I get this a lot. I like a 25 millimeter um, because I, it helps me set up what my stock? corner. What stock? Tw- it, on a 17 and it's 16, it's a 25. Okay. Um, back in 15, they had 22 millimeters. So. I just did this not too long ago. I got a pair of stock clamps, uh, 22 millimeter stock clamps, and put it on uh, 17. And I do think it turns better on entrance of corners and middle of the corner. You get a little bit more front wheel traction, but you don't get the setup as good coming in from the straightaway. So depends what kind of rider you are. If you're have, having trouble cornering, you think you need more front wheel bite, go get a 22 millimeter offset. Ride engineering, pulpamex 20 is the code. Right on. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Thanks, buddy. That's where you promote the ride engineering clamp, by the way. That that part when I said that, that's where you say. I know. Sorry, I was referring to stock to stock. So you say, "Hey, Adrian, a ride engineering." Stock. Totally blew it. Got a great clamp. That's on me. Sorry, Adrian. Dark side. What's <laughs> up? How are you, Dark Side? I'm good, guys. Um, before I ask my Weimer question, I wanted to. I never told you on air. Thank you for being so cool at Dallas. Hope I didn't bug you too much. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't care for you, man. He told me and he came back. He's like, ah, fuck that guy. Right, that's not true. <laughs> that's that's probably right. How's your Atlas and brace? I, How's your Atlas brace, Darkside? Uh, well, I wore it Saturday practicing. I'm gonna wear it next Saturday and Sunday at two different races, and I was gonna call in and, and tell you then. I'm, I'm still trying it out, man. I wear a uh, full body armor long sleeve jacket when I ride. Dude. It didn't work real well with that, so I took it off and rode without it. Right. And I loved it. Yes, I, mean, I like it a move. lot better than my old Liat. Right. But I want to race with it before I really make a final decision. Okay. Just checking. Atlas Brace, Atlas. Oh, yeah. Atlasbrace.com. Dark Sides yeah, Chicks hot, that. by the way. Dark Sides Chicks, pretty good looking. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> why do you got to be appreciate like that? that. I'm why, just throwing it out there. Why do you got to do that? If, if a guy has hey, a hot chick, I want to acknowledge it. Sorry. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let her know you said that. All right. Um, and I got something coming for you from W, Kiefer. So keep your eyes open. I'm on it. All right, but um, anyway, my question is, Weimer, man, he's kind of been a little disappointing, in my opinion, and I want to see him do better. I want to see him keep that ride. What do you think he needs to do to get better? What's his issue? 
Or is this the best he didn't ride. Be? He didn't Starts. ride. All, he didn't ride all week because of his back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's a bit of an issue. He was going to test more with JGR, but he couldn't because of his back. Um, yeah, he he's got to be better. He he's ridden. He rode every single um, race the last two weeks. Heat semi LCQ main event. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I agree. He started off pretty good, and and you know what? He also started off pretty good with the RCH guys last year. Remember? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of tailed off a little bit. And look, I. Um, I love Weimer. He's a, you know. What we don't see and we hear from these guys, okay, just like you said, he has a little issue. He's had a, he had a, get an injury and he's riding through it, right? So we don't hear that much from those guys because obviously they're not top five, so we don't get interviews. We don't hear what they have to say. But these dudes are all riding with something wrong with them or injuries, especially now halfway into the series. So mm-hmm. he'll heal up and he'll come back, you know, by the time the last quarter of the series, he'll be back up in the mix. Yeah, I didn't realize he had had a back issue. I guess I didn't see that. So I just I got bummed, man. When I saw him in the LCQ, it was just unbelievable because you know, I feel like he should be probably at least 11th, 12th is where I'm thinking. I mean, I think it was 18th maybe. See, that's the downside of racing through injuries is all of us idiots yeah. out here think they suck. And these guys are having the injuries. They're having to ride through all this shit. So. I don't think any of those guys suck. My, you know, I'm not one of those haters, man. If you make the night show, or yeah, you know, you're, you're not, a bad you actor. Even get close, right. yeah, you're way better than I'll ever be. So. Oh yeah, no night show guys. The last place guy that you see at a night show is so fast. At a local track, Absolutely. he will rip. Yes. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like John Short's one of my buddies, and dude, he just crushes it. He's just right. not hasn't made it in yet, but he's going to get there. Right. All right, Darkside, anything else? All right, guys. That's all, all I got. Thanks, man. man. See you, Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We've got lots more coming up. Get Data, Ride Engineering, Guts Racing, official seat foam and uh, uh, seat foam, seat cover of RCA. Velcro seat covers. And, uh, and Pro Circuit. W Wheels. We love the guys at W. I just got set it for my uh, I saw that. Talon Hubs Looks and gold, yeah, gold Rims for the uh, project bike. Uh, a lot of teams in the pits use W for their wheel needs. Please check them out. Uh, whether it's Talon, whether it's Kite, they can build your wheel set, vintage stuff as well. Uh, John Anderson and everybody at W kills it. FMF, at Neck brace works connection. Uh, thanks to Eric at works connection for the t shirts uh, he sent out this week. I was supposed to wear one tonight and I did not. <sighs> Don't bad. talk about me blowing it on air. You just blew it. Works connection. Please check them out. Uh, uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Use code PulpMX when you're checking out. Kiefer, if he needs parts for his uh, <sighs> KTM, he's a member of Orange Brigade, but if he needs something, he goes to uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. 30 you know years it. of experience. Uh, power parts, power wear accessories. Please uh, use them if you need KTM or Husky stuff. These guys have been killing it with their shipping rates and, and their prices and everything else. And we love the guys at KTMPartsExpress.com. Michelin Starcross 5, X-Brand Goggles, Pivot Works, Roost MX. What Roost, about Gear Alloy, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts? What do you think the best looking bike is in the pits? Um, we already went through that, I think. Um, JT and I did a little thing on pulpamex.com after A1. Okay. Um, you like you like the orange? You like the. Fact- I, I honestly think that maybe the RCH Suzuki's. Okay. Uh, I love the fact that it says Suzuki in bold. Uh, I don't like their fork color and rim color mm-hmm. so much. Uh, I like the Hondas. Uh, I like the Cowies. You're not on the brigade at all? No, too too busy for me this year. It doesn't even say KTM on it anywhere. I don't know. Um, Rockstar Husky, always good. Mm-hmm. Always good looking bikes. Clean. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It, and you know what? A Yamaha will never make my list just because they're to Yamaha. I think they're hideous. You don't like the blue rims at all? No, I don't like the blue rims. I, I got I, some from Debbie. It looks sick to me. Yeah, I just told the Yamaha guys that um, I didn't like them this weekend when I was talking to them under Chad's truck, and they said that 
Of course, you know, Jimmy Perry threw in a bunch of uh, insults and a bunch of name-calling and then said that he's heard from so many fans and sponsors that love the Blue Rims. Oh, yeah. So Even John, I talked to John on the phone. He said he's got so many orders for him. Oh, I bet, right? Yeah. yeah, that's actually honestly been great for Yamaha to pick those rims. Yep. You know. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, he's gone there. Travis. JT's gone. Jason Thomas was there for us, but he's not now. Uh, Gear Ally Cold Call coming up, too. Uh, we didn't decide on that, did, you? did t- we? Tickle? Got to call a Cali guy. It's too late. We could call A-Ray and Clayson. Yeah. It's late, though. On or Seiji. We call Seiji. Se- it's two hours ahead of Seiji. He's up. 1020 where Seiji is. He's up. Trust me. I know him. Phil? Yeah. High on pain pills? <laughs> would be a high Phil would be a good call. <laughs> Did you see my uh, my? Instagram? I missed it. I was driving, and Greg said he saw it. He said it was good. Yeah, yeah. His ch- his chick filmed him, though. Yeah. Uh, She's probably flying their own dime, I guess. Huh? Aaron, what's up? How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? Good. What's happening? Wonderful. Hey, first I wanted to thank you, Steve, and, uh, and Pivot Works. I actually was one of the ticket winners last week for the Atlanta race. Oh, awesome. So, uh, my dad, yeah, man, my dad took me and my brother back in 93 for the first race in the in the dome oh bradshaw bradshaw dude yeah (laughs) huge bradshaw fan back in the day but i want to say congrats to zach as well yeah zach was cool yeah yeah absolutely oh is he still on no he's not no he's long gone bro okay bummer bummer i remember seeing him ride a 65 and he was doing jumps that yeah the guys riding the 252 strokes back in the day weren't doing it was crazy dude it's when crazy. i was at, yeah, I, I was at ktm in 2000 2001 and they were like dude they were like wait till you see this zach osborne kid he's on 60s he's our future he will be crushing it like he was the man at ktm yeah for, i was testing for absolutely. ktm in 0304 and yeah. he was on 85 was testing with us he was ripping yeah yeah so it was unreal. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And so it was cool to see him get his first ride there. But uh, but yeah, just just wanted to say thank you to you guys. I enjoy the show and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You guys rock. Well, thanks, man. If you need something, go to PivotWorks uh, for OEM bearings and 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 repla- OEM OEM quality bearings and replacement things like that. Um, seals. PivotWorks, man. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, they sent me a nice catalog too. So oh, cool. I'll have to, uh, to look through it again but uh well, hey god bless you guys Have thanks a god time. bless thanks. you buddy thank you appreciate it uh all right can we finally get them on i don't know what the hell is going on over there flyracing.com is jason thomas Hello. Whew, jt welcome what's up i don't know marks is calling you he's hanging up you're hanging up you're he's not laughing. you're red buttoning him he's well, i don't know what's happening technical difficulties hey <laughs> did you turn down the arena cross thing excuse me the, when you when they, for the announcing job, did you turn it down or they just didn't call you for the job? No, uh, Blair got it. Oh, I thought I thought for some reason that well, you turned Kiefer, it down. Yeah, Kiefer was claiming that you turned it down. I said I don't know if you ever actually got it to turn it down. No, no, I I flew out there and, and uh, auditioned for it, but they uh, they chose Daniel Blair. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. Uh, welcome, JT, to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, thoughts from Atlanta. Look, I'm not. I'm not just gonna sit here. And suck off Dunge. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Don't suck him off. Uh, he was good. He won the race. Great job. Got the whole shot. I mean, as Did far as... Keep after dark? Did I call him to keep after dark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, he was fourth fastest lap time. Eli was coming. Now, he was... I'm sure Dunge was marking him. You know what I mean? So, you can't say, like, oh, another lap. You know, Dunge can pick it up. But I'm not being like, oh, Dunge is fixed. Dunge is fixed. I'm not, I'm not going there quite yet. You got the whole shot. He did. And props to him. But that's all I'm saying. JT, are you with me? Uh, yes and no. 
Um, I thought he rode really well, but yes, uh, he wasn't. He definitely wasn't the quote unquote fastest rider uh, on the track. Um, but he's doing what he needs to do to win the title. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to fault him, but I, I, w- I would agree with you in some some fashion that it wasn't just a dominant runaway performance like we saw a bunch of times last year. Yep. Uh, but he's just he just got his game so together. He's so polished compared to these other guys. You know, they Marvin and Eli have both shown, I think, uh, an ability to beat Ryan multiple times this year, but they just don't have it all together. They mm-hmm. can't week in and week out put their, you know, entire program together the way Ryan does. And that that's been the difference. You know, you look over all these races, it's really been the details, the starts, staying out of trouble, not throwing it away, you know, all the stuff that Ryan excels at. I I talked to Tomac afterwards at the press conference, get got an interview from him and I mean he got second. But dude, he's just like, yeah, he does not care about that second. Like he's just mm-hmm. like, I lost three points. Like doesn't matter. You can talk about how great I rode. You can talk about how I came through the pack. You can talk about you know another two laps or whatever you want to talk about. Tomac was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I got second. <laughs> so and he's right. He's absolutely right. Coming from a coming from a guy who rode Supercross all the time, JT, have you ever like Tomac is you know hot and cold to starts. Have you ever been like that in your career? Like just really good and all of a sudden just went away. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was uh, I got a lot more bad starts than I did good starts, especially in the main events. Um, you know, I, you know, it's not like he's starting 18th. You know, he was he was eighth or ninth. You know, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's uh, the way that track was. It was really difficult to pass, and you know, the the sand section on the first lap was a just complete melee. Uh, and when you get Dunge out front and he can put down, he, you know, he's gotten really good the last few years at putting down really good laps at the beginning. That was the difference, you know, and, and I think if the track was incredibly easy to pass on, maybe Eli gets a, a clear track sooner, but on that track, you had to, you had to be there. And, uh, you know, I give, I really give more credit to Ryan than anything because I think he knew what he had to do going in. You know, he, he knows Eli has been fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a, that's not a secret. So he knew his only shot was to get out front early and, and try to get a gap, and that's exactly what he did. And, and Eli just uh, you know shot himself in the foot, and that's what he's done too many times this season. That's why he's 27 points down. Uh, Blake Baggett. There you go. What? No, I'm saying there you go. Oh, yeah. Blake Baggett with a third. Uh, uh, Rocky Mountain KTM. JT, this is your old team. You rode for Forrest Baller and, uh, and the guys for 100 years. Um, first 450 podium. you got to be stoked, man. Yeah, I was happy for him. You know, uh, I was talking with my VIP group that I had, and then I had some other friends there uh, from Florida, and, you know, they were – I think they were more ecstatic than I was because for me, and I think for Forrest, it was more of a like a relief thing. You know, Mm -hmm. they'd been fighting for this thing for so long, and they've had so much heartache with uh, Burner, um, that moto that he was looking like he had a chance to win, and – uh, Shorty's had a lot of chances at it, and Davey's been running up there, and it's just never it's never worked out. You know, there's always been something seemed to happen, and uh, even that even that main event Saturday night, you know, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop with Anderson there mm-hmm. at the end. And uh, so I, I would felt more of a sense of relief for Forrest than I did, like, any kind of jubilation. You know, it was obviously awesome, but it was just like, man, like, finally, it's finally happened for him more than anything. I've watched Baggett ride, and he looks really solid. His bike looks good. And what I kind of wrote in my column, too, is 
if he stays like this, consistent, top five, rides good, I think this bodes well for his outdoor season. And we know how he can ride outdoors. And I think he has something for Dungey and those guys with this bike and the confidence that he's building on. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I think uh, they're... There, there's going to be some really, really good days ahead if he can stay healthy the rest of the way and go into outdoors with some some sort of momentum. Uh, I mean, look at last year with with Blake. I mean, he was third, you know, in the first motor of the year, past Eli, you know, on on his way to a third. Uh, he was really looking like he was set up for a strong summer, and then you know the injury happened. Uh, so I, I would agree with you. You know, I think that KTM is going to get him to the front on most of the starts, which we're already seeing. And he has, he just has so much more confidence in outdoors than, he, than even he does in Supercross, and, and he's ridden well in Supercross this year. So I think Daytona is going to be a bit of a, some insight as to what we're going to see as we move to outdoors. And mm-hmm. um, from what we've seen from him at Daytona, man, he's lights out. So I'm trying to, you know, be realistic, and, and you know, it's so far away. You know, we're still three months away uh, from really going racing, but – um, man, it's it's set up for uh, some good remember, results for that team. Remember Baggett's Hangtown last year, dude. Remember that? Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, not a people, lot, not people remember it though. Yeah, that's no, I, I did. Oh, did I? I was checking my Twitter mentions, JT. Did I miss it? Did you actually say Hangtown? Yeah, yeah. no, he yeah he passed uh, passed Tomac on his way to a third. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Millsap's wrist injury, something that's going to keep him out a while. Do you know? I don't think so. I think. Uh, I mean, if he. If it was like championship on the line, I think he could have raced last weekend. Okay. Uh, it was more just a pain tolerance thing, and uh, I think he had like a wrist sprain. I mean, you know, he went out and rode opening ceremonies and was riding around. Yeah. Just, it, it hurt too much to really do anything. So um, I would be surprised if he's not at Toronto. I mean, maybe it just still hurts too much, but it's not going to be a long-term thing. Um, uh, talked to Chad Reed earlier today on the show, and uh, he felt really good. I like it. Oh, I felt really good about his ride. He talked about Mookie riding there and how Mookie hit him with a text like, hey, man, <laughs> can I come out there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I said, are you sure it wasn't James with dreadlocks, like in a wig? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he rode really well and his championship hopes are screwed, but uh, he feels uh, really good and, and his season's been a, such a shit show that he's just going to go out there and try to win a race. So. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys are in this, that same boat, you know. Um, Dungey's put so much pressure on these guys to be perfect that really it's just, you know, Marvin and Eli are the only guys with a, even a chance at this point. You know, I guess Cole's still somewhat in there, but, you know, you're talking about the two guys with even a chance are a full race down already. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this so much, and I've written about it, and you've written about it, Kiefer's probably written about it, um, that this is just what Ryan does to people, you know, and, and – he honestly, in my opinion, has been a bit underwhelming this season. And, and if you know his wife wants to get mad at me, or the people, you know, the tits wants to get mad at me, or whoever, I still feel that way. I think he's been underwhelming yeah. for what we've come to expect from him. And still, we're at the halfway point. You know, yeah. we're in between halfway, and he's got a twenty-five point lead. You yeah. know, so. Um, did you rewatch the race back? I did. Yeah, I watched it today. Amart's move on Smith looks fine at the race. I'm like, ooh. And now I'm like, ah, eh, that's all right. It's racing. Yeah. If anything, I thought Jordan should have checked up. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. once once Alex lands on the inside of him there, he's got to check up and roll that single, you know, and, and live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Um, was Mitchell Harrison the guy who went down the first lap in the sand? 
Ferrandis? So. No, oh. Ferrandis went down. Ferrandis. No, that wasn't Ferrandis. Or was it? It was. Ferrandis tra- crashed twice in okay. the sand and then over in the. Because uh, he had a good start, second, yep. and then he fell. Okay. Yep. Um, hey, so talking about Mookie riding at Chad's, which is crazy to think, but Chad was, you know, super cool about it. Um, we are six races into Mookie's, Mookie's 450 career, right? Correct? I think five. Yeah, it's, it's, like that. it's yeah. round eight, so six. Okay. One top ten finish, a tenth. Yep. I'm looking for more from the 47. Like, he's really good. Snooze flash. Yes. He has a lot of skills on a motorcycle. You can watch. I watch him in practice a lot. JT, do you? Do you watch Mook? I, I always do. Yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah. I want to see what this, what he's pulling out. Um, and a little. I want some more. I want more Mook. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a combination of the tracks being really rough. And I really think this 21-minute main event is really hurting him. Uh, some of these shorter shorter tracks, I mean, you're at basically adding five minutes to his race time, you know, at a few races this year. For when you're struggling on fitness, that's like an eternity. So um, I think his riding is good, but I just don't think he came in, you know, as prepared as a lot of these guys did, and he's still suffering from it, so. He's got a lot of races to find that fitness level, but, you know, like you said, one top 10 out of six is, uh, I think, you know, most fans would have expected more. I really didn't because I thought the fitness would be really tough to overcome, but mm-hmm. I think he'll get better. You know, he'll, he'll start fighting for those top 10. Nothing, if nothing other than just racing that long every Saturday is going to get you there eventually. And do we know he's not he's not racing outdoors, is he? No. Do we know that? No, not right now. Okay. No. Um, phone lines for you, JT. Questions for you, JT. George, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Jason Thomas? Hi, guys. Um, my question is, with the tariff or the tax on KTMs coming in for next year, is there any concern around the pits about KTM, like, reducing support? So I know you're tight with Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Is there any kind of concern that KTM might pull back a little? I doubt they would do that for Dungey, as he's, like, a global figure. But for guys uh, that are second well, tier. Yeah. Go ahead, JT. Start with, I don't think that tariff will ever happen. I think that's... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, way out of okay. left field as far as that ever passing legislation. Um, it's It's been proposed before, and it got shot down immediately, so I would expect the same thing to happen. I don't think that, that ever happens. It's just... It's going to destroy a power sports industry to help another one. I, I don't think... I think core heads will prevail on that. Yeah. That oh, that would be great. So. And I've yeah. been around the KTM... Uh, offices lately. He's, well, you're Orange Brigade. I'm Orange Brigade now, so uh, I mean, they're they're not like totally worried about it. Unless they want to ha- handle the problem, and, and if it, it occurs and it arises, they want people to you know stand up for it. But they're not freaking out about it right now. Awesome, awesome, cool. cool. Okay. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, next up is uh, Randy. Randy, what's going on? You want to talk to JT about time races? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, uh, yeah, this is kind of for all you guys. I've got two things I want to about the timed races in Dungey, if I could. Sure. Since you guys sit on Dungey, um, you know, I mean, you've been talking about how you how you think at the post race interviews and all. He seems fine and everything. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, what what I'm seeing in Ryan Dungey is um, he's just not the same guy. And I think what could be wrong with him is I think he's, I, you know, is, is he getting burnt out on us? I don't want him to be. I mean, I, you know, I love the guy. We don't ever want our heroes to go away, but. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't, you know. I mean, he just seems like he's, uh, he just seems like he's just down a little bit and kind of burn out. And you know, and one of the things I'm catching, if you notice, 
at the end of the race, he's, you know, he's, he's not thanking the Lord anymore, which he used to always do that. And it just kind of makes me wonder, um, is, you know, is something going on with him? Is he just getting burned out? Has he got the Alvin Baker thing? Is that uh, going on? Yeah, you know, you know good questions. Uh, nobody really knows for sure. I, th- I spoke to somebody close to the camp, and they told me that they're gonna, he's going to decide on a retirement after Supercross. Uh, KTM does talk to Roger this week. You know, I heard yep. what he said. Do you? Yeah, Roger said they'll just give him all the time that he needs. You know, to to do it. Um, you know what? Yeah. Hey, look, Villapoto retired at 26 or whatever, and uh, uh, Dunge is right around that age, and he's got millions of dollars in the bank, and um, it's a lot of work. Did you see him? Do you see him witness uh, or, or, or what? Not witness. Did you see him? Um, um, Pull out the young bucks on the podium. Yeah, uh, at the race. Yeah, like he's twenty six. He's talking about these young bucks. Right. I thought that yeah. was a little telling. And we we touched this on last week's show too about yeah. just burnout and being on the the Baker program and day in and day out riding with fast guys. It's a lot of stress. And so obviously, besides well, the physical well, thing, activity, remember last remember last year when he was all and I want to be the ambassador of the sport. I want to be yeah. the head of the sport. And it's like, yep. what is that a one year deal? You know what uh, I mean? It's, I, he's not saying that anymore. No, I agree. Yeah, he's not really doing that so much anymore. Um, JT, let me just ask you this: We talked about it to length, but if you're Ryan Dungey, JT, you got you're loaded. Your legacy's secure. You got a hot wife. You're from Minnesota. Um, do, are you done? Are you packing it in? Uh, I mean, it's tough to say, you know, because I think he has everything he needs to keep going. But that's that's such a personal decision, you know, because I you can have all those things, but you don't have his mind and where he is mentally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, I, how does his wife feel about it? Does he want to go start a family? You know, does yeah. his, do they want to keep doing this? Because um, he's won everything there is to win. You're totally waffling right now. You're totally waffling. I know you don't know him, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, do you, what do you do? That's that, that's where I was leaning was because he want to start his family and build his house. Yeah. You know, is he starting to think that way? I don't know. Yeah, no, thanks, George. Appreciate it. I mean, there's, there's no one question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, not George. It's, uh, 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 it's Rand, Rand. Randy. What's that? One more question. No worries, brother. Okay. On the tracks. Um, yep. You know, I'm a I'm an old time guy. When when I rode the nationals, we rode two 40 minute motos, not two 30 minute motos. Uphill. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the bikes uh, are running yeah, out of gas now. With, so with, good. with six inches of travel, you know. So uphill. Um, but my but my deal is, um, I'm loving these timed races mm-hmm. and with the way the tracks are breaking down. You know, and and one reason I'm liking them is the riders are complaining, and that's a good thing. You know, we got to challenge these guys. Sure. And, and I'm loving the longer races, but I'm so concerned that with the tracks breaking down, that they're going to give in instead of fixing the tracks or doing something of that nature and making that better. That they're just going to go back to the to the lapped races and to you know because of the, the, all the problems with the tracks and whatnot. What do you guys think about that? Um, good point. You're right. The riders always complain, except for the winner. Everyone's never, no one's ever happy. You know what I mean? So you have a po- you have a point about riders complaining and not listening to them. That's in motocross in general. Yep. Period. Uh, and listen to Reed's interview earlier in the show where we asked Chad about the tracks, and Chad was like, "Yeah, it takes some more skill, man. It takes some skill." That's uh, what I think. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Uh, so do you think? So so do you think they're going to give in, and are, and are they going to start fixing the tracks, bringing in more dirt, you know, grooming them a little bit, or just making it so they're not getting down to concrete? in the plywood. Well, are they going to fix that? I think I, I'm, I'm hearing a little bit more about trying to do some more format changes for next year and go back to multiple main events and and, and all this. So um, somebody told me that, that, that that's another thing about Dungey. He wants to know the format of Supercross before he decides what he's going to do. Yeah, that makes you sense. You know, what am I racing for? What's the What am I working for? What's going on? So um, interesting to see, uh, 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 Randy. I don't know. 
I don't think they spend the money and fix them bringing more you, dirt. Do you guys so. like the longer races? Do you like the timed races? As a fan, I do. I like watching more racing. So, I mean, Me as too. a rider, I can understand I, both sides. So. I, I like them. I just, these guys, Randy, I'm talking to these guys, and I don't even mean like the elite dudes who are complaining. Like guys like Clayson and Ray and even Tickle and these guys, they're telling me like, oh, my God, these things, like they're sketchy. So I don't want guys hurt any more than what we already have. We have shit tons that's, of guys getting hurt right. every year, you know? So, yeah. but it's a dangerous sport. That's a flip side to it. Um, JT, what do you think? You're, you're the guy that, you know, raced. Uh, I've, ridden, I've ridden some really sketchy tracks, and when the track gets sketchy, you slow down. <laughs> right. Okay. There that, we that's go. How, that's how I see it. Right. I mean, that's part, as part of it, knowing how to – Knowing your limits and knowing how to navigate the track and sure. all that, I, I, that's part of it. You know, I, That's what I think is we're challenging the riders more like this. I really do. Okay. I think it's a yeah. good thing. All right. Thanks, Randy. Um, that's, thanks that's, for the call. Is, is there, is, all right, Randy, we got to go. Randy's uphill, man. Nothing new. Yeah. Nothing new in the sport. R- beat up tracks is nothing new. Yeah. Six inches so. suspension and uphill. Randy. Um, no, listen, Randy's got some points. He likes it. He likes, um, you know what? I, I'm the one talking to riders, and I'm just relaying the complaints and – I'm worried about safety, but JT's point is 100% valid. Yeah. Hey, bro, no one's forcing you to go out there. Know your skill. Know your lane. It's it's funny because I'm at the local tracks, and I go and I watch these kids ride, and they just pin it. They The technique is not there. The tracks break down. They try to ride the track like they do at you know at 3 in, three in the afternoon like they did at 9 in the morning. You can't do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I do think I do think the concrete is an issue, though. That That needs to be fixed because that's – that's, That's not like a track breaking down. That's mm-hmm. like super dangerous. So, uh, Marks, since JT waffled on it, you're Ryan Dungey. All right. Yes. Are you retiring? Yes. Me, okay. Me too. Hot wife, lots of money. Yep. Still, Minnesota. But do, you, but do you still want to race anymore? That's the whole thing. It's not about. It hasn't been about money for a couple of years. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I. I you know. I don't know. I just. His his question about the his, his comment about the young bucks on the podium, almost like ah oh, these guys young bucks are hanging it out. It's like well, it struck me as a little weird. Well, I think he's talking about like the JAs and the Sealys and those yeah, guys. You know, they're yeah. they're not that much younger, but they are the new guys coming up. And you watch them ride, and it's a different riding style between Dunge and those dudes. It's just different. Yeah. Well, think think about for Dunge, he won a Supercross championship seven years ago. You know, that's a that's a long time. You won a four fifty championship seven years ago. What about the two two? Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, well, I mean, he's obviously two 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 sold us tonight. Like he said, Kiefer asked him about racing next year. He said, "Everyone wants to make it an age thing, but I feel great. I'm not the age is not the reason I'm struggling. Like I'm still able to do what I want to do." And he he said he even thinks about the age and he pushes it aside. Like, hey, yeah. that's not the reason. Yeah, you know, like. So yeah, he wants he wants to race forever. If he if he can keep racing and be Chad Reed till he's fifty, then he will. See, I think that's bitching because most of these guys nowadays they they either burn out or yeah. when they do stop racing, they don't ride at all. They're just done riding. Like I I can't see that. Uh, we, like you, JT, you don't know, even ride. No, JT doesn't uh, even ride. Neither do I. Right? I mean, not not that I'm on your level, or, but yeah. JT doesn't ride. He rose for a long time. He's over a keeper. I know it's unbelievable for you to think that. It's just tough. Something that's part of you for that long. I understand you get burnt out, but then you just like don't do it. I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> keeper, keeper will be riding forever. Uh, all right, let's get to Sinjin. He wants to talk about the stolen KTM. So this could go really anywhere with Sinjin. What's up, Sinjin? No, I just 
I'm just wondering, like, uh, <clears throat> first of all, can we keep it? Can we keep it somewhat okay here, Sinjin? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. I haven't been that bad in years. That's true. He is right. He hasn't been. Yeah, I've been. I've cleaned it up. I just no. I had like legitimate question. And okay, is that I, I don't know anything about Atlanta, that area, but that new dome they're going to or wherever the next next year is that any of a less of a shithole than where they're at now? It is exactly next door. Oh, yeah, it's like ten yards <laughs> away. <laughs> um, it, it is. Look, I, we talked about this on our group text today, JT. Like, look, the KT, KJSCs got stolen and out of the truck. Out of the truck. Uh, I saw two Instagram posts. People tagged me on where bikes got stolen because it was an amateur day. A van got stolen. A van got Brayton, stolen? Yeah, Brayton's van. Yeah, Brayton's yeah. van. Justin Brayton? C- Cade's driving yeah. Brayton's van, and Cade said it got stolen. I had no idea. I've been talking to Cade all day. Yeah. I've been talking to Clayson all day long. You never mentioned it once? Check your social media. Okay, look, here's the point. And JT, you've been racing there forever. Every year, bikes got stolen. Yeah. AJ, AJ Cantaro. Yeah, it's a mess. Right. So, look, I don't... I don't know what Feld Motorsports can do. Probably nothing, but I feel like... They can't hold these races, invite people there. And I don't know what they're – ah, fuck it. Forget it. Never mind. I don't know where you I'm going You can't do anything. This. The, these people know, wait I... for the races to come, and then that's what they plan but, it around. But, dude, these, what... guys, these guys have it on their calendar. You're a cop. You know. Dude, but what – like, can, can Feld rent a giant uh, uh, parking lot with a fence? and that's then the cop. And, hi- and hire security? Can Feld do anything? Can anybody do but anything? It's, it's at the hotels. The hotels are the, the target. That's where everything's going down at. Just skip it then. Skip the amateur day in Atlanta. Don't ruin these people's lives. Literally, there's some there's some people's lives that probably got jacked up. You know, so and it's lucky that's all yeah. that's got stolen. It was just you know what is it one or two? Yeah. Okay. My best advice. My best advice is if you're going to Atlanta and you're taking your bikes and trailer and amateur and all that, stay about an hour outside of town, and then drive in and then drive back an hour away. Yeah. That, that's your best move. So those it was ten of those KGSC bikes, right? It was ten of them. So yeah. are they still going to do the KGS? I don't know when the next one is. Toronto, they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it. Oh, um, I, th- I thought one just got stolen. Ten. Holy shit! Got ten bikes. Uh, Clayson just texted me. He was not driving Brayton's van. So good, good job, Sherlock Holmes. No, it was Brayton's mechanic. It was Brayton. his mechanic yeah, Brent, was Brent Duffy. and I re- yeah. just reposted it to help out to find out. Oh, okay. So where was the van? Oh, you guys are really good at this. Uh, you know, media. I know more than I think it was at the hotel. You're fake news. You're fake news, Sinjin. Um, I guess so. Uh, was there any bikes right. in it? Were bikes in it? No bikes. Right no, bikes no, no bikes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Sinjin. All right. I'm just sure, guys. Stay tuned, buddy. Hang in there. Jimmy will be back soon. Uh, Nick, what's going on? How are you? Hey, good, Steve. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Oh, good. What's up, Nick? Hey, not too much. Hey, I'm good friends with a new ride for Atlas Brace. Best brace out there. Best brace out there. Atlasbrace.com. <laughs> AtlasBrace.com. Hey, I just want to know, I haven't been following tonight, but a couple of weeks ago you guys were saying that, uh, you know, Tim Geiser wants to come over. He wants to race for Honda. You know, Cole Seeley's locked up a couple of years. Ken Rockson's locked up a couple of years. Do you think Honda expands to a three-rider team, or are they going to find, you know, some kind of Geico dealer? What are they going to do for Geiser there? Yeah, no, they, he goes on the factory team, three guys, um, if it happens, and I think it'll happen next year. And I guess it kind of depends how Geiser's season goes, right? Yeah. Um, he got third this weekend. Super no, second, sick. second this weekend behind guy for Caroli. So yeah, he had a hundred and two fever. Dude, how about Caroli though? Hey, he never you. does well at, at Qatar and just worked those dudes. God. So Nick, they'll put a third bike uh, on there. So 
That's that's good news. I remember when Honda was four bikes. It's it's cool to see teams growing. It's good to see factory teams growing like that. You know, Tim Geiser, they all deserve a ride. All those guys. Yeah. You know, Cole, Cole, Kenny, Tim Geiser, they're all going to be top five guys. They all deserve to be there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. man. Yeah, guys will be interested to see when he gets here for sure. So, thanks, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, Jason Thomas here on the uh, Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Speaking of Fly Racing, let's do the X Brown Goggle Tear Off segment. Let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser and his buddies. And uh, X-Brand Goggle is the choice of champions ever. Freddie Norton wears X-Brand. Did good. Taken down by a dirty Adam Cincerillo. Late in, on the last lap. Still eighth place is really good. Dirty AC. Um, Kyle Chisholm wears X-Brand. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. Uh, Alex Ray wears X-Brand. He will wear X-Brand on his new team, the Cycle Trader Yamaha team. And, uh, and uh, yeah, X-Brand. use code PULPAMEX17 to save at XBrand.com, EKSBrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. It's that simple. Ricky Brabeck. Gary Sutherland Gary on a two-win streak with X-Brand goggles. Love me some Gary Sutherland. Just love him. Love this guy right here. And X-Brand Goggles. Uh, these questions submitted by Corey Moser and his buddies, like I said, for myself, uh, Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, and Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. Just Steve. Yep. Do you think Dungey extends his contract? And if so, how many years? Oh, here we go. Ah, uh, so now I got to play Dungey? You're Dungey. Can I waffle like JT? No. Yeah, he comes back. He comes back. How many he, years? Uh, one more. He's on a year-to-year deal. Okay. He's got Baker. He's got the program. Uh, he, if he goes out a winner this year, which is looking likely, he can always come back next year. And if he doesn't go out a winner, then retire. You know what I mean? But why not come back and ride another year with the number one plate and get millions of more dollars? Hmm. JT, now that you aren't racing, are you for or against walls? Um, I don't think that they're necessary anymore. I think they were they were helpful when they were trying to add some length to the races, but now that we have time in events, I say beat it. We don't need them. The guys were really ripping into them, man, in the, in the press conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it, though, watching Chad and those Anderson. Dude, when that bump formed way out there and they are doubling they're on it. Jumping out there. It was sick. Like Stu. Dude. Stu would hit a wall. Watch the, if you he guys, would hit a wall like physically also. <laughs> if, <laughs> that's a good one. If you watch the privateer guys hit the wall versus the factory guys, it's so different. Oh, guys like Clayson and Ray suck. <laughs> it's just different. They're just terrible. They should quit. Oh All right. Gosh. I'm joking. They're listening. That's why I'm saying that. All right. Kiefer, what would you like to see improved on the 2018 Suzuki 450? Spring Fork. Oh, that's coming. That's done. Yep, that's yeah. coming out here. Spring fork, electric start, which I don't think is coming. And keep the cornering capability and a little bit better motor. Um, I'm all about, I'm riding yellow. <laughs> What's, dude, this is it's ridiculous with this guy. <laughs> Just Steve, do you think the monster girls are too scantily dressed for NASCAR? No. Who, who thinks that? Why are they? They used to wear bikinis. Right. In NASCAR. Core's light chick. Hannah used to put the chick on his shoulders. Oh, that's awesome. Like, no, it's gotten too soft. I don't, I don't have a daughter, though. I've heard legitimate, I've heard, I have good friends, people I respect, people who are level-headed, mm-hmm. tell me they don't want their daughters seeing that. And I don't have, I just have bats down, so, and again, these aren't crazy people. Like, these aren't people like, I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, these are good dudes. Was it, yeah, but was you it get, Kim Hood? 
And she got to be like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm being serious though. So I don't know. Like, no. are they just never going to let their kids go to the pool or the beach? Right. Or? I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I see no problem with it. I just, I hear some, some sensible people that they don't want their daughters to see that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Like go to Europe. Go to your, there's porn on it like nine o'clock. Yeah, no scrambled porn. Full blown. No full blown porn. Yeah, full yeah. blown porn. Topless beaches. Yeah, yep. don't care. Right. So God bless Europe. Whatever. JT, thoughts on that? Are you with me? Um, I think there's a fine line, but I think uh, I think the the way Monster is now, I think it's pretty mellow. Okay. I think when the when the guy was like putting the camera in between the girl's legs, holding thirty second board a few years ago, a little, like, a little much. <laughs> yeah, we were pushing the pushing the envelope a bit. Okay. Uh, JT, now that we are two rounds in, which other riders do you think will pull off an East Coast two fifty win? I think AC's got one in him. I like the way he's riding. Um, if Christian Craig can ever figure out what's wrong, you know, and, and stay out of trouble, he can win. Um, yeah, I think Craig wins one for sure. Yeah, I'm on yeah. that too. But I think uh, maybe Jordan Smith. I mean, he's he was good again this weekend, which I, I didn't see coming at all coming into the series. So I think there's a few guys that can win. It's all it's all situational, though. You know, these two fifty guys. Twenty eight seconds. Acceptable. Twenty eight. Thirty. Nobody, nobody cares. Thirty one. Nobody cares. It's not a time main event. We're fine. All right. Kiefer, with the tracks breaking down so bad, how are riders setting their bikes up differently to help with the conditions? Uh, I went over this earlier. They were going to go a little bit softer, not too much. Just Amazing to get that some... Kiefer's buddies, or Moser's buddies, this is a question we directly tackled. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, a little bit softer suspension settings and so they can get more feel through the, to the ground. Just Steve, what do you think DV cursed in French after Craig's crash in the main event? I was sitting next to him. It wasn't the main event. It was a heat race. Way to go, buddies. Um, I was sitting right next to DV when it all happened. There was screaming and yelling and the, uh, Christian during the race while he was coming up through the pack. The crash happened. Silence. Mm. And then he looked at his phone. He pulled on his hat a little bit and he got up and left. Yeah. Yep. JT, if that's, Craig... a, that's a tough deal too. Twenty four hours a day, these dudes in week a week in Florida, you know, and then you see your guy that you care for and everything else just just blow c- it, there. crash. Yeah. All right, JT. If Craig doesn't crash in the whoops, where does he finish? In the main event. I I guess I don't know. That's just what the question says. Um, I'll say the way that race played out, I will say second place because he wasn't going to beat Zach. I don't think and. Uh, I think he could have beat Jordan and Amart. 16 seconds. Good job, JT. Kiefer, who is a rider who consistently does not have a lit kit? Who is worst dressed? Ooh. Name a pro, an amateur, a buddy, anyone. Uh, one of my buddies, Kelly, he rides, and uh, it's horrible every day. Mix, mix match gear, boots are clapped, stains on his stuff. It's It's horrible. Pro rider though it's tough. They all look. What sucks about pro riders is you could have a bad looking gear setup, but if you ride good, it, it makes it look good. So it, it's a tough situation. So I'm gonna say my buddy Kelly. Uh, I like JT gear. Uh, I'm I like most of it. But what was Chiz wearing in practice? I don't know what that was. He needs to never wear that again. Uh, Generally speaking, I like some of the JT stuff. That was horrible. 
So I don't I don't know the strict guys at all, but I'm not a big fan of the strict gear. Some of the stuff their designs are are uh, they had some French fries before and some different things I wasn't into. Okay. XBrownGoggles.com, choice of champions everywhere, like Freddie Norn, Kyle Chisholm, speaking of Kyle Chisholm, uh, Brock Tickle, and and many more. Gary Sutherland, love Gary Sutherland. Alex Ray uses X-Brand. Clear vision on his way to the last uh, four main events, I think, maybe five. Um, this guy's been on hold for a while from Cody. Cody, you want to ask about helmets? We get this question every week. Um, what do you want to know about helmets? Uh, yeah, so first of all, I appreciate everything you guys do, JT, Steve. Travis, thank you, buddy. Um, thank you. So I wanted, yeah, I, I wanted a while ago, and yeah, my head pretty good. So it's time to probably get a new helmet. And I'm looking at like the helmets and stuff. JT could check it on this too, but uh, they have different levels of helmets, like a V1, a V2, a V. All right, you got to fix your phone, buddy. We can't hear you. You've been hold uh, for a long time, but come on, Cody, guy. figure it out. Flyracing.com, making much more than gear, everybody, from uh, from snowmobile stuff to mountain bike gear to hard parts. Uh, F2 carbon helmet, too. The same helmet. JT, true or false? The helmet that Blake Baggett wore to a third place this weekend. It's exactly the same helmet you can pull out of the box at flyracing.com. Uh, yep. She's got some Rocky Mountain stickers on it. Yep. F2 carbon, out of the box, onto the racetrack helmet. Uh, 10 graphic styles, 22 colorways, flyracing.com. It's got MIPS. Carbon fiber, Kevlar. Do the race guys all run MIPS? Do they switch it up? I don't know. Uh, they, they go back and forth. They do? Yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know how that worked. FlyRacing.com, please check them out. And uh, Cody's back. Cody, you're back. Sorry, bud. Your phone broke up, but uh, what's up? Uh, yeah. Um, I just wondered if the difference between, like, say, the Fox V1 and the Fox V4, is that just, like, one's a $170 helmet, one's over $500. Is the protection the same with those all of those helmets, or is it just a comfort thing? Like, if I buy the $170 helmet, is, am I protected as much with the one? They're all the, as far as the features go on the website, they all, they say they're the same. JT can so answer what, it. What's the uh, no, they're definitely not the same. You're going to be, you know, the biggest difference is your material. You know, your V1 is going to be like a polycarbonate, which is basically plastic. And then your V3, or v which the V4 is discontinued, but uh, V3 or V4 is going to be a carbon fiber Kevlar comp composite, uh, which is true for anybody's high-end helmet, Bell, Fly, Troy, uh, 60, anybody's going to be that same material. Um, and then your your safety ratings, you know, um, you're going to be, uh, well, and, and Fox has, has gone away from Snell, but we have Snell, Troy has Snell, um, they've gone to ECE, so... Your safety ratings are going to be different, um, and then your weight. Typically, um, you're going to get lighter as you go up in price point too. Um, but D- DOT and Snell make that a bit difficult in the U.S., but definitely internationally, um, where you don't have Snell or DOT. So, but big, big difference and the fit. There is well. there is a big difference, yes. But yeah, then again, the maybe Cody doesn't have five hundred dollars, right, Cody? I mean, I don't know what you do for a living, so. Well, you... no, I just, I just, I was wondering if when you, if you're paying for more safety, or you're just paying for extra vents and more comfortable fit. No, it's definitely material. Um, your, your EPS shell construction is going to be different, and uh, a carbon carbon fiber Kevlar shell is going to be it's it's just superior. You know, it's just just a better it's a better helmet. You know, polycarbonate helmets are are safe. Um, it's just different, you know, it's, you're getting what you pay for. It, it's not just fluff. There is definitely a difference. All right, Cody. All right, cool. Good. Th- thank you, man. Thanks. I was hoping we wouldn't get the same helmet question about, uh, 60 and mitt. Like 
you know, we talk, we've covered it 800 times. Right. But that was a good question. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Right. So whatever your budget is, do it. Yeah, I mean, the goal for everybody is to build the safest helmet you can at a, at a lower price point. But it's really the material. You know, you just yeah. cannot buy a carbon fiber helmet and put a $100 price tag on it. You just can't do it. It's impossible. You know, unless you want to lose a bunch of money on every unit. All right, uh, BTOsports.com, tweet at Travis segment. Everybody has one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike in their corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a berm in a UTV, Kiefer, and that's passion. BTO Sports, their, their foundation is built around family, which allows them to offer unparalleled customer service. Uh, three-day express orders over 85 bucks is free. BTOsports.com, proud to be a premier source for motocross parts and apparel for well over a decade. Uh, they carry a lot of things that we that we also have on our show, like Fly Racing and FMF and Atlas and Works Connection. If you call there or mention Pulp and Mech Show, you get a discount on anything you have down there. So great guys. They kill it for the discounts and they kill it for our listeners. And so BTOsports.com, you could put all of our stuff in a cart. Tell me with Pulp Mex. Get a deal. Everybody, these are the questions. Submit it to at PulpaMechShow.com. Let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. These questions are submitted to you, people at Pulp and Mech Show. Travis Marks goes through the best ones, and uh, he's got some for JT. He's got some for me. He's got some for Kiefer. Hey, by the way, I, we got the race on a TV in front of us here. Mm-hmm. And JT, did you watch this whole thing? Uh, the race? Yeah. I just watched the main events. Okay, you got to watch the LCQ, the, the four for the LCQ. Scott Champion does a terrific job of passing Cade Clayson in the whoops to get the last spot in the main event. Great work right. by Clayson. Blitzes the shit out of the whoops. Cuts uh, inside of Clayson. Comes across the line. Whips it at him. Looks back. Looks back at Clayson. And then... Just kind of goes, yeah. And then, and then gives him a, yeah, what's... like? How oh, you like that shit? Clayson's like, hey, good job. Right. Stay classy, champion. That's a douchebag move. Clayson's trying to catch up to him, too. Right. Yeah, Clayson's trying to be like, hey, bro, good race. Like, whatever. Right. It sucks. And and champion's full clowning him. Wow. I, did, I never saw that. I just saw that. That's that's jacked. Right? That's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's a douchebag move, champion. And I like Scott Champion. But come on, Could bro. A dick. Anyways, JT, go watch that and see what you, tell us what you think. I'll check it out. All right. Let's go, Travis. Uh, Tyson Stagall wants to know if... Dungey retires. Do you do you and Tyson Segal have like a something going on, dude? The same like fifteen people always set, submit questions. Really? Yeah. Come on, people, get some new peeps up in here. Okay, I'm not saying it's a bad question. I'm just like I'm wondering. You ask this question every week. No, I don't. Your mom doesn't. No, she does not. Oh. Okay. All right. That's deep. If Dungey retires, who takes his place at Baker's Factory? How do we know? Like seriously, take a take a guess. You're an insider. Oh yeah. Uh, Canards with Ferry, and. I have no idea. I'd be okay. Let me ask you this, Tomac. Let me ask you, Jerky's this, <laughs> and I I got told this by somebody in the industry. If Dunge retires, does KTM go after Tomac, or do they just say we got Marv? Like Marv's good. Yep. Do they go Marvin Kennard or Marvin another guy? That's possible. JT, uh, I would say either Husky or KTM definitely does. Yes, they go after another guy. They go after Tomac, yeah. I don't okay. know if they get him. Yeah, yeah, but they definitely okay. go after him. Absolutely, right. I think that. So, yeah, I don't know about the Paul Baker. I don't know. Do you think Tomac would go to Baker? Or does he like his own deal? No, Tomac would not go to Baker. No, it wouldn't be no wouldn't chance. Be Baker. He may go to KTM or Husky. I don't know that, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't go there. Uh, this one's from Kieran Bennett. Does Feld need a rider rep to help make tracks better? Someone like NYK who has been there and raced for a long time. JT. 
Um, you know, they used to they used to lean on Wyndham for a lot of that. Um, we talking about, you're talking about Phelps for Ryder Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, Wyndham used to do a lot of that, and uh, he's obviously not around as much. I think anytime you have someone who has a lot of insight and has actually been out there and done it, the more the better. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it quote-unquote needs it, but I think the more opinions from really smart people who have a lot of experience is always going to be a good thing. You know what? You know what's kind of gone through my mind a little bit? What's that, Steve? I'm never going to do this. Never do what? What I'm going to I'm never going to do this, but I've thought about throwing this whole media thing away. Mm-hmm. And trying to start like a riders association. Mm. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I say that would be a rough go for you. You don't think I could? You don't think someone in the industry could do that if they really I worked think at it? Someone can. I just don't think you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> they Jerk need, off. They need to get together. They need a lawyer, you know, and they need a, an association, and people pay dues. And these guys work with Fell and MX Sports, and they, they don't be jerks about it. They're not like on strike. They don't. None of that. You know what I mean? Right. You, you just work. With the promoters, every group has it. IndyCar, I don't know if MotoGP does. Nobody cares about MotoGP, but NASCAR does. IndyCar does. F1 does. Uh, all the stick and ball guys do. You don't. You don't need to use the word union. So what? Are, what are they scared of? Why? 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 Ask JT. He's the one that probably you know never went to those meetings and, and always said screw it. Uh, well, part of your your license says that you're not allowed to do that. For one. That's guaranteed. You could challenge that and, and, and stand up in court. I, there's no Probably, chance that yeah. would stand up in court. Um, but I don't know. I think it would just take the right person with a strong legal team to do it, and that's it's a tough combination to find. Call up Astafan. Button could help out. I, I think you would have to get somebody like Astafan with Chad leading the charge to get the riders on board. It, it would take a really coordinated effort because you're dealing with a lot of money on the other side too you know they're going to try to protect their interests so the biggest problem with all of it is the coordination having enough people do it and i'm not saying come in and be jerk offs about it and be like we're not racing work together just be like hey guys we're all here we got it we got some problems we got some issues you know we're all together let's talk let's come to the table let's there's a well, lot of money being leveraged. You have to you have to be willing to threaten that. Yes, or else they'll yeah, be like, yeah. Nah, we're good. No, no, I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, I think eventually you get to that point, but you don't start that way. You don't throw it down and come in hot. You know. Yeah. So it seems like Dirt Works is getting more heat this year, right? Because the tracks are breaking down. Blah 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 blah. Why is it that they're not listening to some of the riders? What's what's the beef there? Why is it that they can't? listen to someone and be okay let's make those changes let's do this let's try that for the riders what what's the holdup? well i know albertson wasn't a big fan after uh whatever race that was i had a dirt works guy come up to me this week and i go are you are you pulp mx i'm like yep and then we're like talking and then uh, he's standing there and i'm like we're walking off track and i'm like did you want to talk no i'm like huh. okay <laughs> very he's, he's, yeah, so very, you better watch your back. It was very awkward and weird. Like I'm like, okay, I'm thinking this guy has a problem or has an issue with some of the stuff I've been saying or putting in my column. So okay, happy to talk, happy to explain it. And he just wanted to know if that was maybe for later. So when he beats the shit out of me later, right? You know, yeah, he was just, <laughs> just making sure he had the right guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like I'll get you later. You see a red but, dot on you, run. <laughs> but anyways, um, 
Again, I think he's got, if you look at these other sports, they have associations. We don't. Millions of dollars at stake in our sport. And no one can get together. Teams, nor riders. JT, you've been on this pulp show for seven years now. You and I have talked about this over and over. And I don't know why. And it needs to happen. People have been trying to do it for a long time. There's this conversation been going on for 20, 30 years. I know. I know. But it needs it more than ever. So. Yeah, I just I just don't see it happening. I mean, yeah. I, I think it would be if it was handled the right way, and it wasn't, it didn't turn into this huge leverage play and work stoppage and all that stuff. I think it would be very positive. But anytime you start to um, mess with the establishment's cash flow and change the balance of power, mm-hmm. it's going to be a rocky road. Yep. Hmm. All right. Next question. Jesse wants to know when was the last time WADA was at the races to test riders. Oh, they were there. Uh, they were there this year at some point. Some Supercross. Just one. Uh, I think just one. Yeah, they were they were there for there. So they do like two three times a year, right, JT? Yeah, it's all random. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's the goal is for nobody to know. Yeah. Uh, but they were. I think they were there at one of the races right. this year. Yeah. Um, all right. It's, yeah, it's it's usually two to three. Marks is on the phone, oh, so we'll okay. just wait. Seriously, what's up with that Scott Champion? What's up with that Scott Champion? Like, seriously. Let's call him. Cold call. We should. All right. We got a cold call somebody. What about Stank Dog? Why? <laughs> I don't know. <'cause> <laughs> I'm just saying, what did he do recently? <laughs> he did something at Arena Oh, he did pretty good at Arena Cross. He did something at Arena Cross that was probably gnarly. So. Cody wants to know thoughts on the KTM 350. Is it like a 250 but faster or more like a slower 450? He's heard mixed messages. Uh, it's like a it's like a faster 250. You rev you can rev it. You can't really lug it like a 450, but uh, it has a little bit more torque than a 250. But yeah, it it's not like riding a 450. All right. Trisha wants to know how did Wacko Zacko get his nickname? For me, yeah. Why it, wacko? It rhymed. It rhymed. It just rhymed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, do I look I super smart? I know. I just was like, wacko, 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 like wacko mole. You know? I don't know. Yeah. So he's he is debuting a wacko butt patch this weekend. I don't know if he knows about. It. That's why I didn't bring it up. But Max at Fly Racing has decided and has hooked us up, and he will have a wacko butt patch. Oh, nice. Coming up. David wants to know, Steve, what is a must-go-to place this weekend in Toronto for you, and why? Uh, JT loves Toronto, too. Don't let him fool you. He's American. But I wouldn't, I've, I've never backed away from that. You, you listen, bud, I know you're red, white, and blue, but just face it. Toronto's, I love Toronto. Toronto's a great I, city. I love that race. It's it fantastic. Is. I'm not big on poutine. Don't talk bad about Toronto, bro. You know you love it. Yeah, I do. I, I'm not big on like cheese curds and poutine, and that's not a keeper after dark reference. It's a Canadian <laughs> food. Um, I'm not big on that, but the rest of it, and I don't like hockey, but the rest of it, I'm all in. <laughs> what about uh, what else is there? Is there a hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame thing there? Or something? Poutine and hockey. I mean, there's nothing else. <laughs> um, there's a hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. I don't know if this gentleman means that kind of stuff, or restaurants, or I like the fact that the dome is like right amongst all the the hotels and restaurants and you can kind of walk to everything. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just like the downtown vibe of it. Like there's not many races where you can stay and you can walk to the race and it's actually like not, not sketchy. Yeah. Loose Um, moose is fun. Loose moose is good. Hockey hall of fame. Jack Astor's. 
the Canadians are so pumped to have a Supercross there that, it's, you know, it's just a huge get-together and, yeah. I don't know, just a cool they vibe pa- there. They packed the house there? It's pretty good, man. It's definitely grown. Mm. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going in early. I'm going on Thursday. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Soak it all oh, in, you're bro. Just, you just do it to save money. Stop it. No, I don't. I go to soak it all in. No, you went because your flight's cheaper. Next question. <laughs> uh, Lauren wants to know, what do you think was said at the TLD? Is that two chicks in a row? That has to be a dude. Lauren's a, uh, a female. And the other one was a chick, two too. Two at the same time. <laughs> Good call, well, The other JT. one was a chick, too. What other one? Uh, before Cody. I don't remember. Anyways. Moving on. And then we caught had Kayla tonight. Yes. All right. Ratio's getting better. <laughs> uh, Lauren wanted to know, what do you think was said at the TLD truck after the uh, Martin... And uh, Smith incident. I think they were fine. Martin Jordan had, was at the press conference. He said it wasn't great. It wasn't super stoked, but, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And, you know, that, that that's, that's what happened. So, Tyler Keefe. Alex you know. is not a dirty rider anyway. So, I no. think it wasn't, it wasn't bad once you no. watched on TV. It was uh, better on TV than at the race. I'm like, at the race, I'm like, oh, shit. Right. You know? so, all right. John Henning wants to know Mathis. Can we all stop asking what's wrong with Dungey, or do we give it some more time? I just said earlier that we give it. I need more time. I'm sorry. I know he won, got the whole shot. I don't want to be a dick here. I need to see more, and I, I'm sorry to say that. Uh, my bad. JT is kind of in in my boat. Yep. I, I will go on record in saying I think if he wins the championship, he's done. All right. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> That makes sense. Go straight on top. From, straight from Scoops. Yeah. Scoops is back. Ben wants to know, do you think AC resigns with Pro Circuit next year? Did Someone tweeted me that Jim Hawley said that he's looking for a 450 rod? No. You can't trust Hollywood. <laughs> Does he have photos? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, think he's, I think he resigns with, with, with Pro Circuit. I do. His contract's up, though, for sure. Uh, I think he resigns with Pro Circuit. Yes. JT, hot take? Uh, I would say, yeah, and Hollywood probably has a Polaroid of AC sitting on a 450. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys talk about Davey's wrist, how bad it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, JT, do you think it affects his, derails his so far good season? No subs? Nah, he'll be fine. I mean, he's, if he can't ride for a few days, no big deal. He'll be fine. Um, Kiefer. A buddy, a guy's buddy got a, went from a 16 YZ450 to a 17 KTM and hates it. Oh, that's what he just did. He loves it. He's Orange Brigade now. Any ideas why? Um, it's from Joel. Yeah, it depends. It took me a little bit on the 17 to get a little used to it, but uh, it's just a different feel. You know, it depends. Like I said, everyone's different. If you like a YZ450, stick with it. You know, not everyone goes to each different bike and says, oh, yeah, that one's good. That one's good. Is, guys, Alex, is Alex Ray going to... Is gonna is he gonna shine? Or no, he's he... gonna he's gonna shine. Okay, he's for sure. That's a that's a plus right there. Okay. Todd wants to know with all the track breaking down talk, when does Feld cut out semis to save the laps of wear and tear on the track? Not this year. Yeah, we'll see. I didn't like. I liked when they said no semis, but then what guys like JT would get seventh in the heat and he'd be cruising. There'd be no racing going on because all guys like JT would be like, sweet, I'm in. I'm in seventh. I'm in eighth. I'm good. So screw you, JT. Yeah, the, sh- the show's definitely better with with semis in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, is that what your move would be, JT, right? Looking around and being like, no, yeah. you have to. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah. 
You're like, I'm not gonna, I don't care about getting that guy in seventh, right? Yeah, why would you? I mean, <laughs> right. going to the LCQ is not a good situation, especially they only took two back then. Yeah. You did not want to be in that race. Right. Anything else? Hey, JT, which stadium serves the best quesadilla? <laughs> I'm off quesadillas. You I'm are? Off. What? Yeah, packed it in. Too many cards. Oh, uh, I'm done with it. This is a shocker of the night. Yep. Turned in, turned in my quesadilla card. <laughs> For how long? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, I, I think it's, I think we're we're done. Oh my! God. Wow! I'm gonna eat one tonight. I've Talk about put hot the, takes. The big D in quesadilla. <laughs> 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 All right. On that night, we'll. On that note, we gotta go. Uh, thanks, JT, for coming on FlyRacing.com. This interview is over. <laughs> hot take, everybody. JT has given up quesadillas, and and with that. We need to go to commercial and try to capture, like try recoup. to recoup, yes. because this is this is shocking. I just, just like I just found out Bob was my uncle. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you for your uh, hot takes tonight, and uh, we'll see you in Toronto. See you, right, See you, Jason Thomas. Flyracing.com. dot uh, You know what? One more, uh, Trevor. What's up? How are you, buddy? Oh, good. How are you, Steve? Good. What's happening, Trevor? Hey. uh... So I've been wondering, I'd never get to see it on TV while they're building the tracks. How come they don't actually compact any of the dirt? They just track it in with the dozer, which doesn't pack in anything at all. I don't think they have the time. I mean, isn't isn't that what they do? Is there a process that I'm missing to compact the dirt anymore? Well, like, I mean, as soon as that dozer is done on some of these faces, they could have uh, an actual dirt roller literally go up over one time and... Yeah, these, you know, like these, they, they got those in Europe. Triple faces yeah. and that, like yeah. Germany. Yeah, they got those in Europe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's rental equipment. Maybe it's lack of time. You know, these guys to cut dirt work some slack. They got to be in and out quick. Yeah, I man. mean, you know. So. Oh no, it's it's for sure. I've I've tried to get on their crew for but like the last like nine years. I always send applications. And I never hear nothing back. But yeah, it's not an easy job. It no, definitely isn't. no, just, it is not. You're right. <laughs> no, but I have one question about my motor on my bike. Okay. It's got it's got sixty five hours on it and what is it? Yeah, should I be what is it? It's a KX four fifty okay. twenty eleven. Yep. And should I be looking at doing a whole rebuild of the entire motor? No. Yes. No, you're fine. Well, it depends. Um, yes. Crank. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. How, how good I mean, of, I'm, how I'm good of a rider are you? Not good. You're good, dude. Don't do the like, crank. Do the valve springs. Check your clearance. Uh, do the top end. Okay. He's That's fine, what I, Kiefer. I, okay. I, I happen to call Pro Circuit on this, and, of course, they're like, no, rebuild the whole thing. I'm like, dude, of course, I don't want to spend that much money, but I'm like, I, yeah. I want to – I want the motor to be solid for this season, and then I'll probably sell it at the end of the season. But I don't, I don't want to dump three grand into it. When you, know? you dump, when you do a piston and you take it apart, you know there's a way to check the crank to see if it's, you know, within spec. Check it, right? And if it's not, right. please do that because those things used to be those elevens, those cranks, dude, went out. Did they? Yeah. Oh, in that case, maybe you want no. to do them. But we're at, okay, we're six years in. You have 65 hours on the bike, right? So you have 10 hours a year. Yeah, well, it was um, the guy I bought it from. He broke hit both feet one year, and then the next year he goes to ride it and breaks both wrists. Oh, and my gosh. 
So yeah, you haven't been yeah, the so, so you haven't been the sole owner of it. Okay, so um, no, and that's the other thing is yeah, sixty-five some, could be one hundred and twenty. You never know. Yeah, sometimes so. when you put uh, a new prop in into and tighten it all up, it puts pressure on the crank, and yep. if the crank's weak, it's gonna it's gonna blow. Uh, Kiefer just changed my mind. Yeah, do the crank. <laughs> but okay. hey, listen, okay. go through uh, 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 hot rods. Uh, use the Pulp of Mexico to get yourself a rod, rod rebuild kit. You can uh, get, right. get get pistons and everything from uh, BTO. Use the code. Uh, you know, kind of save yourself some money that yeah, way. Yeah, it's like a mini sponsorship. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Hey, Steve, I've been trying to tag you. I've been running the Pulp MX uh, stickers on my snowmobiles. Wow. You're uh, getting the name out there even more, you know. Oh, thanks, bro. You're on the team. You're like A-Ray and Weimer and everybody. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, but I I do it because I love it. You know, Thank I don't need you. no money. I appreciate it. No, no man, that's awesome. Thank you. It's it's really cool. Everybody sends me some people. Awesome. Some people get graphics from Roost MX with giant Pulp MX on the shrouds and stuff. Like it's you should be flattered. It's cool. I'm, I am flattered. It's 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 good. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Thanks, well, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, going to the commercial break here. Uh, BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. This is our last commercial break of the night. Kiefer After Dark is coming up. Oh, yeah. Put the children away. Yes, and Facebook Plug Live. Plug their ears. Facebook Live is done. We're done with Facebook oh, Live. Oh, we are. Okay. Yeah, we're done with Facebook Live. All right. Um, and uh, we got lots more. We got a few more things coming up. Um, uh, the NFAB JGR check-in. With? J-Bone. Good. And he sounds depressed. I know. I would be, too. He sounds depressed. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, thanks to the dude who uh, made us these stickers. is on Instagram, at Pulp MX Show. Sent us a bunch of stickers of Pulp MX Show in Chick-fil-A font. <laughs> yeah, Pookie Snack uh, stickers. Um, I also I met the grandson, the guy who called in, Ross, uh, from Chick-fil-A. Gave me a bunch of gift cards. You did? Yep. Are you going to kick down? We'll see. Are you serious? We'll see. You kick down in the commercial, bro. We, okay. I'll kick down. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be right back after this commercial break. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep 
to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike, and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. 
just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559 extension 222 and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. 
The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. Manitoba. Manitoba. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit,
get. Pivot Works has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivot Works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, Pivot Works is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And Pivot Works is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to pivotworks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride, hard, ride fast, ride Pivot Works. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with nonstop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Hatterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, 
or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, works connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. to DeCosta and Morris and Lytle and those guys about your bike and stuff. Zero. And your Orange Brigade. Zero. Right. I'm directly with Moen and Dave. How did your races go? It was great. I won uh, won all races. It was just a mellow race. Number one on the bike. Did you go like this across the finish line, like number one? No. Okay. I did a butt whip. But it was fun. Did Aiden race? Aiden raced. He had a good battle with Dave Dice Kid. Oh, yeah? They battled. Like, that was the best wow. race of the day. That actually made my day, watching them two race together. Dave Dice Kid and your kid battled. Yeah. And How if, is Dave Dice? He's good. I always threaten him. I'm going to cold call him. He's like, I'll, I'll fucking block your number if you do it. Yeah, so. he's, he's hung up on us before. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and so you won? It's yep. Loretta's? Chase the Loretta's? It was just like a warm-up race for Loretta's. They're having a qualifier there, so I wanted to go ride the track and get a good gate drop. So you're in for Loretta's? I am. Yeah. Wow. So far... Uh, We're going to get weekly, daily updates from the ranch, Travis, when we uh, when we, he makes uh, Loretta's. That'll be good, even though you don't care about amateur stuff. Yeah. I care about vet races, and I care about Kiefer. He's my rock. That's right. Together forever. Um. So you won? You met some Pulp fans? Yeah, actually, a lot of Pulp fans there, a lot of Mathis fans, a lot of After Dark fans, and wow, it was an older crowd, but it was really cool to talk to the guys and see what they they like, and 
Yeah, and the, and the track was good. It was a fun day. It was a good day to be out. What racing. gear did you wear? Uh, I wore Fox. Oh. Yep, because we're doing some uh, testing on some stuff. Oh, okay. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, look like Had to look like Dungy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks to Chad Reed and Zach Osborne for uh, coming on, and uh, also um, uh, Jason Thomas as well. Cave up chicken quesadillas. I just ate one. That was fantastic. It was delicious. Gear Alloy. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. If you need some wheels for your vehicle, please check out Gear Alloy. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep. Uh, Gear Alloy supports uh, Jessica J.P. Money Patterson and the Gear Alloy uh, team. Uh, the NFAB Ampro Yamaha wears the Gear Alloy helmets. Thank the folks at Gear Alloy. Please check them out. Design Injured in SoCal. This is the Gear Alloy cold call. So we debated it on a commercial, and uh, Kiefer suggested uh, Le Cobra. Le Cobra. I don't always like checking in when things go bad for dudes, but... Oh, we need to catch up anyway. It is Le Cobra. Yeah. Cold Gear Alloy cold call. David Villeman. It's called the Gear Alloy cold what call. What does he answer? Percentage. I feel like there's 50 50 that he picks up. Okay. Hello. DV. Welcome, What's up? welcome to the Pulp MX show. Uh, Chris Kiefer is on is here, and this is the Gear Ally cold call. I don't know what you're doing right now, but do you have time to talk? Yeah, I'm watching TV. Oh. Um, well, buddy, we all interested in how it was going to go with Christian Craig and you working with them. And, um, unfortunately, like, you know, DV, you're a veteran of racing. Anything can go, uh, right or wrong. And so far through two races, it hasn't gone well. So sorry for the, um, rough start, but earlier in the show, DV, we talked and, and we all think that Craig will win a race this year. So I guess at this point, that's all you got to uh, go for, right? Yeah, obviously it's not going as uh, expected, but um, yeah, I feel bad for him though because he's been working so hard for the last four months, you know, mm-hmm. and um, getting ready for West Coast, and then um, the team kind of swapped him and Jamar. They sw- sw- uh, they swapped him around, mm-hmm. and then um, so he had to wait another six weeks. So we kind of like moved our training a little bit different. And, um, but yeah, I feel bad because it's been like on point, yeah, training hard and then running well. And, um, so yeah, that's the bummer. DV, do you think because he's working his ass off this year more than any other, do you think put more pressure on himself? Um, yeah, obviously he was, uh, more prepared than last year, I guess. Um, he showed uh, some good things last year, um, and you know nobody was really uh, um, waiting for him to do pretty much anything last year. And then he won a race, and he was on podium, and then he was running well. And yeah, obviously after a season like that, you know people start wanting results and talking about title and winning. Um, but I don't think. He put that much pressure on himself. I think he, he structure, structure is training and then writing for the winter. Um, he called me to help him out. And, you know, I think it um, shows you that, you know, he spent a lot of money yeah. to 
know, be better and and you know get his goals basically. But I don't know. You know, it seems like uh, uh, it was tough uh, the first race. We kind of didn't really know what happened really. Mm-hmm. But uh, he showed uh, that he could ride. Um, practice, he race, he race was great. Um, last weekend, same thing. Practice was a little better. Yeah. Um, he was only a tenth, one tenth off uh, fastest lap in practice, and uh, was riding well in the e race. Um, I was okay. I'm, you know, I'm not kind of. I'm not like everybody else. Uh, I was okay with him not starting good this weekend in mm-hmm. the race and then Working moving up. up yep. Yeah, moving up Help to him. fourth and then he lost the front. And I, I was okay with that, you know, because, you know, he was charging and when you charge, you, you get out of your comfort zone. There's people around. You're going to make a little mistakes here and there. It's not like like last weekend in Minneapolis where you start in front and then you can focus on your riding and then, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's more difficult to do a mist- to make a mistake, you know. So I was I was okay with all that. Like everything that I saw, I was happy with. You know, he was passing people like um, a lot, like a, a few guys in a couple laps, and then uh, he lost the front, and then he came back. He was charging again, and you know, he made a little bubble and the whoops or something. There was a, a yellow flag, and then there's Mm-hmm. Another rider in front of him, and then maybe he changed his line, or something happened. Like if his foot came off the pegs, and then he went over the bars. So, but yeah, it's not the start of the season that we wanted. Obviously. No, no. And you know, and like I said, I feel bad for him because you know he's been, you know, yeah, working hard, and then listen. You know, he's been listening to me like since day one, and I think we 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 made some progress, and then. You know, he tra- he found a place in Florida. When um, he found out he was gonna race East Coast, mm-hmm. he wanted to go to to Florida to ride in the ruts and the soft dirt. So, you know, he did everything. Yeah, he, it's all he could. It's, that's it, all commitment. It, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 A commitment. He could have just said, you know, I stay outside California and uh, I just fly to the races and back and forth. But mm-hmm. you know, he's there right now, and then. I'm not there this week because I kind of have to see my kids at one point. Um, but um, I'll be there if he races Toronto, which is a question mark right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan is to go to Toronto and then go to Florida for a week and then go to Daytona. Um, so I'll be there next week. Dude, but, maybe um, maybe it's not even Christian's fault. Chase Sexton breaks his femur. J-Mart hasn't done right. anywhere near what, what anybody thought he would. Uh, rough year for those guys, for the Geico Honda guys. Yeah, but I don't, you know. I know you don't believe in that, DV. I, I know. I don't believe in, in street curses, you know. Right, it, right. You know, I don't, I don't, you know. It's like believing in astrology. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> right. There is, you know, people make mistakes and yep. people, you know, GMO starts really bad and he's fast, but he can't get a start and then, He's not very good in traffic in Supercross, or he cannot really, you know. Mm-hmm. He's always super fast. He's been on pole pretty much every race up front, and then he he crashes. So it's not like there is a curse. Yep. Uh, 
I just, I just, just the the riders don't deliver the way they should, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, um, it's racing, man. We can also crumbles. speculate about, you know, those guys not knowing, Jim or not knowing a couple of weeks before Anheim that he was going to race Anheim. You know, mm-hmm. does that, you know, impact what happened? I don't think so because he was running race in practice, even at the races. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the team is struggling. I think, you know, I feel bad for those guys because I've been around. I'm not really involved in the team. I, I just work with Christian. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I I check stuff out and I see how they do things. They're very professional. It's like it's almost almost too much. You know, like, uh, like they're so, like, um, so good on everything. They mm-hmm. they. They 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 are 100 percent of every aspect of you know the bike and yeah, yeah. the team and everything. So it's <clears throat> I feel bad with those guys because there's the riders obviously, but there's all the people around. You know, owners, team manager, yep. suspension engine guy. So oh, they got it's, staff it's of, They got a staff of 40 40 dudes. It seems like. And a trainer in there. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people in there. Yep. There's, there's and, a lot of people. And there. a lot of, and, and look, everybody, I've said this a few times about the factory teams. Everybody has the best intentions. They all want to help. They all want to work. But sometimes the rider doesn't want everybody in their ear, but they have them, and they just start thinking, you know? So. Um, yeah, and that's kind of like I try to tell Christian a little bit and, and some other people where, you know, I think all the people that, that works in the team. It's not only a guy course, everybody, everywhere else, even a Yamaha, you know, the engine guy is great. The suspension guy is great. Team manager is good. You know, like mm-hmm. everything is yeah. good. Yeah. And, but sometimes if they give their opinion on, on not, um, not only is on their field of experience, exper- um, yeah. like what they know, Maybe they're not. They don't know lines and jumps as good as suspension. You know what I mean? So yeah. yep. it's tough to kind of stay. You know. Uh, yeah. Figure in, out in right. Those spot. Yeah. 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 And then for a rider, when there's a lot of people, you know, somebody's gonna say, "Hey, you should go inside here." The mm-hmm. other guy outside. The other guy in the middle. Or <laughs> yeah. The wolves. You have to bliss or jump. You know, and yeah. then. You, Kind of Everybody lost. means well. They all mean well, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with you. Like I found, I was a, a privateer with Ferry and a privateer with Way, and then I was kind of it. You know what I mean? Me and the rider worked through jetting problems, worked through suspension problems, worked through lines on the track problems, and I got to Yamaha, and I immediately noticed that Timmy had uh, Tishner, uh, Evie, Jimmy, Corey, Keith, Bob. Everybody in his ear, and I'm like, okay, my role is now just to righty tidy, lefty loosey. Do you know what I mean? Like grips and graphics. Grips and graphics, bro. <laughs> I honestly, it kind of, I got butt hurt because Timmy didn't really listen to me like we used to work with, but I understood that that's the now that's how these things work, and you know, so you just back off a little bit. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. You know, well, some of the stuff the I, get, I mean, was. honestly, I think I think Christian will win a race. He's yeah. too fast not to, man. Um, he looks great. It does look it really just, good. Yeah, it just hasn't worked. But and I mean. seriously, and then it's not because you know I work with him, but you haven't seen him ride the way he can yet. Yeah, you know, 
the first two races, yeah, the E race was good. Mm -hmm. you, you saw that. You saw him in the Whoops last in Atlanta. Yeah, he was great. But you just saw like spurts of what he can do. Like mm -hmm. you know, I haven't seen him ride at hundred percent of his abilities yet. Well, he's pre the pressure's off now. Stuff. So yeah, 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 and then. But there was no pressure last weekend either. You know, when you True. when you first race to 12 and you only scored uh, nine points and you're 16 behind after one race, there's no there's no pressure. It's kind of like Tomac now. You know, yep. people kind of talk about you know Tomac would have won with a couple more laps and then Denji won because he got to start. But you have to put you know. Uh, yeah, the starts count, the, the, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. but it it doesn't really, obviously, because look at what Tomac's doing. But it's the state of mind of the riders. One, Dungey rides to win a championship, save some points, not throw it away, and then he's managing is the gap that he had with Tomac, and he knew the race was going to be twenty four laps. Mm -hmm. And and on the other hand, you have Tomac that has nothing to lose. Even if he breaks his wrist doing like a, a triple in middle of Lapras, it'd be fine because he's 27 or 30 points behind. Mm -hmm. So you have to put it in perspective that the way Tomac rides right now versus Denji is way different. It's more yep. aggressive. He, he, he has nothing to lose and he has to win if he wants to have a shot at his title. So that's why you see him ride like that. And everybody says, oh, yeah, Tomac is way better. But the state of mind and the, the the goal right now of both riders way different. So you can't really compare riders like that. And you know, I like to see you know Christian kind of ride you know with no pressure and the way he can now that he's out of the championship chase. So that that could be good. So we don't know if he's racing or not this weekend. He still has to get tested and all that. Yeah, I think so. So he's, he's in Florida. I think he has an appointment in the morning. And um, so um, I don't have a flight for Toronto yet. So I'm kind of waiting to see, <laughs> see what's, uh, what's going wow. on. Uh, I just have a flight from Toronto to to Florida right now. So right. I hope I'm you, kind of I, waiting. I hope you get to go to Canada. It's a beautiful country. It's a fantastic country. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I've, I've seen I've seen the weather. It's not great. <laughs> uh, DV, before we let you go, who had the most lit kit from from uh, trust, DV, Atlanta? Who had trust. the best? Uh, you, you know, you know. You guys need to quit with this shit. <laughs> I'm over. Now, seriously, you guys. So we drove from uh, we drove from uh, Florida to. Atlanta. Atlanta. It, yeah. was a, it was a six-hour drive. Uh -huh. And so we listened to, you know, Pandora, whatever. At, at one point, Christian put the proper mix show from last week. Mm -hmm. And then you guys, for like over an hour, talking about, you know. Uh, <laughs> lit kit? Yeah. I was like, lit kit? I was like, I couldn't. You know what? At one point, I said, just fast forward. I'm over this shit. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> you know, can you guys speak about and talk about like important racing stuff rather than well, gear? We do that too, but we got to cover the gear too, TV. <laughs> Kiefer's very big on the gear. Nah, but you, you, you got to get over the gear. 
you know. I knew that's why I you asked know, you this if, question. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't wear like, uh, who's gonna get a, a lick yet? I saw like this weekend or last weekend. Who won? Barsha. Osborne. Yeah, come on, Barsha won. Auburn Star Gear. People voted. The people voted Barsha. Yep, it wasn't my yeah. DV. It wasn't mine. So. Nobody cares about the dirt rider best dress, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone cares about the deuce deuce lit. No, I think you guys talk way too much about this club <laughs> rather than other things. Like that's an why. hour section, an hour, an, an hour. That's why we. That's why we love ridiculous. you, DV. That's it probably what, felt like an hour. It was only like ten minutes. It was really only. Like 15 <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. We, no, with the, when you call call. Uh, what's Seven deuce deuce. Seven deuce deuce. Yeah. Yeah, it was way more than, it was like an hour. At one point, at 40 minutes, I'm like, dude, just fast forward to the next segment because I, I'm over it. Oh, uh, well. I almost threw the iPhone uh, out of the window. <laughs> I was like, you Are we going to talk about gloves? You're like, hey, you're like Alan. Pink, you're like, and, and pink grips? You're like Allen Iverson. You're like Allen Iverson. Practice? Are we talking about practice? <laughs> Are we talking about gear? <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, DV, for uh, for picking up on the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Good luck in Toronto. I hope yes. you guys race. And uh, we feel bad for you and, and, and Christian, no doubt. It'll um, come around. It will. He's fast. It'll happen. All right. Have fun, guys. Thanks, See buddy. You, DV. Thank you. David Villam, everybody, on the Gear Alloy Cold Call. <laughs> guys, a fucking hour. I'm going to throw out the window. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, let's talk some best dressed. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's talk some best dressed. Now look, you, mm. you're my friend. You're my rock. Okay, I am. I don't like. I don't want you to look bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, like look. If you and I went to rehab here in the Hard Rock, right? Yeah. You know, rehab's big party, yeah. naked chicks, yeah. everything else. If you and I, hey Mathis, let's go to rehab. Everything else, okay. So we're about to head down to the pool. I come out in a speedo. Mm. You would be like, "Hey, um, bro, manscape." Like you're my buddy. That that's not a good look. Can, you're gonna. You would say that, right? Uh, would, no. You want to know what I would do? Yeah. You wouldn't. No, I would say if you looked fine, your shit was all shaved up and nice, yeah. and you're good. And you want to run the speedo? Yeah. I would be your buddy, and I'd be your wingman, and I'd go down with you. I would recommend it that hey, this sure you. This is sure that what you want to do, and you're like, "Yep, I'm like, I'm in. I'm your wingman." Wow. So you should be supportive. Okay. Well, that, that just blew you out of the water, didn't it? <laughs> I think I think you're playing reverse psychology on me. You don't mean that, and because you, you know where I was going with this. Yes. That's a good. That's I'm a good. just telling you, like, let the best dress thing go, bro. Everyone's on the lit kit. Everyone loves the lit kit. Not everyone. It's all the rage. It's DV even likes it. Hey. So, but I'm gonna give you because you've done so much for the Pulp Show. <laughs> you've done so much for myself and Pookie. And you're a nice guy. I'm going to give you some time mm-hmm. to tell us who you think is the lit kit. Okay. A.K.A. best dressed. Mm. Uh, from Atlanta. From Atlanta. Okay. I'm going to give you some spotlight here because I feel bad for your janky little award that you like to do and everything. Like, you know, but you need to just join the lit kit side. Join the dark side. Join the dark side with the lit kit side. Right, Marks? Am I? Am I? I mean, oh. Marks, are you with me on this? Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to be like Switzerland here. No, oh, what's the, up, JT? The only different, <laughs> the only reason why I don't go to that side is because I don't use those words. I'm an older guy. I Man, like it rolls best off dry. the tongue. Yeah, I, yeah, but it just doesn't fit me. 
That's it fits Adam. That's great for Adam. Fits uh, Pulp Max too. And you never know. I might be having some trophies. You don't know that. You don't know what I'm doing now. Oh, so you're gonna copy? Now you now you guys fired me up. Now I'm gonna go. So you're gonna copy? Nope. The, the only problem is Janky Mike, who makes the trophies, is your buddy. Right. So we're gonna make them better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you have your riders? Do you have your? I have three options. So I have three contenders. Okay. So. We thought in true Kiefer fashion. Yes. We've been to a few uh, gentlemen's clubs in our day. Yes. So I, I picked three songs mm-hmm. um, that I thought would, you know, would be played in these establishments. Mm-hmm. And while you uh, give us your three guys from Atlanta and why you thought so, okay. we can, uh, you know, can kind of go down this road and we can see you know, exactly what. Start the song. We can present the. That's right. Contestant number one is up. Watch Chad Reed as he walks out and struts his stuff in this new Copper Moth Flex Air Kit. That's right. It's all black with a little bit of copper. Not too much where it blows out the blue bike. But hey, folks, it looks really nice. That's right. Contestant number one, he's in the mix. That's right. And we're going to go to contestant number two. As we go on to the next guy, because there's two more, and if there wasn't, that would be the winner. So you you like Chad? That's one of the options. All right. Okay, I get that. Um, because I, I usually don't like all black stuff, but it looked really good with the highlights of the copper. I appreciate that. And and for me, it looked better on Chad than it did Dungey. The helmet, right? Yes. And the whole the whole kit looked better on blue. Oh, ah! Uh. What do we got here? Ah! Uh. Here we go. That's right. Contestant number two was an unexpected entrant, but you know wow. what? R.J. Hampshire's in with that fire alias red and yellow kit to go with his factory connection honda it is so slippery it's so hot that's right contestant number two r j hampshire okay funny how the two riders already matched the lit kit awards oh they do but it's not that many options there's only there's only so many you choose from. This is actually a good jam. We just sit back and listen to this. This is uh I'm filming though. This is pull the blanket out. This is the blanket down. Oh it is? On the stage. Uh, okay. The slower pull the blanket out. Yeah. You know, and then you just kinda like lose it, lose it, let it go really slow. Yeah, and then you're like get the dry eyes. Creeping on the blanket up to the you know? <laughs> you're creeping up. That's what you're doing. So RJ's creeping on the floor right RJ's now. RJ's creeping on the floor. <laughs> I haven't had an alias kit in my best RJ, dress. RJ did have the one brown, one, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, what color was it? The boot? or the? No, the gloves. He had one red glove, one. Yeah, because they matched each sleeve. So he did that right. You didn't pick that out, though. You didn't. You well, I was, yeah, I did. But if you don't, you don't read my stuff. So, of course, you're not going to give me props on that. But, yeah, RJ's in the mix. Props to alias. Alias actually comes out with cool new things, limited edition stuff, too. Oh. That's right. 
Blankets away. The blankets away. That's right. Now we've got the heels. The last and contestant. And we're on the pole. The last contestant, folks. He speaks French, and he doesn't like questions from Chris Kiefer. That's right. Here he comes, Marvin Muskan. Watch him strut his stuff. Oh, hold on. Matilde's right behind him. That's right. He doesn't go anywhere without his wife, but hey, he's four-backed flux. That's right. The flux gear. Blue and orange. Blue and orange match that. Red Bull KTM perfectly. That's right. Thor's a one-time winner here. Thor is a one-time winner, but he's back again with a new kid. The Frenchman. Look at him. That's right. Size 28 pants and a medium jersey that's custom fit to his ribcage. That's right. Here we go, folks. Marvin Muscat. to trot, ooh la la. <laughs> you might have just, you know, we could do the best dress if you're going to do that. See? Hot to trot, ooh la la. That's right. <laughs> That's right, everybody. That's the best dress awards with Chris, Chris Kiefer. And the winner. I'm going to let you know the winner. Oh. Do I, should I cue some music? No, this? we don't need okay. the music. Right. Just straight up. Stripper guy's gone. Marvin won. Don't matter to me if you don't pay my bills. Fuck you. All right. Well, the Lit Kid Award has RJ. Okay. Chad Reed. Yep. And Mookie. Mookie's in again. He liked Mookie. He liked the helmet. Okay. The red helmet and and everything. I picked Marvin because the blue and orange match really nice with the bike, and Mm -hmm. uh, of course the red helmet looks good too. That is the uh, best dress awards, but please ignore that and uh, go with the uh, Lit Kid Awards on uh, Instagram right now. That's right. Ooh la la. You know what? If you do that more, I will let the best dressed awards on this show. If, you, if, if, if that's like, if you're like commit to that, you can come on every Monday. Oh my God. Uh, so, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> and the creeping on the blanket. Oh yeah. That's yeah, great. Right. I love it all. <laughs> got to clip that segment. I think for like a best stuff on the app. <laughs> <laughs> and fab, do you ride a stock bike? Uh, sometimes. Did I blow it again? Two then in a row today. Then why drive a stock truck? <laughs> NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles let you customize your vehicle. Just like you customize your bike, the new RKR rails, mm. patented detachable steps, NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mounts for LED help light up your world, bro. Barsha, Pike, Filthy RV, they're all NFAB uh, users and fans, as well as our own Jason Thomas, who gave up quesadillas tonight. <sighs> N-Fab.com to learn all about how to uh, their innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFab is a big sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team, uh, and as well the beat the uh, BTO. I was going to say Rocky Mountain KTM team with Baggett. They're they're big NFab uh, guys as well. NFab's a part of that team. They're, Baggett runs the NFab butt patch and got Where's third the this NFab Ridgey stuff. It's coming. I've heard. All right. I mean, I think they're just swamped with back orders. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is the NFab JGR Suzuki check-in. Uh, Matt Bichelia. Broken leg, the other leg on Friday at Glen Helen. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. No. Follow me on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, he's out. At Glen Helen? Yes, on Friday. Oh, my God. So, Peters is on the bike. Peters has to go to Australia for a contract. I'm sure he's trying to get out of that. But, uh, dude, dude, it's guys. a rough go over there. 
I can't wait for the next fill-in rider, Chris Wheeler from there Suzuki. There we go. Three digit. Let's do it. What was he? Five eighty six or something. Five eighty six. Yeah. Yep. Bring him back. That's right. Pit Pro. David Ivelsizer. Chrome frames. Chrome Remember frames, that? Yeah. Chrome frames or something. So this is the NFAB JGR checking with a uh, Jeremy Albrecht, the team manager. Listen to how depressed. I was going to say, you guys better get ready because this is going to be pretty depressing. He sounds depressed. Uh, all right, buddy. Here's the NFAB JGR Suzuki checking. NFAB JGR checking with J-Bone Albrecht. Um, Weimer, first of all, start with Weimer. Didn't ride all week, and he had a rough night. I think he hit the ground. I saw four times. It might have been more. Um, rough night for him. Yeah, he uh, yeah he had a tough week. He had a sore back from last week. And, uh, yeah, back actually was pretty good today. Didn't have any issues there. So, uh, yeah, our crew did a good job with that. Our mm-hmm. Girl Jenna at the shop did good at getting his back in shape, and uh, yeah, we don't know if he was just pushing a little harder because he felt he was actually riding pretty good. Um, yeah, he, he drunk or was I drunk or in one of the practices was he pretty up there a little bit? Uh, like he he was riding well the whoops, so we struggled into whoops all our guys early, and then when the races started, they all got better. Um, we started getting the whoops good, and uh, Peters actually rode really good in his heat race. I was happy. Um, and then Jake rode good in his. Barsha rode good in his. Then we went to the semis. Barsha did Barsha did fine. And uh, Jake crashed twice. So that was a bummer. So he kind of banged himself up a little bit. He did some weird loop out move and a whoops on it. Yeah, I don't know. What was that about? Yeah, he was like... Yeah, the Kaiser guy was kind of all over the place. It kind of spooked him. I think he dropped it in there, somehow hit neutral, then put it in gear and looped out. It's a <laughs> weird thing. But anyway, he got up, and then he wrecked yeah. over the triple. And then, uh, yeah, we went to some, uh, the LCQ. He had to ride with his bars bent because you know how many times. Yeah. So we tried to straighten it. Uh, Glenn was working on it pretty hard there. And tried to straighten it. Road goodness. Third LCQ win there. We're winning yeah. something. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the main, he was up there, actually, uh, on the first lap. Looks like he could have maybe did something and then he crashed watch the front end yeah yeah just yeah just fell and then barsha was riding okay then got arm pump and that's where we are two races in are you happy with what you've been seeing from the 51 or is this kind of expected no i'm i mean it's not well no he's not happy we're not happy it's not i mean i'm not mad but i just mean like takes a while to come back i don't know yeah definitely like i was i mean i'm sure he was hoping he would be better and i was too but it's yeah it is it's gonna take time for sure I, i wish it didn't and i wish it, he came out here killing it right away but yeah right now it's a it's a little bit of a struggle but you know hopefully each week we get better sometimes i see some of the battles he does out there on the track and i'm like what are you doing like look I, he's already not a fan of mine or whatever but i'm being honest like don't waste your time like tuck in behind a dude or try to pull away like you're just hurting everybody yeah so definitely some sometimes he might fight a little too hard right and, like you know, checking up riding across the track yeah i think it you know obviously you would do that if it was for the win mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and Dash Fab check in uh, with you, uh, Jeremy Albrecht. Overall, uh, Michelle here hurt himself again. Peters is maybe going to stay longer. What do we know about that? Yeah, we're, yeah. Peters is going to ride longer. I just don't know how much yet. We need to uh, really sit down and figure that out. And uh, I've been talking, you know, really it's about Suzuki, really, because he was supposed to race Suzuki Australia. So we got to figure a lot, a lot of things to try to figure out. So we're working on it. All right. Well, hey, thanks for your time. N-Fab.com, right? Great truck parts. Great truck parts. Great steps. Bumpers. I cut him off there. Oops. Bumpers, everything. N-Fab.com, everybody. That's a JGR Suzuki check-in. Thanks to Thomas, the boys down at N-Fab. Thomas. 
Uh, voicemails. We've got Kiefer After Dark coming up. We're going to leave it to the very end, everybody. Stretch Best this thing out. for last. We've got a few people on Twitter who have been waiting for Ooh. it. Yes. Girls. Brittany. Girls. Brittany better be up. And Kayla. Kayla's up, too. They want After Dark. And it's coming. It's coming in hot and fast. Ooh, I like that. But first, <laughs> yeah, voice, like that? first voicemails, 702-586-757. Call anytime and uh, leave a message. These are the best of the best that was in the world of the voicemails. Steve, it's Kevin from Michigan again. Hey, man, I was just listening to your review show, and uh, you talking about Dungeon's gear? Dude, <laughs> that was like the ugliest gear I've ever seen just about. The colors were way off. I'm like, what is this? I don't know. It didn't match. It didn't go with his bike. There's no way I would have ran anything like that, or I don't know how he did. And I, I agree with you. If the Deuce Deuce puts this in the Lit Kit Award, I'm out. I've already had him up and said Kate Clayson had a pretty Lit Kit. I don't know if you've seen it, but I really liked it. But this dungeon here, Nah, that's out, man. So I just wanted to give you my two cents and tell, tell you I totally agree with you. Thanks a lot, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, hey, guys. First time, long time. Uh, just a comment about Dungy. I noticed he was wearing a full body armor front and rear. I don't know if it was just that special jersey he was wearing or if that's a new thing for him with being uncomfortable with the track. Anyway, see what you guys think. Bye. That's a uh, Mobius, correct? Dungy was wearing a what? Like a body, like chest pro. Chest pro. It's an under protector. Yeah, it's a Mobius, I think. I don't think it's a Fox thing. Uh, my, I don't know. I've never seen it. So yeah, I think it's a Mobius thing. Okay. Bigger. Yeah, but if he's I wearing that, if he's RV wearing that way. flex air stuff, it's tight anyway. So when you have an under protector, it's going to look like yeah. exaggerated. Yeah, I think it's a Mobius he wears. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I know they ask, made an under protector. I should ask um, 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 RV about that um, or Dunge. One of the two. Uh, somebody on Twitter said, you must make the strip club version of Best Dressed a regular segment. Okay. <laughs> Do- done and done. Best Dressed. Um, all right, everybody. Hey, by the way, too, um, our buddies at Three Palms, you've never been there, Kiefer, but it's a, it's a fantastic facility in Houston, Texas. Uh, Conroe, Texas, but it's by Houston. Uh, great track. I've been there a couple of times. This weekend, so March 4th and 5th, uh, this weekend is, uh, is a three, Loretta Lens qualifier. If you live ne- in or near Texas, don't miss your opportunity to qualify for Loretta Lens, whether you are in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma or Florida, because Ferry, goes to th- Ferry went to three regionals last year. Yeah. his kids. So. Yeah, that's typical. Um, so if you live anywhere in North America, go to this <laughs> Three Palm Sandy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty sandy. I think I see Mission videos. Looks good. Um, this is your chance to go. The only, the only Loretta Lynn's qualifier in the country is this weekend at Three Palms. Three Palms Action Sports in Conroe, Texas. Go to threepalmsasp.com. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. Please go there. Uh, great track, great facility. Uh, it's got everything you want, camping, hookups, that kind of stuff. I want to go Three Palms. It's good, Three Palms. We should go Three Palms one time. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, um, let's get into our, our voicemails. Hey, Steve. This question's for Kiefer. I've heard a couple things about the new Honda 450 and that it doesn't start that well. Uh, when it's hot, and also some possible motor issues like uh, more vibration than previous years and also uh, maybe a lower-end issue. Uh, If you could expand on that, that'd be cool. Also, uh, touch on Ryan Dungey, I believe 
just looking at him, he doesn't look the same. I, I'm wondering if he's got Kevin Windham, like the same thing that Windham had. He's getting scared. He, he broke his neck last year. Broxon gets hurt. I think he's scared to get hurt. He's married, wants to start a family. He's worried to hang it out and get hurt. Uh, just uh, just theory. Anyways, thanks. Love the show. Um. Go ahead, Honda, Honda and Dunge. Yeah, so the Honda, no, I don't really notice any more vibration than last year. Um, bottom end issues, never had one, ever. Um, only time I've ever heard of anything is if someone, um, they kick-started a bike and it like backfired and had like cracked a case, but that was on a pre-production bike, so that was, you know, production bikes, I've had no problems and I've ridden the shit out of them. And... What was this third one he wanted to know about? Bottom end. As far as just the Honda, the new Honda. Period. Another chick listener, Colette said, "Listen to the Pulp Mech Show. Got me through my stupid computer training at work." Okay, Is she hot. <laughs> Kiefer doesn't matter. Sidetracked me here with this Honda. This guy's serious. Anyway, I've had had a problem. Only problem I've had is, is I've broken a, a is clutch fiber from abuse on a on the sand track. Um, but I think I've mentioned that before. But otherwise, yeah. m- the Hondas that I have in the garage have been solid. No problems. And Dunge? And we Dungey, talk, we talk about Dunge. It doesn't matter. He's not scared. He won a race. Everyone calm down. This guy in the chat room said what? he saw Heather at Racetown. How did Kiefer pull that off? Um, You see, if oh, here's a tip real quick. If you're ugly, you got to be funny. Because I don't got no money and my dick's not big. So I make her laugh. That's the key. All right. Play it on the air, bro. Dungey's done. I don't care what you or Watson says about these guys being mentally tough. After Kenny's crash, this dude doesn't want to go, man. This is his last season. He retires. Stamp it. He said stamp it. Mathis, what's up? It's Hornback. I met you uh Anaheim. I was dropping off one of the Spandex Stampede kits to uh, A-Ray. And uh, listening to your show right now, as we play on voicemail or not, if it's chosen, uh, no big deal. But I'm just curious with this whole kit thing, like, I raced moto. I did all that. It was always gear back in the day. Thank you. And coming from, you know, moto to cycling, it's kids and this and that. And now it's, there's been like a recent almost renaissance. And like now everyone calls the gear thing the kid, the lit kid award. Like, I'm just curious, like, when did this really transition from calling it your gear to your kit? So I feel like it's somewhat recent. And it's just interesting. I've talked to a few people about it and they've noticed it as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> your thoughts on that and uh when well, i kind of started to change over from your gear combo to now it's your kit mm. uh, matt take it easy not not for key for it ain't no i don't use it and sometimes i'll slip up and use it and i'll be like that's lame so you i would say what? a few uh, years I, ago I st- people started saying kit hold on though kit is used by like south africans and uh euros long time ago but change that's... into your kit grant langston's uncle andrew used to be like go get into your kit grant Okay, but get, that's get part of their kit. culture and their and how how they say yeah, stuff. But I'm just saying, it, it's we not didn't just do that. Millennial stuff. It's it's back in the day. Kit was like, hey, what's your kit? Now, like, the word lit is lit's little broy. Lit fam. I don't know what that means. Mark's knows. Lit fam. So you probably have a family. You're lit. That's my family. I don't know. Super dorky bro. He ain't with it like me and you. Sorry. Getting uh, old, man. Fam fam is uh, slang. It's like your buddies, not not your literal family. So, but it's, it's, it's family. It means family, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. We'll just leave it there. All right. Works connection. 
Mm-hmm. 28 years, Worst Connection has been bringing innovative products to the worldwide motocross market from their Northern California locations. RCH, JGR, Star Racing, Rock River, Babbitt's Cowie, Brett Q, Dean Wilson, the Antignaps, Worst Connection, proven reliable quality, available on the web at worstconnection.com. Purchase rule. These guys are so good. Purchase rule. Everything they make just fits. Yep, and it's clean. Fits like a lit kit. Oh, boy. Good evening, gentlemen. This is uh, after the show, after Minneapolis. And I just listened to your podcast about the review. And you guys officially, you, uh, Reach and uh, JT, have stated that there is something up with Dungey. In regards to that comment, I'm just wondering, and I know there's no room for speculation in this sport. Uh, At the press conference, when people asked... Um, read or somebody about crowning Dungey and then Dungey uncharacteristically uh, was frustrated and spoke out, you know, saying nobody's crowned me, blah, blah, blah. We all remember that. Uh, Maybe there's something there that he knew that nobody else knew that is now coming to fruition in his racing where he's not doing as well as we all thought because of whatever that something is. I know it's a long shot, but I just thought about how he lashed out, and we all wondered why, and maybe he was lowering our expectations, and now we see it. So just a thought. Um, have a good show, you guys. Always great. Thanks a bunch. Outsider is out. Bye. Hey. I have no response. I have a, just a, uh, two things real quick. One, just wanted to say last week's show with uh, the OG K-Dub was great. He seemed like he was in a good mood. Uh, he was an awesome guest. K-Dub at his finest. And uh, if you could just tell us, uh, thanks for coming on. It was great. Secondly, thanks, Kenny. Uh, the app, uh, it's working great. I just updated it. I have an Android uh, running most recent version of Android. I was uh, had a suggestion for a feature. Maybe Mark could implement this. Uh, I would like to receive a notification from the app whenever you guys are about to do live streaming for a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to listen live to the uh, race recaps and the fly Moto 60 shows and all that stuff, but I have no idea when they come on. So if the app could send out a notification saying, hey, show starts live in an hour, that would be awesome. That's, that's a long thing. Later. Oh, that's, that's the guy in the corner there. We only do, do we only do two live shows. So he mentioned the race recap. We don't do that live. Uh, Mech show on Monday nights and Thursday fly race and Moto 60 show. Those are live. That's it. And in the app, if there's no live show, if you go to the live page, it'll tell you when the next show is. It, like even in your time zone, it'll tell you. Like I think he wants an alert badge. Or yeah, something. that's that's something I want to do. But let's get it. I, let's get the bugs fixed I don't before to, I start uh, adding features. I don't want to pry, but uh, how's the update coming? Yeah, along? it's coming. I mean, we got any kind of no. Okay, everybody. You heard it right from the... <laughs> All right. All right. All right, there we go. I wish everyone could see your face right now. It's a lot of depression. Right yeah. I don't know who that dildo was, Adam or somebody who called in bitching about the commercials. He must need to take an economics class and figure out how the hell you're making your money. Thank you. He's an idiot. Okay. Steve, what the fuck? I feel like I'm turning into crazy lady trying to get answers on this two-stroke guy. Went to Dallas Supercross. That was the first time I'd seen him in person and really got to watch him. I know he's talking. Really closely, not string together more than one double at a time. And 
it's terrible. Is this guy seriously racing every weekend and getting paid? Or, I mean, I know he has sponsors, but how does this work? I mean, what's going on with this guy? Just want some answers. Thanks. Uh, he's older guy. He told me I gave him a pipe in 1999. He's 42. Yeah. He told me I gave him a pipe in 99 when I worked for Ferry. Mm-hmm. And I helped, and he broke his leg, and I helped mm-hmm. load his bike up. I do not remember any of this. Yep. That sounds about right, though. You don't remember a lot of things. But... He's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's asked me a couple of times to help out. But, dude, he's sketchy. Yep. I don't know what he's doing. Like, I don't want him to get hurt. Is he still ra- Is he still trying? Yeah. Or is, or is he done? So no, he's he- trying. He's out there. I think it's awesome. Okay. I think it's badass. Here, here's the deal. Okay. If you want to risk your life and you're 42 years old and <laughs> AMA approved your license, do it. Fuck it. Fuck what everyone else is saying. You want to roll the singles and try? Do it. If you got approved... And AMA approved your license? Go for it. Marks wants to lash out at you right now. Why? I'm saying there should be a cap. Like, okay, they gave you a license. That's fine. If they you, gave you a license in 1999 or whenever sure. it was. Yeah. If you can't, if you, if you can't go out there and within like the first however many laps or so, you can't get within a certain percentage of like. I, I don't understand. Like a, like a f- the fastest guy or whatever. Right. They, they cut you off. I understand what you're saying, but. Who are we to judge him? Tell him he can't do it. Yeah, that's that's all fine and dandy if he wants to go out there and you know, like you said, that's up to okay, him if well, he wants Kiefer, to risk himself. Kiefer, but I think it's you can't show up at an F one race with your car with your ridge line and be like, "What's up? I'm ready." Right. You can't show up a MotoGP. I understand. Can, that. This is an elite form of racing. The best motorcycle dirt bike riders in the world are at this. I get it. Or at these supercrosses and these other mo- these other places, you just can't show up and race. Well. Then let him do what he needs to do this year, and then let AMA decide what he needs to do next year if he wants to do it. I feel bad because the guy's really nice. He's a nice guy. I just I worry for him, man. Like, do we need like he's not able to jump I, all I'm, the jumps? I've watched him. I watched him in practice, uh-huh. and I was like, holy shit! But I got to give him props for okay. to keep coming back. He's keep he's keep he's keeps coming back. Right. Like, how far off are his times? I it's ten seconds. Oh, from it's ten seconds from the the 40th guy. Oh. Okay, it's not 10 seconds from first. Right. Those guys are 10 seconds. 40 is 10 seconds from first. From first, yeah. So you're looking at 20 seconds. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I understand it's a big gap. It's crazy. But what I'm saying is who who we don't know the guy. We don't know if this dream keeps him going during the day. We don't know nothing. Like if this is his passion and he got a proof for a license, AMA did it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's amazing. That's like me going, "Hey, AMA, I want to come in and race. But at what point do they say, like, okay, that's all fine if you want to put yourself at, at, the, at that risk, but at what point do they say, okay, it's to the point where, like, you might be kind of putting other people at risk, too, and we got to cut you off? Yeah, and maybe they're judging that while he's riding. If he's, if he's holding his line and he's not jumping it, maybe they don't think he's a risk. Yeah, that's another As long as he's point. not cross-jumping and whiskey throttling off the berm and in the stands. For sure. Because there's no nets. <laughs> nets? Mm-hmm. Somebody say next? All right. All right. I just listened to the Privateer Island pod. Now, the whole is Malcolm Stewart a privateer thing. He is a privateer, but Alex Ray and Clayson are they're, they're castaways at sea. Malcolm's on a yacht that ran out of gas. They're, they're on two totally different levels. That dude's on a satellite team. Uh, yeah, he's still privateer. Technically, he's not on a factory bike, but... He's doing pretty well for himself. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. on the same exact island as those two, but uh, yeah, that was just my two cents on it. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, I get it. You know, the old argument. I mean, Dakota Tedder is a privateer, but he's super loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got all the advantages of having all this money, but he's still a privateer. Yep. But I get it. Yeah, it's hard to say Dakota Tedder and Malcolm Stewart are on Alex Ray's level and Kate Clayson's level. But yeah. Hey, Steve. So, first off, I just want to say how pumped I am on Zach. Like, such a good guy. So deserving of this. But I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you, and I don't understand why you have this generalization like Zach Osborne and Martin Devolster Pro in 2006. And Zach didn't have, not that he didn't have enough talent, but he just wasn't there. And he had to leave and go to Europe and eventually, and, you know, prove himself there. And we get him right here. And he still didn't win until this year. But Martin was good enough to just stay here and keep getting ride and ride after ride. You know, and maybe, like, it was a waste of money, which I strongly disagree with. But Martin still did eventually win. And he would have had a 250 title had his chain out stopped practicing at Glen Helen or wherever it was. But it's just like, I feel like you give Zach Osborne a whole pass because he wasn't good enough to stay in America to keep getting rides, whereas Martin was good enough. And Martin, like, on paper, 11 years, Martin has, what, three, four wins and almost a title? And Zach Osborne just got his first win, and he deserved it more than anybody in the world. Like, that's what hard work and determination does. But I just don't get how you can be, like, Zach Osborne... What a hero, what an inspirational story. And then we just shit all over Martine. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. I don't mind that question. The guy's got a point. I've heard it before. Hey, I've talked to people. I get it. Uh, Osborne's got almost half the starts that Marty's got in career supercross. Now, you want to talk about experience and age? No problem. They're the same. Motocross in America, the 250 Motocross Series, has no rules. Ken Roxon can race it tomorrow. It's the best of the best outdoors in motocross. Mm-hmm. No rules to go class to class, no suspension rules, none of that. Whatever you want to race outdoors, you can. No problem. Ernie Ernie was probably the last like factory big bike guy to ride drop down and ride 125 Nationals, but they used to all do it back in the day. All right. So they have the same experience in supercross in motocross. And that to me, Kiefer, you used to race. Supercross and motocross racing are quite different. Yes. Marty has almost double the amount of Supercross starts that Zach has. He's won, except for his first year on star racing, Marty's had factory equipment or factory support equipment every year of his career. Osborne had crappy Yamaha Troy. It wasn't really good when Osborne was on. It was on its way down. Mm-hmm. It was a shell of its former self. He had factory KTM when the bikes weren't very good. So he didn't have a great team there. Didn't have a great team at Yamaha Troy. Then he was off to Europe. That was it. Came back with uh, Geico after riding three Supercrosses for Europe team. Marty has had great rides and made tons of money and lived in America and has underachieved year in and year out. He averages six or seven outdoor races a year out of the 12. So half a season, basically. And he continues to ride a class where the kids come in and beat him and continue to beat him and beat him again. To me, this is Osborne's, because he went to Europe for four years, five years. This is Osborne's um, fourth year 
When did he come back? 13? 12? Yeah, 13. This is Osborne's fourth fourth year into the Supercross. To me, that is what it is. He had to go to Europe for five years. He didn't ride any Supercross. They're not the same. It's a big difference. They're not the same. Yeah. So look at the starts. Don't give me a motocross thing because to me, that doesn't mean anything. Nothing. For an example, you get a guy who rides motor kid motocross all his life because supercross doesn't cut it. It's different. Totally different. Yeah. I just I get this on my Twitter. I don't think people understand. I think they people just, I th- I think people hate on Marty too much. My my view. My view. I mean look, no one's forcing those contracts on right. Marty. Right. No one's saying Bobby Hewitt, Bobby Reagan, KTM, you must give Marty all this money. No one's saying that. Right. So anybody would sign those deals. Absolutely. Like, you can't hate him for but making if you the money. But if you say he hasn't underachieved, I say you're an idiot. No. He I, wins heat races. He sets fast laps. He's got four wins in 89 races. Yes. He's a great rider. Yes. He's very talented. That's all I've ever said is, why is this guy still in this class? Time to give it up and move on. But then again, people keep paying him. So, whatever. I think he he feels the same way. Why should I move on when I'm going to get paid a good amount of money and I get yep. to race my dirt bike? Yep, absolutely. I just would never hire him for my team. So, to me, I look at it like a kid that is spoiled at home um, that doesn't get disciplined. So, why should he change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a joke. Like, like you get, again, you get rewarded for winning in that class or you get penalized for winning and rewarded for not winning and getting hurt. You're rewarded for literally choking, crashing, setting the odd fast lap, and getting hurt. You keep making more and more money. You do the great job like Trey Kennard, and you're out in three years. You do a great job like Mookie Stewart, you're gone. You do a great job like whoever, and you're out of there. That's wrong to me. That's a a fucked up system. So, I mean, everybody should be taking a dive. uh, All uh, those guys should be taking dives. Yep. I'm all about riders making money no matter how it is. Sure. So yeah. if he can make money racing dirt bikes, oh. I'm in. Okay. Hey, Steve. Hope all is well. This is Jim, long-time listener from the show. And I attended the Arena Cross and Supercross this weekend. And I noticed on the Arena Cross, Stank Dog uh, took a pretty hard fall in the qualifiers. And then during the main race, he came out. And on his jersey, you could tell he never changed jersey because he had a massive red clay stain right there on the back side of his jersey. Nice so I started stink, thinking, bro. what are the odds of that happen in a Supercross race? Say, if Dungey went down in the heat, is there any chance he would have come out in the main with the same jersey on with a massive red clay stain on the back, you know, with the with the Fox gear? Or is that something that did the gear guy mess up and only bring stink on one jersey? Or how does that work? No. I've never seen somebody come out with a, uh, with a jersey, especially – on that level of rider. But anyway, give me your thoughts on um, the show. Stank for sure has more than one jersey, but Stank has no fucks given. Yeah, NFGs. Um, but and I've seen, like, Tickle and these guys, if they ride a semi, run the same jersey. Yeah, and they crash. You still see the same marks. I remember one year um, I was up racing for Andy White and KTM Canada, and I thought it would be funny just to mix-match my gear and go out for the first moto. And Andy was so pissed off at me because I had a blue pan on and I wore a white and gray jersey just to... Just to be funny, and he wasn't pumped, but I did my best. I pulled whole shot and led for a little bit, so he was okay with it after a little while. All right, next question. Next voicemail, please. Thank you. Hey, Steve. Nathan from Michigan. Just wanted to say thank you for the McGrath 1996 article you did. Holy crap, 
it's really nice to see a piece of writing that actually makes me want to read. Um, great job. That's all. Thank you for the nice compliment. 14-1 and one on RaceRex Online and on Pulp MX. Story of McGrath's 96 season. I worked a shit ton of hours in it. Yeah, just FYI, people have no idea how long it takes to write a story. Like, especially on the, like what you did, well, the research, the things that you have to do to get the article out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, I get it all transcribed for me. You know, I don't. Oh, you do? No, yeah, I don't transcribe it. You don't write it yourself? I don't transcribe it. Oh, fuck. No, yeah. I ain't doing that. Really? No. So how do you do that then? I pay a girl to do it. Okay. But I just got, so I have 35,000 words mm-hmm. from everybody. And now I have to copy, paste, change, fit into a structure from beginning to end each race. Okay. And that's where it takes a long time. You can't double up. Everyone has to, you know, you can't double up quotes. You got to make sure everything fits. Everything moves. If you're talking, it takes a lot of time to do that. Okay. So. And you got to watch all the races. I watched pretty much every race. I read every cycle news, you know, so a lot of work doing that part of it. But yeah, I mean, a 2000 word feature is still a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. You know that Kiefer. Oh God. So when I do shootouts, it's 8,000 words. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. My observations call them every week, 4,000 words. That's big. Yeah. Hey Steve, it's Jeff in Phoenix. Uh, I had an observation I wanted to bring up. I know you probably won't play because it has to do with Carmichael, but Anyway, sure, has anybody else noticed that he's kind of the kiss of death for somebody when he when the TV coverage cuts to Carmichael and he starts to talk about a rider and how great they are, they immediately just wipe out. Happened with Chad Reed this weekend, or memory serves, it happened with Roxon too. So I've, I've noticed it recently and kind of over the season or even through last season. Just much thoughts. Um... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't pay. I, honestly, I don't really listen to the announcers on when I watch. I don't. I'm either typing, right. watching. I have the volume off sometimes. I, I, I hear him, but I'm looking at the writers they, more. Fro drives me nuts sometimes. Ricky doesn't offer a whole bunch. Uh, yeah. Red Hondas. Yellow Suzuki's. <laughs> Yo, Steve. Uh, Kenny's idea with the horses. Just saying it won't work. Horses have to... Run around the barrels in more of a sandy soil, so unless they're going to make a very big sand section, not going to work later. Sometimes the voicemails have that banging in the background. You ever noticed it, Marks? I don't, not that I can remember. Great. Awesome. Sounded like he was at work or something. Yeah. So Watson's barrel races won't work. We did a Dirt Rider feature of that. You know that, right? No. Yeah, so must have been next to the best. You want to you want to talk about Kenny? Co- you know me copying all this yeah, shit. Kenny's corner, Kiefer's corner, best dress. Go back kit. about three years ago. Um, we did a motorcycle versus horse barrel race, and horse won. Horse won. Yep. Who rode the bike? Chris Green, one of the guy that worked at the magazine. At the good, good guy or yeah, good oh, intermediate okay, kid. Okay, like knows how to ride. Yep. Horse by a lot. No, but they can get around those barrels quick if you don't set up right. On a dirt bike? Can we? Can you please send us a link to this? Yeah, article? I'll get the month and the issue, and then I'll I'll bring it next time with me. Does Watson know about this? No, I was going to mention it, and I forgot, and I'm glad it got brought back up because yeah. yeah, we've done that before. Dirt ride, everybody, the home of best dressed and barrel racing. That's right. Stories. If anybody out there knows what month it is, hit me up on my Twitter. All right, that, that's we're done with the voicemails. All right, okay. That, what 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 are you laughing for? 
I don't remember the last time we actually finished. The we we now. run late. We got to go. <laughs> Kiefer and uh, I got a test tomorrow. I understand. Kiefer and Greg. There you gotta go. go. Footlong. Uh, so this is <laughs> this is Kiefer after dark. So it is. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. If you have some kids, turn yeah, turn great. the kids down. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Reed. Thanks to Osborne. Hang up now. Kids, go to sleep. Turn your radio down. We'll wait three seconds. All right, we're back, everybody. Kiefer After Dark. That's right. We have some voicemails. We have uh, Twitter direct message, Twitter uh, messages as well. Uh, let's go uh, with those first, uh, Marks, if we can. This is where Chris Kiefer from... Uh, just Kiefer Inc. I don't there, want to name you. where he's from. Good job. Um, helps you out <laughs> with your issues. What's going on in your life? We talked about last week about... What if your buddy has got a 500? What if he's got a 125? That kind of stuff. So, 500. Um, you know, what to do in those situations. It was very helpful for a lot of people. And uh, again, so this gets a little risque. So just don't get butt hurt if, right. you know, you get If you upset. like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay, so g- give us the tw- give us the tweets. Um, should, should I read who it's from? Maybe not. No. First name? Jeremy. Okay. okay Jeremy. McGrath? Sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm a privateer mechanic for a rider. When I meet girls at the race, Tinder, what is the best way to handle it? Take them to the room, the van, as me and the rider share the same room. After all, the bike work is done, of course. Ah, I like that, Jeremy. I like the dedication Thanks. to the bike work. Yeah. This has happened to me. Okay. This has happened to me in the mechanics days. Start it. Do you think Pookie's listening? Yes. Bullshit. Go ahead, though. Oh, never mind. <laughs> He's calling bullshit. No, I want to hear it. Can I get a SoCal hole? You, uh... <laughs> that was a good one. You, you, depending on the girl, if she's down with van action, mm-hmm. you do that. Right. Box van, bed, foam mattress, you know, very comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think she's a little... Box van. <laughs> if you think she's Sprinter. a little classier than that, maybe you don't want to do that. I have put in, like, late night calls... Like, dude, I need your room now. Okay. Can you go to the lobby and meet me? I need your key. You right. know, and then you, you you take her up into your buddy's room. Now, if your buddy is your buddy, a couple of my guys, I had one guy tell me, no way. A couple of guys have been like, no problem. Yeah. Nice wingman. Right. You know, a guy who works at the AMA one time was like, no problem. Here you go. I'll be in the lobby. Perfect. You know, we're talking like midnight, one night, not, not, nothing too late. Mm-hmm. So that's your move. You do not take them in with the rider because they are riders and they will take them from you. Yes. They will steal them. I agree. And, and, and you know, it's got to be a pretty tight relationship if, if you just want to do that on the other bed with the rider chilling in the room. You know, he's going to be like, A, I got to race tomorrow. Don't do that. Or B, like, give, it to, give, give her to me. Yes. I, I'm the rider. Now, I don't want to... Step on your toes here. But no, that's, I think that's... what you gave the solid advice. For me, I have a, a, a point scale. So if the chick is obviously a seven and above, you take her to the room. If she is a below a seven, she's van action. So you don't need to spend any more time with her than you need to be if she's below a seven. So just get your stuff in. What if she has a choker? If she's a six and has a choker, sorry, van. <laughs> but if she's a seven and above, you want to take a little bit more time, you need to go to the room. Um, yeah, I've straight called buddies in panic before. Well, Willard, I was teammates with Willard. I need your room. I was teammates with Willard for a lot of years, Michael Willard. 
and he was a very, very good ladies' man, and he would bring, and, and Andy would stick me in the room with him to kind of help babysit him and rein him in. Well, he would bring chicks that don't speak English because we're in, you know, east part of Canada, and all I hear all night is, ooh, Mikkel, ooh, Mikkel, all fucking night long. It drove me nuts. Finally, I turn the lights on. I go, bro, finish. Somebody needs to finish because I need to get some sleep. So he took care of his business, but there's a time limit. If you're in there with your buddy, get your shit in, get your yeah, shit but, out. Yeah, but the, that's you, you and Willard are rider and rider. Like, this is a mechanic, a greaseball, privateer mechanic. Yeah. But it, so he, he can't do that with his rider. If the rider's in the room and you got a, a double queen, go ahead. And it, turn the lights off. He don't got to see what's going on. The rider's going to want it. No, he's not. I take that. I'm the rider. No. Huh? Kick her ass out. I mean, you could also call your rider and be like, bro, unless it's Friday night. If it's Friday night before the race, it's jacked up. Right. Yeah, he has to get some sleep. Yeah. Take it the van. There was another tweet from Ara. Kiefer, do you re- recommend any toys to add into the mix? Absolutely. Toys are always a must, even if it's a new relationship. Always uh, keep her wondering and keep her guessing. And if you have to go buy them yourselves, do it. As a man, there's nothing wrong with going buying your chick a toy, a dilly, or anything that you think that you might like watching her do. Because it'll get her going knowing that gets you going watching her do the stuff that she does. You know, sometimes I'll just have Heather do stuff to herself and then I'll watch and get it involved that way. And then I'll just jump in. It's perfect. It's great. It's almost like a, it's almost like a little fantasy without the reality. That's what I like. Any thoughts on that? Uh, nope. Okay. Hey, Matt, it's a big fan of the show. Got a uh, question for Kiefer after dark. So my buddy ended up boning this chick the other night, and we were wondering what is considered a cougar for your age bracket. He's like 24, 25. This chick was like 33, but we're not sure if she has to have a kid or if there's like, you know, some range that you're supposed to go in. So, Kiefer, if you could help us out with that, that'd be awesome. And uh, enjoy the show. I mean, is there yeah, such a thing? Yeah, so a cougar, there's pumas and there's cougars. Pumas are 25 and older, maybe doesn't have a boyfriend, looking for one, getting aged, but, you know, trying to lock it down. That's a puma. You get a cougar, 30 years old and above. I thought cougars were 40. No, because you get 30-year-olds have babies. And you have kids, that's kind of a cougar-ish. You know, hey, my dude's gone, I got a kid, I'm a single mom, mm-hmm. cougar, full cougar. Like when Heather goes places, cougar. She's a cougar. She's a cougar. She's fine with that? Yeah, she's good. She has her own little club called Cougar Club Crawl or some shit. So. Okay. All right. So uh, to expand on this guy's question, what's too old? For a cougar? No, just how many years difference, age difference? You know what I mean? Like, uh, if, it's, if menopause hits and yeah. you're young, yeah. it's too old. Okay. All right. Menopause is the line. That's like 50? Yeah, well, 50-ish. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's some 50-year-olds that are still pretty ripe, I guess. So, I thought a cougar, just to clarify, I thought a cougar was just like an older woman a woman looking for a younger guy. And then, I'm, you know. Prowling. And then there's a MILF, which is just a hot older woman. Yeah. Is that right? That's that's still right. Okay. Yeah. You're still on the, you're still on the, the cusp right there. It's all the same. So, older woman, baby, wants a dude. Hey, Kiefer, this is for your After Dark segment. 
Um, my wife brought up the other about three weeks ago uh, about having a three-way. It just kind of came up in conversation, just like crazy things, you know, that we would that we would do like fantasy type stuff. And she's always been on the bit of the wild side. Um, I was curious, how do I approach this? Because she hasn't brought it up again. Do I ask her about it, or is this something that I let her, you know, control the ship on? And if it does happen, and I'm talking having a three-way with another girl. Okay. Uh, that was important. Happen, is there any rules in the bedroom that I should know about because I don't want it to be awkward, don't want it to end weird. So, there, love the segment. Keep up the good work, you and Steve, and uh, talk to you guys later. There's um, there's a 100% chance if she offhandedly mentioned that, yeah, she wants to do it. Right. And here's another thing. As a man, it doesn't matter what we want. We always think about two chicks, no matter what. If you're a normal male... You always think about two chicks and what it would be like to be with two chicks, three-way, all this stuff. So absolutely mention it. Even if she doesn't, you mention it. It doesn't matter because that's just but the she guy. She mentioned it once, so that's the, that's the door to just right. ram the it's door It's already open. cracked. Yeah. So yeah. you can just kick it open. Yeah, just so kick it. So go ahead and ask. Okay, now, if she does line one up, the problem that women have is deci- deciphering if they want to be with one of their friends or be with a stranger. Some chicks that I've met are on both sides of the fence. They want to be with a the chick they know to feel comfortable, or they want to be with a stranger that they don't even want to know. They want to do the thing and get out and not even want to know you. The key thing about both, it doesn't matter, is when it goes down and you're in the bedroom or wherever you're at, do not touch the other chick unless your chick tells you it's cool. Otherwise, that's going to cause problems, A, right at that moment, or B, if she doesn't say anything and you do that shit, it's going to cause problems later on in your relationship. She'll be like, well, you like, yeah. you like this, you wanted her, you think she's better. So you need to... Like the Martians in Mars Attacks. Just let them go at it, do your thing, sit back, relax, let them do what they need to do, and then if they get you involved together, then you just let it go down. Beggars can't be choosers here, right? You're getting a lot of cool shit going down right now. Just sit don't be back. greedy. Just sit back and relax. Don't if you don't get it in and all you do is get to watch, cool. That's awesome. I mean, how many guys don't get to do that? Let's 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 stay on that program. If they involve you, that's that's icing on the cake, man. Hey. Yeah, you like that? We're both involved. I get to do some stuff. That's bitching. But right. beggars can't be choosers. Sit back, relax, don't touch unless she says it's cool. Are you in favor of the friend or the stranger? <sighs> and also, too, I don't think as the guy you also can't pick. No, yeah. you can't pick. No. You're, not, you're not picking. Because she is going to read everything into that. You do not pick choice. the chick. Let her <laughs> decide what she needs to do. I'm in favor for the stranger because it causes less problems down the road. Um, the only the, the, the negative of that is your wife or your chick's not going to feel as comfortable with them because they don't know them. Um, so, of course, that's where liquor is how involved. Do you, how and, do you even approach a stranger? That's tough. Well, I'm sure there's websites for that. Oh, you can, you, no, you don't want to do that. I'm just saying. There but, is. But there yeah. is. But, you know, you. I guess you kind of know there's some chicks out there. You just kind of know if they're bisexual or not. You just get that vibe. And chicks, when, you, when you you're at a... You're at a get, a chick in the bar and go, no, oh, hey. You have get-togethers. You go to parties. You kind of know with inside, you know, people that you... Hey, nice to meet you. You kind of get the vibe. I think it's super hard to find a stranger. So, if you do, that's the way to go because that way you guys can leave. You don't have to know anyone. Sound like you have a lot of personal experience with this. 
Yeah, yeah. I've been with, I mean, I have threesomes before, before Heather, and yeah, it's better to go separate, to separate. Because what, here, experience for me is they end up sticking around because they like the situation or they like what you're, they like what you're packing more than what they're doing. So you're the guy that they're going to, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I left my shoes at the house. Can I come get them? And then, well, that's like a direct. And then you're going to be that's screwed. Directly what happened right there. So the shoes. Right. Um, all right. So that's it. Yeah. Keep after dark. Thanks for the questions. Yep. Thanks for the tweets. Thank you. Keep them coming. I love it. <laughs> you do. I wish this could be earlier in the night because I could just keep going. That's right. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Chad Reed and Zach Osborne, David Villeman for picking up. DV. DV picked up. JT, of course. Uh, love Zach Osborne winning. That's awesome. And, and Reedy is always a great interview. There's no doubt about it. Please check out the Three Palms Qualifier. Loretta Lynn's uh, Qualifier this weekend at Three Palms. ThreePalmsASP.com. And uh, thanks to all of our guys on board. Use our sponsor codes. Use our deals. Everything else. Um, FlyRacing.com and BTO Sports, of course. And uh, NFAB and Race Tech. And. Um, you said yeah. NFAB. We're looking for sheets that we're doing. I don't even know anymore. Hmm. Great Michelin, radio, bro. Michelin. You know what? <laughs> right. Oh, hey. Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works. Thanks for the tickets to Toronto. Give away nice. two tickets, uh, two four tickets, two pairs to Toronto, courtesy of Pivot Works. And NFAB stepped up with another pair for Drunk Kev. And we appreciate that. Toronto this weekend, by the way. Mex uh, Brown Goggles, KTMPartsExpress.com, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains. People, EK Chains. Great chance. Love those guys. Uh, Guts Racing, Get Data. Sold a bunch of gets from last week's appearance on the show. Uh, so please go back and leave want to learn a little bit more about that or go to go to sponsor deals on the, on Pulp MX show and uh, go there. Uh, um, great company. A lot of teams in the pits are using them. And Ride Engineering, the official clamp of Alex Ray for one more weekend. Oh. Adrian at Ride Engineering has got a lot going on, whether it's uh, brake parts or clamps or bar mounts. He's or... helping me out a lot right now. I'm doing a brake article. Oh, so doing, oh, Adrian's helping me out. Uh, Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, Dirt, Dirt, Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having stepping me two weeks in, in a row. Stepping in for uh, David Pingree. I like that. Yes. Um, Thanks for having me. It was fun. Next week is Tyler Bowers. Awesome. Yeah, the bear. That'll be great. In that chair. Did I tell you is that? Is this chick coming? No chick. No chick. No chick. Just, All right. just the bear. The bear is loose. And apparently... Precious. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> uh, that's from uh, Semi-Pro. Yeah, the from, bear got yeah, loose. Yeah, yeah. Precious. Run for your lives. <laughs> no one move. <laughs> exactly what he just said. Uh, and um, uh, Travis Marks, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Good job tonight. Thank you. Um, thanks to Racer X people for letting us put on Facebook. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Greg. Gary. Yep. Footlong, Foot Greg. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, everybody, we will uh, we'll see you next week with a fantastic, another fantastic show. See ya. Cheers. What's up? There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. 
Crushing 